Ladies and gentlemen, I've got the winners. I give you Tommy Ross and Kerry White. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says on the side of the bucket that just hit me in the head. It's the best film ever. My name is Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and we're here today to do episode number 179. Wow. Carrie. Woo. That's amazing, isn't it? 179. 179 episodes. I did not think we would get this high. No. Did you know? We should pretty much just recycle this bit because it was already five episodes we do of this conversation, but I did not think we did. No, even yeah. though I'm most optimistic. 179 and what that represents over three years? Yeah, true. That's pretty significant. It is. Did yeah. you did you think we'd meet 100, though? Best case scenario, I thought we'd do the poster. Oh, okay. Yeah, Which yeah, we yeah. should update, maybe at the end, if we have time. I don't know how, what the runtime is. I think we'll be doing all right. Maybe we can get scratch the post track. I'm going to scratch some off and see kind of how many. I think the last count, we were something like 38 of the 100. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm too bad. You know what? I'm going to share this. Because we used to do it all the time. We almost rarely, almost zero of the time do it now. Yeah. The podcast had its birth, really, in this poster I gave you. That was, here's 100 films you have to watch before you die. It yep. was just a Christmas gift, or yep. birthday gift, or yep. Christmas, like, Christmas gift. Yeah. And you said to me, can we watch these films together? Even the ones that we've already watched independently, can we get back together and just watch the 100 films together? Yeah. And I was like, hey, it's a chance, it's an organic reason to get people around and watch, and watch films, and for me and you to hang out, depending on if we had shows or not have shows, there's a chance for us just to hang out outside of that. So I was yeah, like, yeah. sounds good. And then about three or four things in, I went to you. I sort of said spitball and said, we should have podcasasted this. We you should have kept this it. in the cinema. We watched a movie. I can't remember which movie we watched. And you went, oh, you lent over, was. always watching the credits. And you went, it was the favorite, I think. I the favorite's one that we've favorite. had. It's one that I, the favorite's one that I name drop a lot when I say we've always talked about films. And the favorite's the one that I bring up because everybody else yeah. left and you and I are like, no, let's talk this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, was... what did I just watch? I'm like, I think I've got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm still processing. <laughs> And that's the basis. And it's, it's originally, it was just going to be the, the movies on the poster. And since then, we've kind of um, diversified. And originally, that was going to be just you and me. Just me and you. But, you know, COVID it's, happened and things different, changed. Well, yeah, it was sort of a process. We, we, we joked with the idea of a fact check corner. Yeah, because yeah, you was on the first one, weren't you, Georgia? Yeah. Yeah, so. Doing the fact check corner. And it, that was going to be like a rotating thing, like dictionary corner here yeah. on uh, yeah. 8 out of 10. Well, oh, countdown, but 8 out of 10 counts yeah, yeah. countdown. We thought that was going to be a guest thing. And then. I just think I appreciated other people because otherwise it's just me and you. The, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. more the more voices that chipped in, I think it gave a sense of diversity to it, not just in in representation. Although it did do that because mm-hmm. we had Ellie and we had Georgia and we had two men and we had two women, and that was great. And uh, but but also just the idea that it was other viewpoints that weren't just mine and yours. Two lads making a film podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. of a certain age, and so now true, yeah, we yeah. spread it out to different ages. We're talking about different life experiences, and that's really what I mean. And we wouldn't have had the same conversations. No, and the stuff that people love. I mean, if if if, if, if well, if you're listening to the pod as a regular listener, <laughs> I assume this is what you love because lots of people do film review podcasts. This is it on episode one? 
Yeah. But what we do is a little bit, I, I, you know, I remember I heard a uh, interview between Nelson Millman. There's a word. He's the program director of a sports radio station called the Fan 590, mm-hmm. uh, Sports Talk. And Bob McCowan, who is, I, I drop him fairly often as an influence, as, you know, on, on, on sort of the style of a bunch of things. And they started talking about how we're not really in the sports talk business. We're in the personality business. Oh, that makes sense. And people listen because they want to listen to this person. Now, it happens they share a common interest with what the audience likes. Yep. But really, they tune in because it's that person. Why does Bob McCown at 4 p.m. do better than so-and-so does at 6 p.m.? Yeah. Or someone's on a different channel does. It's because yep. you like Bob McCown. Yep. So yep. like the personality. that's sort of an idea. So, yeah. So I think having more avenues to go down and more stories to go down, that's been. It's, it's better. Yeah, it's better. So I'm yeah. glad. It wasn't what we originally thought it was going to no, be. No, no, no. I'm glad too. And I'm glad that it evolved to that thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. And you also notice you get a different dynamic if there's like any two of us on the pod or whether it's just yeah. me and Georgia, whether it's just me and you. Or even if, it, it, or, sometimes it's not that it's, it's better, sometimes it's worse, but it's different. It's different. So yeah. when we have like a boys' night episode when it's me, you, and me, you, and Ethan, that's, that's a boys different night. perspective to when it's me and you sometimes where it yep. just comes down with two of us. Or if it's George and I doing the friends, the friends thing, or when yeah. Ethan and I were doing Doctor Who, or or any of those things, or when we have a guest on, or a BFF at the BFE, it's it's a different dynamic. So mm-hmm. I really and I really appreciate all those differences. It's really quite quite good to have those yeah. dynamics. So you can see different people's roles almost shift, yeah, <laughs> depending on what the situation is. Minus me sitting here spitting all the it's fun though, isn't it? The nonsense all the I time. I love it when you actually put me on the spot a bit. Sometimes it really gets. Uh... I like it when you ask me questions, and oh, you're the okay. only one who really does. Oh, okay. Ethan, and George, and, and, and Megs don't don't ask me questions. They don't. We're just cognizant of the no. four hour run. They're, they're sitting there going, "Yeah, I was waiting for my turn to talk. How long is it going to be?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not Megs. Megs is going to elbow her away. <laughs> she will. She'll claw her way in. But uh, uh, but no, yeah. So, so I appreciate that. It's kind of interesting, especially when I because I like having to work something out in the moment. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of what I do, I've thought about it. I watch the movie. Yada yada yada. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. Uh, we should mention it's Father's Day over here. It is Father's Day. It's Father's Day, actually, oh, I think, oops. everywhere today. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Father's Day in Canada. It's Father's Day Da-da-da. in the States. It's Father's Day everywhere. Oh, cool. Unlike May, where it's so linked with harvest yeah. and that sort of seasonal thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think we decided it's June, it's warm, barbecues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Uh, happy look, Father's Day, Tim. Happy fa- if, you, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you're a father, if you're a stepfather, if you're... Uh, some sort of a surrogate father. If, if you have a role where someone looks up to you as a fatherly figure, happy Father's Day to you. Yeah. Woohoo. Happy there Father's Day, Dad. Love you. There we are. <laughs> Does he listen? Can you imagine? <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, what do we got here? Uh, big th- let's just go ahead and shout out and say, so it's a quick little promo. Last week we did Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Um, we've gone about as polarly opposite as you can uh, yeah. this week. <laughs> but I'll tell you what my feelings are never polar opposite to. They're never going to sit there and just laugh at me. That's our Patreon backers, yeah. our friends of the podcast. We're talking about Julie, All right. Hermes, Come on. James de Guzman, Lena Oberholzer, Ensidy yeah. and Davies, right. Chris Peterson. Hell yeah. Randall Silva. <laughs> I know. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. <laughs> the Yeetmeister. I'm conscious by what you said last week. Reverend Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Nate the Great. Andy right. Dixon. Come on. Holly Callan. Right. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Woo. 
the cool cat himself, Ryan Kukets, and Canadian Chris Dykstra. Oh, Canada! What just happened? Liam's early hell yeah really threw me off because I was wait. I was, it was waiting. Obvious that Liam was like his only internal monologue is going to be "Don't say hell yeah for Reverend Bruce. Don't say hell yeah for Reverend Bruce." So when he jumped in early, he's like, "There, I've used it. I've used it." But then he couldn't reset. He'd be broken I himself. I pray I had a patent, didn't I? Oh, I'm so sorry. for some reason, after hearing this, if you still want. I want to know how you can keep the lights on and the fans moving here at the studio of awesomeness and help keep that sweet sweet bfe content coming from us to the people who live in the microphone two to three times a week on a, you know on a good week uh please consider joining our patreon you can get in the door for as little as three british pound that's less than four u.s dollars around five canadian dollars other currencies are available including yen which i looked up this week you did i did cool 541 yen so come on, folks. Whoa. That's less than 600 yen. That's a deal. That's a deal. Buy that for a dollar. Buy, buy that. That's less than one sake a day or something like that. How do money do... I imagine. If that's like 500 and what, sorry, did you say? 541. 541. Yep. So say something costs a thousand pound British money. Yep. What would that be in yen? I mean, Jesus. Well, according to the number I just did, uh, you said a thousand pound? Yeah. That would be about... Uh, 150,000 yen. Jeez. So it just gets to a stupid number eventually, doesn't it? I I, I guess so, My brain puts it in the way of, like, they're just saying all the pence that that is. I mean... Can they not just just bring it down, like, and reset it? You could. I forget what it's called. But you could just decide from here on in, we're going to just, you know, chop off three decimal places. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, mean, if you think about lira before we had the euro, I mean, the lira was like, I give you a thousand lira. How much is a thousand lira? About five cents. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, such is. Um, we got the Patreon gifts that are coming out this month for us to say thank you very much yeah, to exciting. our friends of the podcast and sorry, our best friends of the podcast and our BFFs of the BFE. The BFs, you're getting two gifts this month and Ooh. the, uh, the BFFs of the BFE, you're getting two plus a premium. Two plus a premium. Yeah. So Got lots of ideas. I was talking design ideas with Ethan last week. So fantastic. And my little creativity. There you go. Yeah. He's the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. What you, <laughs> what you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. All right. That's all Superstar Billy Graham. I'm just ripping off. Uh, there we are. Uh, the next Media Madness will be Films of the MCU. I'm going to put that out to the Patreon backers uh, early this week. When are we doing early that next, this week. next month? We're going to, it'll be released in July, but as far as when we're going to mm-hmm. record, he said doing a live time uh, sort of thing, uh, you're not here next week. No. That's what you said. Yeah. Uh, the following week, neither one of us are around. So I'm thinking July yeah, 9th. July 9th. Oh, cool. If that works yeah. for people. Should do. Get a hold. So we're going to put that out there t- tentatively. Yeah, that's good for me. July 9th. July 9th. It yeah. should be a shorter film. Cool, cool. Um, it should be one that Meg should be here for already. Ooh, hint there. Ooh. And, um... Spice Girls 2. Sp- Spice Girl Boogaloo. <laughs> um, we're redoing Benny and The Jane. Worldwide Tour. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go ahead and do that. And then, uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. So cool. we'll put that as a tentative date. Our Patreon backers, July 9th. We'll let you know what time... About the same time as the first two have been. But we'll let you know a little bit more closer to the actual... And event. the more that join us, the more the merrier. More the merrier. Chaos. Chaos. Chaos and, and carnage everywhere. <laughs> My bracket on the floor. 
in round one. <laughs> what is like what's you lose your shit. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what was the opposite of that. Uh, we charted this week in the, in the UK. We were up to the thir- we were number thirty two at our high point this week. Whoop, whoop. Wow, which is, is which which is really quite high actually. Yeah. You said just to break the hundred, didn't you say was to break the hundred in America is a big deal. Usually, I get really excited if we break top fifty in the UK, but it was just out of nowhere. Wow. And then talking the Mickey was number thirty four. <laughs> so I'm thinking a few people here Brilliant. in the UK found one pod, heard us drop out the other one, and just downloaded a whole Everything. bunch. But it's weird we have this weird spike in numbers. So I don't know what the, I don't know at what, no one really does know about Apple Podcasts, how they come up with their, their charts. The algorithm type thing. Because it had a big spike, especially in the UK, a little bit ago. But that was like two, three weeks ago. Oh, okay. As far as download numbers. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so much of it. I'm going to talk about our chart numbers for May here, if I may, because it's the first time in the history of the podcast that Great Britain, the UK, was our leading market. Wow, that's normally America. Forty-one percent of the listenership was there, compared to only thirty-four percent from the United States. Wow. Others in the rankings, we've got Canada, Canada, Australia, number G'day. four, Switzerland, cool. Germany, the Netherlands, Singapore, Ireland, and in number ten, Russia. No, wow. Yeah, so there we go. Hey, so. uh Thank you very much, wherever you are around the world, for listening. Out of curiosity, uh, in the United States, Florida would have been our fourth biggest country by itself. (laughs) So it would go USA, Canada, Australia, Florida, if it was in the ranking. But also we've got Ohio, California, Georgia, and New York as our top five. That's amazing, isn't it? Everybody all over the world listens. Early June data, we're back to America on top. 58% American (laughs) listenership in June. Canada's in fifth. Wow. Behind Germany and Australia. Wow. What's going on, Canada? What's going on there? What's going on? Canadian Chris Dykstra, James de Guzman. Help us out. Come on. (laughs) Spread the word. Uh, Let's do some reflections. And corrections. Well, baby, I hear the blues are calling to salad and scrambled (laughs) eggs. Have you heard the news about this? No. This is the Frasier thing. Go ahead. Okay, the Frasier is having a reboot. Oh, I think I heard there was going to be a legacy reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And Nicholas Lindhurst from Only Fools and Horses is going to be in it. Who's that? What? Rodney. Oh. Oh, what? The tall guy? Yeah. It's got to be a bit part. It's got to be a bit part. I don't know. Uh, Of course, you can't have John Mahoney because John Mahoney since passed away. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him. Martin. He, he, he was, was great. He was the father, wasn't he? Yeah, he's the father yeah, yeah, yeah. who was completely the opposite of his two sons. Oh, he's brilliant. Uh, there's also been a continuity error because he has a spot as a guest star on, on Cheers. Oh. Okay. As a totally different character. Oh, so okay. when he showed back up, I'm like, well. But they played fast and loose because on Cheers, Frazier goes on about how his dad was a psychiatrist. And then on Frazier, obviously, they decided, that, okay, we're going we're to change some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Uh, but I wanted to say, uh, this Kelsey Grammer singing, it's not him who wrote it. A little bit of research, not his writing. So yeah. that's okay. I just thought I yeah, said that. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, furthermore, I heard back from the Tipsy Teapot in Kings Lynn. They've discontinued their eating challenge. Oh. That was a shame. But Do you think they discontinued it because I was being beaten too much? Oh, I'd be curious if it was cost effective or not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was a shame because I've never done an eating challenge. I was well up for actually giving it a go Ooh. at some point. I'm gonna, I'll find somewhere at some point and do something. Yeah, we'll I'm find sure something. there'd be one in Norwich. But on the flip side, um, yeah, we're still totally, I did do some research. They still do all you can eat wings at BrewDog. Oh, cool. on Wednesdays. We're doing that. So we're doing that this summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I did see, all I saw was buffalo. I'm sure you can get it without sauce. Right. I'm sure you can get it without sauce. No, that's all right. I'll just have. I'll be honest. I, I prefer to eat wings if I'm going to eat as many as I can. 
I it's how many wings you can get within like a two hours window or one hour window or something. If like that. they're hot, I love hot sauce, but I mean, I don't know if I can eat that many quickly. They just said buffalo. I don't know to what degree the heat is. Oh, okay. Buffalo's not that hot. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm good for that. Like it's it's like that Frank's that red hot tingle. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like ridiculous. It's not like the way I do it. That's that's hotter than buffalo. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it? so I think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have learned maybe I shouldn't do it every week. <laughs> Football's great and all, but yeah, probably not every week. <laughs> Um, Nate the Great says, hey, if you consider Minnesota the West Coast, then yes, I'm in the West. I would not consider Minnesota the West Coast, but <laughs> thank you for your uh, – it's right in the middle of the Great Lakes, basically. He said, you were spot on, though. This is about the third baseman uh, rankings. He said, Wade Boggs, George Brett, and Mike Schmidt. I'd add Chipper Jones if that's your top four all time. Join uh, Nate the Great and I for our baseball spinoff podcast. <laughs> that's shortstop I'd ever. listen to that. Would you come on? <laughs> I'm going to see some Major League Baseball next week. It's the bottom of the ninth, the second innings. That's cool. The bottom of the ninth is the inning. The ninth is the ninth inning. The only reason I know that. Bottom of the ninth, two out. The only reason I know this. Paradise is, by the dashboard lights. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the only reason. Just figured it. Yeah. Will you love me forever? <laughs> Let me sleep on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Nate says, I, wa- I said, he want, he listened to the podcast. I've never seen Sleepers in Seattle, but it sounds like a good time, and I loved your long tangents. Thank you. We had lots. We of had a lot of long tangents. Speaking of long tangents, I had a few of them with uh, David from Scriptical about hot weather. And he says, a hot temperature is worn as a badge of honor for Aussies. The fact we didn't get a mention hurt my fragile psyche. You called it that. I did not. Uh, <laughs> as I said, look, it wasn't anything but to besmirch the people of Australia. No, not at all. I haven't lived there. Me either. So I, there. so I spoke about my knowledge of America, Canada, and Britain, because I've lived in all three places. Yep. I have visited Cuba. I can talk about how hot that is in May, because I've hot done in that. Cuba, isn't it? It's very warm, in, especially in May. <laughs> in May, oh, I was dying. Thank God the air con. I see a climate that requires air conditioning had an air conditioner, so I could sit there and, and be cool. Vegas and Arizona was the hottest I've ever been. Arizona? Hot, hot. Yeah. I wasn't there when it got truly hot because we'd uh, I'd left by then because oh. I leave in like June. Yeah, I'll tell you what else was hot when I was over in America and um, when in my younger days and I went to Santa Monica Beach and I could see people walk around with flip flops and stuff on the sand. I thought, what am I doing that for? Oh, oh the, the sand's sand that hot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I must have looked stupid because yeah. I was going. Ooh, ah, ah, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Um, we've got a little comment here from Dwayne Smith. Hi, Dwayne Smith. I was I didn't cue her at all, so that's really impressive. Hey, I, I was there ready. <laughs> said he said I'm getting concerned about Georgia. I'm not listening. Some weeks. <laughs> Last week you were too busy doing this rave thing the whole time. I was listening. There, there was some absolute nonsense you said last week. <laughs> At one point you said something. I ignored you, hit the end game and went, I'm trying to get to the finish. Please join me. <laughs> Hardcore raver. Georgia in the corner. Because you just decided you were somewhere else. I'd had too much sun. Yeah. Anyway, Dwayne Smith said, that, this is before you showed up. I'm getting concerned about Georgia. I'm 52 minutes. It's in no sign yet. There we are. Uh, he continued by going, Liam's brain works the same way as mine. Virtually every week he'll say something the exact moment I say it or think it too. This week it was <laughs> sriracha, sriracha, da, 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 da. I don't know what this is. He typed it, so I don't know if you want to help me. Uh, uh, what, I can't remember what I said now. 
Coco Sriracha. It's hard when it's typed. I can't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't find melody. <laughs> I said, it's amazing you guys got an advert. I spoke too soon. The minute you talk about it, you don't get one. Um, uh, but whoever puts them in needs some help with timing. You're literally halfway through a sentence and it cuts it out. Not very subtle. Yeah. Uh, based on what happens, you get a choice. They can choose beginning, ending, or midpoint. But wouldn't they? So the miss- midpoints just no. They don't choose. They just literally say there's a there's just three three tick boxes. Oh, they okay. say midpoint. So Podbean just goes. Bloop. Oh, okay. They have no concern about where it is in the. But we don't have no say over it. No, nah, we have none. It just happens. Yeah. I guess their theory is if you put in the middle, it's less likely to get skipped. I mean, I don't know. That skip button's pretty. I guess maybe you're most Roberto when you first hit play and it starts playing. You go okay, skip. And if it's at the end, maybe people stop listening, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to know, because you do always have that skip, don't you, to yep. the preamble, don't you? Sure. To go straight into the movie. It'd be interesting to know how many people actually skip the preamble, or how many people actually love the preamble. I don't want to put that out there as a poll option. I don't well, know no, if my I own just, fragile psyche could stand no, that. No, no, no. People comment way more about the stuff we do in the in, in the preamble, so I'm, I'm yeah. guessing... I'm guessing there's people who listen to the preamble, and if they have no interest in the film, they just turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> There's it's one fine. podcast I listen to, and they're always like, we do like an hour of bullshit, and then we go into what we discuss. And someone went in and said, I've never listened to the second half. I know I should, but but I don't care. And I was like, why would you tell them that? We have a feedback, and uh, they say, hey, you guys spent... I remember it was one that was like, 18 minutes in, you guys haven't started talking about the movie yet. I'm like, oh, only 18, 18 minutes. 18 minutes. <laughs> Should have been here last week. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, look, if that's, if that's the case, then clearly we're not the part for you, and that's okay. That, that That's fine. But yeah. you don't you don't, you don't don't have to, you know, there are people out there who can do that thing. We've just lost Ethan. Um, yeah. But there are podcasts that can, can sort of scratch that relative itch, whereas um, the podcast that you get... Uh, some people for whom they go love that stuff don't 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 stop i mean we have tons of tangents i got a bunch of messages this week going loved all the tangents <laughs> so like you know there's something out there for everybody Ooh, that's fine and if absolutely. we're not that but man man when we first started we get a piece of feedback and be like oh should we, should we change everything i think we should change everything Do you know credit to you though you called that early because someone did say that we ran too long and you went well actually yeah. you know this is what we are going to do, so maybe we should stick there to it. There was what? someone early on who also went, um, they were right about some things. I took some of their stuff on board. They said, yeah. uh, this is back when it was Ellie and Georgia, and they said the girls should have an equal say when it came time to voting stuff, and we thought about it. I went, yeah, you're, you're, you're not wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely you are. That's right. And then other times it was like maybe every, it should be more of a free flow kind of conversation. I'm going, well, we'll, 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 we'll Someone's got to sort of walk us through the, the process. Yeah, yeah, someone's yeah. got to someone's got to facilitate the conversation. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. so I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not buying. Like, there's somebody who was like, maybe we should listen. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, we shouldn't. <laughs> this works. You have a pretty clear idea, though. I mean, we've abandoned stuff. We've we've brought new stuff in and yeah. tried stuff. And what I love about our podcast, because I do listen. <laughs> especially the ones i'm not on there you go. i listen to them a lot and i think they really they do really well without me but anyway um i listen to them and, and i'm like <laughs> what was that i think he said wrong he might have said rock on i don't know it's one of the two <laughs> no, wrong. I, said, I said wrong see we told ethan before the mics came on if you're gonna jump in bring it with volume Right. Don't do that little under your breath thing. And, we'll, and, and he's gone ahead and he's done that. And that was wrong. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Thank you, Ethan. Um, You're welcome. But I love how um, we don't just um, stick to the same things all the time. If they're not working, we try different things. And, you know, I love when you listen back to the old old episodes and you, you feel us grown. 
Because in the early episodes, we didn't really know what we were doing. The only thing that kept us on track was the film. The film and just sort of keeping it. Yeah, and then week by week, we would would discover things. And some things we kept with and some things we didn't. Uh, I'm really really loving uh, certain elements we've just put in the last few weeks. I'm like, yeah. And if it's fun, we keep doing it. If it's not, then we stop. And I think people, I do. I think I, I like the, I like that. You know, we're in the end game now. We're doing this, you know, and all these other things. It's great. It's just it, it has a set pattern that you look forward to as a listener. I never thought I'd listen to our podcast after doing it. God bless you. I mean, I, I listen to each one for, you know I mean? for like quality control. And go, how does it sound? Once you've talked it, you, yeah. you're like, you know, would I, would I listen? And I do, I do listen to it quite a lot myself. There you go. There we go. But I listen to go. Why would I have said anything different now on the flip side? You know how you often go, I want to say this, and then you say it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I would listen and go, oh, would I have said anything different? Would I have chipped anything else in, you know? Yeah. Because you, you are thinking on the fly when you're talking about stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm guided sometimes. I have, like, pages and notes. Today it's 14. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, hey, this is stuff that we have to get through. But the best stuff is the stuff where I put the paper down for a minute because something's happened yeah that's the great stuff and it's about hopefully going okay but it's also if it's <laughs> look at us getting very retrospective with the pod so i'm like i'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like who, who hasn't talked for a bit do i need to bring do i need to talk to george and see if george has got something to bring in here yeah. or, or what's what's going on because yeah we have something we have to get to and sometimes sometimes that never in the last week i'm like we need to get back to the movie <laughs> <laughs> that it was george shut up but then but then but then other times it's like this is a really interesting conversation and it would be short changed if we leave this because we go to some just quite human places sometimes yeah we do you're right and go some raw places what does that mean what what you know what does that and sometimes they don't pay off massively like we talked about what was it last week um is a lie always a betrayal yeah it was all right yeah, it was yeah. all right it was nothing special but sometimes we stumble upon something i'm like no no we're, we're, we're gonna stay here for a bit this is actually really kind of good stuff you know this is what people were expecting when they turned on the old film podcast machine this morning but 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 here's what it's come come out as do you know what I will look forward to in years to come? No matter how long this podcast lasts, I look forward to, you know, 20, 30 years and listening back and going, oh, I remember that. Oh, I, re- I do remember. Oh, my God. And having the same conversations, but with you guys in my ears. Yeah. 30 years from now, if we're yeah. still running this, jeez. Could, could you imagine? If I've been going, welcome, 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 it's because I've forgotten, like, how to start the podcast. <laughs> I'm just stuck on a loop. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Well, young people today don't get about moving pictures. Years ago, we used to stick DVDs in the players. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I make fun of my younger colleagues by saying stuff like that. Do you? <laughs> this was cutting edge technology. Imagine a world where you used to pay for your entertainment, first <laughs> off. You didn't just download it illegally uh, yeah. off Already I'm starting to feel like that, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Um one uh oh no we're here um let's do some general shout outs uh shout out to andy dixon thanks a lot andy was spreading the love for the bfe in his scottish brog is that what he thought is it a brog scottish brogue brogue Brogue. what are you referring well you you refer to his voice it's called a scottish i think brogue is the noun I don't know. A brogue is a shoe. I know that. A brogue is also a shoe. I think it's one of those things that is one word with two different things it refers to, like. Well, other things. <laughs> soul and soul. How about that? Soul and soul. Soul, soul and soul. Soul, soul and soul. I'm okay. You're good. Okay. Um, Carlo in the movie loot says he's got a lot of thoughts about the Truman Show. Hey, we'll hear anything you got to say about the Truman yeah, Show. Yeah, absolutely. There. I remember he did mention about, it's well, it's important that, you know, Truman has a regular boring job because, um, back to our Truman Show episode, of course. 
Um, how many sitcoms do people have boring dead end jobs? And I'm here to say not that many, Carlo. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Friends. Let's go through. Let's go through the jobs on Friends. Yeah. Remember, boring dead end jobs. Joey's an actor. Yep. Ross is a paleontologist. Yep. Slash professor at NYU. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's not boring. Uh, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, she starts schlepping coffee. But within like four years, she's working for like Bloomingdale's or something yeah. like that. And Ralph Lauren falls, yeah, falls backwards into a career in high fashion. Yeah, uh, Monica's a, a chef at a restaurant. Yeah, uh, and uh, Phoebe's. I'm a, she's got a I'm bunch of odd things, jobs, yeah. but Taxi she's driver. <laughs> kind of kind of a a a freelance massage therapist. Yes, she is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but these aren't like boring. Like, yeah, I work retail. No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. Like you know, and if you do have a sitcom about that, every that's the setting. Everybody works there, like superstore. Everybody works at the superstore. Yep. You know, Chan- that's why Chandler was the joke. Which Chandler brings job? He's got the most relatable job on the show, but it's a source of comedy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, and also there's the idea that it's twenty four seven three six five. So yeah, like okay, you might give me thirty seconds of Chandler working on his boring job. That's different from eight hours of watching the guy just like. <laughs> Should we be doing his performance reviews? <laughs> what happens if he gets called in for performance reviews? If he's like, yeah, I've worked really hard. And we're like, we've been watching you on TV. <laughs> you haven't. No, you haven't. Uh, moving on. Um, and how often can you get all your friends together to do stuff? And they were always together. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got asked by someone at work who might even be listening to the pod. I have no idea. <laughs> Hello. I think, you are. Co- I think a couple of them have sussed out. <laughs> um, You've been rumbled. And I got asked a question about, oh, you like friends. I'm like, yep, I do. And he goes, there's a joke in friends where Joey says, hey, you know, they'll talk about how they, they're not going to get in ahead at work. And Joey says, maybe it's because you're all here at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Is that really... What it's like in American Jobs is no, I think it's the I think it's the show making fun of itself. Yeah, the show realizes this is ridiculous that they're always here. Absolutely, it's the same as when someone else sits in their sits on the couch one day and they're like, "What? Do we, I don't know what to do with this." What do you What do you mean it's not free for the six of us? Yeah, because I, the funny thing is, I've been watching Maisel, um, the marvelous yep. Miss Maisel, and whenever she goes back to the her and Joel go back to this certain calf. Yeah, it's always, always the same table. The same table. Yeah. So yeah, what a great show. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Uh, some more love from Roy Kent's perm. Uh, really wish I had another name to call you by, but for the time being, Roy Kent's perm it is. A Twitter user who's made their, their name Roy Kent's perm. So there we go. Brilliant. Uh, Josh, next favorite movie highlight that Georgia loved the Princess Bride when she was on season one. I think your next favorite movie was it season two. Uh, one, I think. Yep. Uh, we're all going to get we're all getting ready for season three. We are. Yeah, I well, still got to pick my film. Me too. Yep. I know what film I'm picking. Yeah, something with Travolta, no doubt. No, um, the greatest rom-com ever. Oh, are you really? Yeah, I am, okay. yeah. <laughs> We'll leave that there. It's a deep cut for people who have been listening a long time. Uh, Russell the Post, he heard about our runtime and said, is Megan on it? <laughs> yeah. Turns out Citizen Seattle was not the longest. I thought it was going to be. It wasn't. It's still Benny and June. Um no, they're all about three hours and 58 minutes. Oh, a bunch okay. of them. Okay. So the longest ones are the ones that we've had BFF at the BFE. Yep. Because they sometimes overrun because we're talking about, how's your life? Here's the BFE questionnaire. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all that stuff. Um, but for other ones, I, I'm going to look and see if we've actually had one hit four hours. We've had a lot of three hours and 58. We try and keep it under four, though, don't we? <laughs> That's our... <laughs> 
That's the benchmark. <laughs> can you remember the days when we tried to keep it under two hours? The big thing was, can we keep it less than the movie? Yeah. That was the yeah. original push. Yeah. And that was one, like I said, we, we look at it, we think about it, we go, is this working? Is this not working? Yeah, and it was exactly. just, the movie's not as important as the conversations. No. Yeah. That's true. But do I just want to not deal with the movie and skip to the end game? No, I want to talk to the movie. Unless, it, unless it's Greece, and then we have to talk about the movie. We always have to talk about the movie. <laughs> um, so there we are. Uh, and then when he first, we said no, it's just was going. He goes, "Oh well, as long as the banter is entertaining, the longer the better." Thanks a lot, Russ. Yeah, thank you, uh, Russ. I felt weird, Russell. Um, Lestat said I was ruining his fun. I love to ruin fun, Lestat. So thank you very much. <laughs> He's a teacher. He tweeted something, and I went, "Actually, it was very teacher." I went, "Actually, if you read this from the perspective which I think it's written, she's saying this." Oh, what was that then? He was having a go at uh, Greta Thunberg. Oh, okay. Someone who I'm not immune to taking a shot at myself from time to time. <laughs> but he sort of, she made a tweet almost five years ago and said, if we don't change things in the next five years, then it's all going to go, it'll be catastrophic and the world will burn or something like that. Oh, okay. And I said, only about three days left, folks. And I said, to be <laughs> fair, he didn't say, in, she didn't say in five years the world would burn. She said in five years we'd pass a tipping point where we go into that. Um, that being said, I think she's about as reliable as, you know, your mom who saw a scientist say something about inoculations <laughs> and now is preaching to everybody. But, you know, yeah. such is. Uh, you know, how, how dare I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for chipping in, bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what do we got here? Another challenge for GIF of the week. Ooh. Saying I don't like the verdict. <clears throat> Josh Hicks' favorite movie. It's apparently the line's not. We're gonna need a bigger boat. It's you're gonna need a bigger boat. Um, apparently, it's one of the one of the oft uh, misquoted lines of all time in film. Oh, okay. And I went still about Jaws. Still about the boat. Yeah, exactly. I'm giving it the win. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just, just say it. Uh, Dwayne Smith said, "I'll take it." I'm like, "Of course you did. You won." Uh, <laughs> Nate the Grace says, "I love when you guys dip your toes into horror. Horror and superheroes are probably my favorite two genres. You must have loved uh, Multiverse of Madness." And Carrie is one of the few classics I haven't seen before. The opening scene is a lot. We're about to talk about that very shortly. <laughs> actually, we're doing okay. Actually, uh, Russell the Post he says, "The one time you announce you're covering a proper horror movie, and it's one I've never seen." I feel that you said this, Russell, the last time we covered a real horror movie as well i wouldn't say this is a real horror movie well we'll talk about that in a minute yeah uh thank you georgia for an awesome pick i'm familiar with it enough to know it's pretty highly regarded and gift of the week was private eye um yeah a bit of a weird uh mix uh russell the posty just had a shot of uh alec baldwin's character from 30 rock saying we should hire a private investigator i'm like okay technically you did what it's supposed to do mm-hmm so yes, you 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 met the qualification for entry. Did anybody use um, uh, Sybil Shepherd and no. Bruce Willis? Ooh. David from Scriptical did one about Magnum PI, and I like Magnum PI. Me too. Magnum PI had been the joke, but Magnum PI was not the joke. No. It, was, it was it was a bit blue. This, yes. Did you see this one? No. Oh, okay. So it was about types of pie. Okay. Yeah. And the first type was pecan pie, and he kind of and then it cuts to. Magnum kind of shake it. You, 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 if this was you, you would give it the win. <laughs> would I? Yes, you would. <laughs> so pecan pie, and he shakes his head. This would be my entry. That's not bad. Yeah. The second pick was, uh, then it goes to like peach pie. 
And again, it's, he switches to a different clip from Magnum P.I. and he tops out, shakes his head. <laughs> and then the third one has a certain type of pie that I will say is a euphemism for a sexual act. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you get the one of Magnum like lifting up his, his, his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the joke here was not P.I. The joke here was about pie. Yeah. Uh, yes, that would be was. a good entry for, for if, the, if the question was pie. Yes, 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 yes. It's, yes. it's not the joke no. at which point it's Dave from Skeptical I went I hear you it's because someone else I think it was Russell Post he was all in he was like this wins I'm like no. I said it's a, <laughs> it's a bit blue and David went well that could just be a reference to back in the old days when they used to throw them into each other's faces uh-huh. and I said yeah, this does yeah, not yeah, strike yeah. me but Tom Selleck is celebrating the vaudevillian legacy <laughs> of, the old, of the old pie in the face gag all that classic <laughs> vaudevillian sort of stage uh, and he humor. wouldn't have in his tash would he no he would not have <laughs> so this is back to the actual thing and not the metaphor it stands for yes uh, so Dwayne Smith who oh sorry Dwayne Smith who did uh, Knives Out, a donut hole inside of a donut hole. Nice. Is he a PI? No. He's a detective. He's a detective who's hired yeah. privately. Yeah. 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 Um, and so then we've also got uh, Anthony and Davies, who had Jean-Luc Picard as Dixon Hill. He would dress up and do uh, like mysteries on the holodeck. Oh, okay. I, I never watched it, so I don't Oh, know. no? No. TNG's good. Yeah. TNG, if you're not into science fiction that much. Yeah, I'm not. Next Generation is like the is like the best entry point. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a little more like it's got like aliens and stuff like that. So you have that side of it. But I mean it's 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 Patrick Stewart for crying out loud. Like it's yeah, not all pew 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 <laughs> punch kick. Well you probably <laughs> would like the punch <laughs> kick. I love punch kick yeah. Actually you probably like the original series. It's just <laughs> William Shatner getting off with random alien women and punching they people. They all look human. <laughs> they're all they're they're all they're all bipeds. They all have like legs. <laughs> just one's got green skin this week. Next week they'll have like pink skin. And they're all wearing short dresses. Oh, they're all wearing miniskirts. Yeah. yeah. I'm all in. <laughs> uh, is there another one here? Oh, there's a few more still. Russell the Posty. He did a scene from Chinatown, which Ooh. is a movie starring Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson and um, Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Um, I didn't get the reference. I had to look it up. There we are. And then Chris Peterson, who did Dwight Schrute with binoculars. Yes. Which is good. Who's Dwight Schrute? Dwight Schrute from Family Office. Oh, okay. Never seen it. The only one that was really imitated in a private eye was Jean-Luc Picard on the holodeck. Yeah. So my yeah. votes go into Anthony and Davies. Star Trek wins this week. Well done. There was so many out there, though. There's Sherlock, wasn't there? There's, um, oh, he's not really a private investigator, is he? You could have had some nice. fun laterally thinking with, with, with I. What does it mean? Yeah. I did just try and find, like, a good big brother gif for, yeah. for that, but, yeah. You could have done that. With some uh, time. Or Fletch. Can you remember him? Uh, Fletch, Chevy Chase? Yeah. Hated it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but he, he was a private eye. He was a private eye, wasn't he? Yeah. So um, I'm going to find a sound clip for this, but wait game, wait game. Let's all play the wait game. And I said I was going to to, to update peeps. I, I, I'm done my first week. And? Did my first weigh-in. Down seven and a half pounds. Oh, that's good. Whoa. Yeah, it's all right. Don't do it too quickly, though, yeah? No, no. That's because that's not me. Like, not, the minute you change anything, your body goes, oh, blush. Yeah, 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 I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, when I do these things, the first week's always the, the, the easier of, week. Yeah, it's not like it's it's not going to be like a seven and a half week average. <clears throat> There's no way that that would that could happen. Yeah, yeah, okay. But it was me going. All right, it's a positive. I was just looking for I think four. I would have been happy with. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Seven and a half. I was like, oh, nice. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. So yeah. that's where we sit there. 
Uh, thanks, uh, Russ. Uh, got a hold of me, Russell. Sorry, with some. Uh, as Georgia brings, she hears me talking about food. Brings <laughs> over snacks. Cinnamon bun. Oh tea. no, I didn't get the cinnamon buns because I looked at the fat content. And having just spoken about losing seven and a half pounds, I thought it wasn't a good idea to I eat a fat a cinnamon, cinnamon bun. bun. So. Well, there you go. Oh. I'm pretty good. I went today was the first day I went grocery shopping, and it was a struggle. Oh, okay. Where I was like, oh, I really want to. Like, I was like, oh. I could really do a McDonald's milkshake. What about, you know how we said last week how you're very good at cooking and, yep. you know, when you stick to something, it's yep. pretty good. Why don't you find something that is healthier that you can cook and make? Could you enjoy the well, art of making? I, generally, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've looked up some stuff. Yeah. So rather than have the same thing every day, I'm not going to yeah, do that. Yeah. Although I have a creature habit. I'll have the same thing still three times, three times in seven days. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite like it. Yeah, same. Yeah. So like pasta and red sauce, I'll have that three times a week probably. Two, if not three times a week. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, I just, I, I've found a way to sort of make it slightly healthier. Yep. I'm still cooking, cooking with olive oil because I refuse to give that up. <laughs> until, until, until you've until got the, to have. You get so many points, right? They call them sins. Yeah. I, got yeah, like, yeah. I got like 35. And I can have like three tablespoons of oil for 18. Cool. And I don't use any of my points the rest of the day because I, I, there's a bunch of zero point food. So I just eat a lot of zero point food. Oh, okay. Right? That's fair enough. And so I'm like, yeah, I will use 12 to 18, whether it's two or three tablespoon day of oil in, 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 in my cooking for that. Oh, that's good. And man. I will do that. Good, good. Uh, because I, I really enjoy that. And you I, gotta have some I, I still want to have, oh, there'll be some, like I'm going to a baseball game on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Saturday will be out the window. I'm going to eat as I want. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm not going to go, oh, no bun and uh, do you have any reduced ketchup you don't? Okay, I'll just, I'll just. I'll just sort of glide it in the air for for for, for a condiment. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat like I'm on a baseball game, and the rest of the week I'll be good. I've never done an American um, uh, sports thing over okay. here, right? They you, try their best to ape it as much as they can. Do they? Yeah. So, like, there'll be corn dogs, there'll be hot dogs, there'll be. Oh, man. So, I was talking to my buddy Matt about it uh, today, and he said that uh, last year the food was fantastic. Oh, okay. So, I'll have a report next week. Cool. I look forward to it. On how does London do American-style ballpark food? The Cubs, did you say? Cubs and the Cardinals. Ooh. Yep. So, I'll be wearing a Blue Jays jersey to do it. <laughs> do you know what? I, I, I look forward to it. I love, I love all this sort of stuff. Yeah, like it's great. When, when I went to San Francisco and I saw the 49ers, yep. you know, I'm a big football fan fan, but, you know, I got into it because of you guys. Yep. And, you know, you, do, you can't help but not get into it. And there was a guy that was in front of me, Oh my god, he was irritating but funny at the same time. Cause he'd sit there and he'd be eating like a hot dog or something, and then all of a sudden he'd stand up and he'd go, You cannot be serious And then I'll go all I kept thinking was John McEnroe because <laughs> he kept saying it and he kept chucking his thing on the floor every oh, time yeah. something would happen. Yeah. And in the end he used to he threw his arms up in the air because he was disgusted with something. Are you sure this wasn't me when you and I went and saw the last Jedi? <laughs> oh. Sounds a lot like what I was doing in the last Jedi. You were, you were, you were. <laughs> and then, then he walked off. And he never came back. <laughs> I found that. Funny. Doing that. <laughs> I found that so funny. Uh, why not give us based on that? Re- sorry, why not give us a review? Apple or Spotify? I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is a magic number. Yeah. So uh, I don't really have anything to talk about. For can we talk about this for two minutes? Anybody know anything else that happened in the world entertainment wise? Um, that Flash movie did terribly. Yeah, but don't talk about it too much because I do want to see this terribly. Like, is in box office wise? 
box office critically the the film keeps leaking online critically it, it's, it's like not, it's, it's not terrible because yeah. I, I looked it up I, was, I almost went and saw it yesterday oh. uh, The Flash uh, I just have not if we like, can do you want to try and sort something out to go see it yeah 7.4 on IMDb now IMDb always skews male heavy so I'm not surprised it's got a <laughs> decent rule 67% on Rotten Tomatoes it's not like it's a fail no so Potentially, yeah, I'll see you next week. Still, I still really, really want to see it. Because I'm worried that I people are going to spoil it for me. People ask go, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything, and then they say something, they and you're like, why do you do this? Yeah. Ethan? Um, I think their mistake was um, they've been previewing this film for like two months for free, well, for whatever reason, and it's meant that the film just keeps leaking online, and people keep going, oh, I didn't like when they did this, or I didn't like that, or the 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 Ezra Miller in the room of I don't like Ezra Miller. Um, you're, you're okay. I'll let you know. Are you sure? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if you. Uh, I'm. I'm not going to remove this headphones. <laughs> oh no, I'm not going to spoil the film because I like I. I get why people want to go see this. I love the Flash's al- character. I just have no interest. You've already given the reason why, and it's not. Yeah, they that's don't. Get, anybody talk about anything to do with the film, even if they give the whole film away? Every it means you're not about talking about Ezra Miller. <laughs> Yeah. And, and hey look hey look is that batman <laughs> let's put him on the poster really that's batman <laughs> let's not talk about who the actor is playing the flash don't google his name no no batman they've batman. they've I'm barely batman. been in any of the like i think they've had the the woman who plays supergirl be the main focus of it they haven't even had ezra which i get why because you know no one wants to talk to them but yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. Like, I think they said it did like sixty-two million opening night, which was less than the the uh, what's the um the 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 rock what was it Black Adam? Yeah, I think it did less than Black Adam. Really? Okay. I yeah. think this has more legs than Black Adam. Me too, and I think that'll have more legs in the long run. Yes, I think the Flash is a character more people have heard of. Yep. I think. Ah. Um. <laughs> You was thinking it. I think the Batman tie-in is absolutely a draw for people. Absolutely. Um, Especially for our generation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Maybe there's this cynic in me. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know who I am? I'm the guy who went, yeah, everybody who was talking about boycotting um, Fantastic Beasts 3 or 4, whichever one they got up to. Yeah. I was like, Three, I it's, not, it's not going to do okay, I said. It'll <laughs> do fine. Because yeah. people like to go, oh, I don't want to see this movie because of this. And then they'll go on and say, two tickets, please. Yeah. Now, I didn't buy tickets because it's not, I'm not really a big Wizarding World guy. I saw the first one. It was, you know, I like Pokemon Go when it was a video game. I don't know if I need to see a whole movie about it, but all right, cool. Because <laughs> um, that's all that movie is. I caught this thing. It lives in my phone. That's all. That's all. That's all we Eddie had. Redmayne does his best Matt Smith as the Doctor impression. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that, too. And I don't then, mean that positively. It made me cry when the Baker guy had his moment and he got flashied like he was in Men in Black. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... Uh, it, it wasn't enough to get me to go back for two, three, but I don't care enough. And so I wasn't raging against the machine when, when everything went down with, with, with good old JK, just kidding, rallying. And <laughs> there, but I was like, I was having a conversation. Remember it was with uh, the cinematic council podcast that we host here at the BFE occasionally. I remember telling Danny and I were really kind of uh, representing two sides. I'm going, people like to talk smack. And then they like to be hypocrites and go see it. Yeah. That's what people do. They want to talk crap, and they want to go to the movies so they can come out and have an opinion on it, because the movie lets you have an opinion on it. I'm one of them. 
Yeah. Avatar 2. <laughs> well, I, I mean, people talk crap about social, socially leaning kind of reasons. Oh, okay. No, I was talking shit about the movie. So, you know, for instance, people who were, were, were taking uh, umbrage. <laughs> That's a funny pun. With, 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 with J.K. Rowling's uh, <laughs> stance on, on, on trans people. And so they were, um, they would talk, oh, it's terrible. And then a bunch of them are going to go see that movie. Yeah. They are. They will not be able to help themselves. They will go see the movie. That has tarnished. And the yeah. numbers have shown it has. Has it done the same thing the previous ones did? No. no. But why is that? Because it was a pandemic. Numbers yeah. are lower in a pandemic era. It happened again with that stupid Hogwarts Legacy game. Yeah. Granted, uh, yeah. I'm not going to buy it because one, I I hate J.K. Rowling, and also I found stuff that like the stuff came out about the guy who made it, and I don't want to support that. But I chose. I went. I'm not going to support that. And a load of other trans people went. I'm not going to support that. But because everyone wouldn't shut up about it, it became this thing of, if you don't play the game, if you play the game, you hate trans people. You know what a load of things, you know what happened? A load of transphobic people went, I'm going to buy the game again. And it made shit tons of money. It's really annoying. The same logic happened in Brexit, where they went, if you vote pro-Brexit, you're racist. And people went, No. You're not, no. That's stupid. Yeah. That means you're stupid, so I'm going to vote. Not a sole reason, but you have to come up with a better reason than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, if you're not from the UK, you don't know what Brexit is. Or, <laughs> or, or, or you're definitely tired of hearing about it, almost as much as we are. So as we continue, uh, let's go with... Is there anything else happening this week? I don't think so, really. Uh, only the biggest uh, downpour we've had for a while. Yes. <laughs> Literally this afternoon. A couple of minutes before we started turning oh, the, uh, the pot on. It's, my, it's still hot. I have my wipers on full, and I still can't. It's not get as hot away. as it was last week, but it's still hot. Yeah, about it's not twenty-five, heat. isn't it? It's, it's the, the humidity. Humidity, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a thunderstorm would get rid of the pollen and stuff, though, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It gets it cuts through whatever's in the air. You get that relief for a bit. Yeah. Uh, just for clarification, I went ahead and asked my Alexa app. I said, "What's the average humidity in uh, Canada?" At this time of year, because I said it is, it is quite humid back home. I said. Yep. 75% humidity, wow. which is actually the same level of humidity as the annual average. I didn't get any more specific of Florida. Okay. So there was that. We were waiting for Liam. Georgia, you asked what the humidity was today. Mm-hmm. And it said 80, 83. 80, 83% right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's humid. Mm-hmm. That was the big thing. I'm like, it's not that warm, but the minute I move, I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. Because if this was a dry heat, it'd gross. be so much more bearable, wouldn't it? Oh, you just go inside and you'd be done. Yeah, fans on. Yeah, good times. Yep, you'd walk around and be warm, but you wouldn't be like clothes sticking to no, you. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably why I wanted the milkshake so much. There's nothing that cuts through a milkshake. Sorry, that cuts through the humidity of that feeling like a milkshake does. Oh. Milkshake. It's the coldness bring- and the thickness. What to say? Bring on the milkshakes to the yard. <laughs> Something like that you normally say. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. Next to my world, I'm not allowed to bring my milkshakes. To the yard. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know? I don't think I've ever heard that song. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, right. And you say it a lot. It's quite fun. But the song? Yeah, it's a fun song. Callous, is it? I don't know. I think so. Uh, Ethan, you're trying to say something. Yeah, no, I'm, I've am i been craving a, a peanut butter milkshake like the last couple of days because of the heat, but I've been growing my hair out again to have like girl hair, and because I've got thick hair, um, oh my god, the humidity's making me want to die. It's, yep. it's, it's not fun. That's weird, I'm growing my hair out. That's Is weird. it also I'm for girl hair? hair <laughs> Pardon me? Is it also so you can have girl hair? No, mine's just so I can grow my hair out. Are you going to grow it long, long I, I, like miss, I miss my girl hair. Uh, sir, what's that? Are you going to grow it long, long like you did before? No, there was a bit where it gets kind of lion's mane Yeah. I'm going to kind of get it to like that part and, le- and just sort of try and maintain that. Oh, okay, cool. 
for a bit and see kind of how it is. Kind of like Trek Creme, independent from um, Ted Lasso, <laughs> season one and two. I love his hair. I so yeah, I think I'm going to go for that kind of up and down. It doesn't quite go to long, because when it goes long, then you lose the height at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sort of pulls down. But uh, yeah, I do like it when it's up when it's up and down and then kind of sits kind of shouldery. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Um, let's talk about, well, let's pivot on to the film now that we've definitely overstayed our welcome. Um, why are we doing this? Well, George, it was your pick. Why don't you answer why we're doing this? Uh, we are doing this because I needed to watch it anyway. And I needed to watch it because the theater group I'm in are doing the musical version. Um, I had auditions for it last weekend, which is all very exciting. Uh, which is why you came and were late. ridiculously silly for this. <laughs> Because it, no, audition, you had the post audition rush. It's yes. a it's a weird weird experience. I hadn't. I was on a lot of uh, not enough sleep either because I'd worked until two o'clock that morning as well. Um, so I wasn't on enough sleep. Um, and auditions are weird days because you this pent up like anxiety and like nervousness and all of this adrenaline, and it just keeps running and running and running. And then when you're really sleepy as well, <laughs> it was just this strange like combination of relief that that was done at least for that day, um, and being tired so it was really interesting um but yeah so i wanted to watch it anyway um it is something that i mean the patrons like a bit of horror anyway and i think we'll discuss whether this is actually horror or not but it is technically billed as horror yeah um i'd heard good things about it and heard good things about the obviously i knew the story having done the reading and stuff for the and listened to the music for the musical but i'd heard good things about the film and the book and all these different things so it was just really interesting to actually access it and i thought it'd be fun to actually discuss it on the pod and i mean the patrons had had a, had a bit of a bit of horror for us so yeah yeah i'll say for the reflections and corrections sleepless in seattle mm-hmm. oh sleepy <laughs> download numbers day one was all right yeah but that, that's that's usually people get here's here's the big oomph of day one people always yeah and yeah. Then there's gonna be people who kind of just go well what what's the film this week and clearly they went nah, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was that a way for you've got mail very curious to see what happens with actually i'm very curious to compare that to oh jet versus joe versus the volcano Ooh. and just take you a like look at stats, how i do like my stats yeah uh let me take a look here we had uh i think joe versus the volcano if i remember rightly people hadn't heard of or not really seen where sleepers in seattle is one of them ones that kind of is in the uh zeitgeist is that the right word zeitgeist yep uh, that people would know more. I'll say this much. Um, Joe versus the Volcano plus, I don't know, 3% yeah. on day one download mm-hmm. versus Sleepers in Seattle, which I wouldn't have expected. Mm. Uh, Sleepers in Seattle plus 25% week one downloads. Yep. Which I guess I would suspect, but it was still like considerably. Sorry, did I say 26? I should have said 36%. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, like, a considerable a considerable bump, but still underwhelming in the grand scheme of things. Because mm. if I look at it, it did uh, it only did about 70% of what Truman Show does in his first week. Wow. Yeah. So, just a little insight into... Uh, and, and Truman Show was a top 10 first week. Yeah. yeah which I wonder, I wonder it, wasn't, it wasn't right at the top, but it was top 10. I wouldn't have expected that um, against uh, Sleeps in Seattle, though. I remember Sleepers in Seattle being a bigger movie. I think it speaks to, again, who listens to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Film yeah. podcasts. Yeah. Our demographic's still quite boy-heavy. We do have a female representation within there. Even within our Patreon, we have Lena and we yeah. have Julene. Yep. But we have a lot of boys. Yes, yes. And I think that speaks to the greater, wider podcast audience in general, but specifically for, for film podcasts. Okay, yeah. 
Makes so, sense. Uh, let's go ahead and hit the pitch. Uh, Q Felix right here. Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who is sheltered by her domineering and religious mother, unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. Mm. There we go. Sean Sweet again? Not longer than the last time, I think. He didn't really put too much into it, though, does he? Well, he just copies it off IMDb. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't add anything. Maybe we should have another voice. Work smarter, him. not harder. <laughs> someone else. Someone else. Well, geez, for all the work Felix does for the, to promote the podcast. Jeez. Wow. Well, produce. Really not promote, but produce. I was going to say produce, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about those. Co written and directed by. That's not true. Just directed by Brian De Palma. Directed by Brian De Palma, who'd previously done or since done Scarface. Ooh, the Untouchables. Good movie, good movie. The original Mission Impossible, which we've done here on the BFE. Good movie. Uh, wrote and directed Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. I like Snake Eyes. I do. And he directed Cage. He d- yes, and he directed the music video to Dancing in the Dark. Really? Um, with the one with Courtney Cox coming out yes. of the audience. Wow. Ready for this? She had a birthday this week. You want to guess how old she is? Uh, 57. 59. 59. Really? Hey. Yeah. Dancing. She's not for like eight seconds. Yeah. Because I went back that's, and watched it that's just to see it. Though, isn't it? Oh, like she was known as the, when she got the job on Friends, she was the girl who did the Bruce Springsteen video. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of which, I think this week George and I are doing the one where Heckles dies on Friends of the yes. Podcast, Aww. including our, our, our first part of our interview with Larry Hankin. Yeah. Mr. Heckles himself. That's amazing. I'm really excited. Yeah. That'll do well. I hope so. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where are we at here? So uh, this was the screenplay was written by Lawrence D. Cohen, who also did the screenplay or worked on the screenplay for the remake and for the musical. Really? The same guy. Oh, wow, he's wow. just like all, all about this. Which and that's is like, really quite funny that's considering like all he's done. They're all different. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, based on Carrie by Stephen King, which was Stephen King's first novel. Mm-hmm. It was also the first one of his novels to be Stephen made into a film. Made into a film, yeah. So there we go. Uh, they said they paid him $2,500 for the rights. Really? Jeez. Oh, my God. And this is one of the bear adaptations. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, cinematography by Mario Tosi. Uh, this is mainly all he's got, if anything that we would have heard of. Uh, music by Pino Donaggio. He's got a 50-year career with like something like 100 films I scrolled through. The only ones I recognize were the Brian De Palma ones. <laughs> of course. So, uh, first time I saw this. Liam, you said you were 12. I was around about 12, yeah. I know it seems odd to watch a film like this at the age of 12, but... <laughs> It was around about that time, 12, 13. Yeah. This was my first watch and first anything of it. Uh, I knew I knew about the scene. Yeah. We, I, I knew about, yeah, I knew about prom. And yeah. the st- only the... St- <sighs> Did you not know about the... I knew, I, knew, I knew about the bucket. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know what happens after the bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I might have known about fire. I'm not sure. Fire. But that was it for me. Georgia, you obviously had a working knowledge of it, having auditioned for the sh- stage show. Yeah. So you would have read through the whole script, I'm guessing, in order yes. to audition yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm very, very intimate with the music that's in it. And obviously the music's got 
dialogue within it as well so yeah the um which interesting a lot of it is just lifted straight from the film so, oh really yeah and it's a shame that meg's can't be here with us today. yeah because she loves it uh because meg's does love this I, I reached out really quite too late uh she was cool with it but I, I i did say oh by the way we're doing carrie sorry i didn't think about it because we only learned about it for a week mm-hmm. so yeah i didn't think in the moment but uh it's hard it's also father's day da, 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 so. yeah, 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 yeah. but uh yeah she's a massive fan of Carrie. Uh, so there we are. Uh, Ethan, was this your first go? Or? I, I think I was like Liam, about like 12 or 13. I, I was always into like little creepy, creepy horror stuff when I was, when I was a spooky little teenager. Um, I think I said that a bit too quietly. So I'm going to. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> oh, okay. That's okay because uh, well, cause we. Cause we pit- oh, now we're losing your audio. Uh, that was okay <laughs> oh, because no. we pitched to you. It's when you try and like jump in with something and it's down. Oh, really uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I liked little spooky movies when I was um, like 13, 14, because I thought watching horror movies made me like cool. And then I realized every teenager likes to watch horror films. I had cousins who were like, when we were like eight, nine, were like watching God knows what. Mm. I moved to Canada when I was nine, so they must have been nine, ten, and they'd seen things like Jean Claude Van Damme Bloodsport. Oh, great what? movie! <laughs> and, pe- and people like die in that movie, they right? Do, so I do. was like, and I was like, no, no, I can't handle that. And <laughs> I think I looked at my cousins, the kind of people they were trying to do, even as a young, as, as like a child, and went, "Yeah, I'm going to do the opposite of what you guys are doing," because <laughs> they really were into some weird stuff. I was heavily into my martial arts, so that's a bit different. Yeah. Um, so, George, is there anything for uh, Context Corner that you want to talk about? Um, yeah, it's bits and pieces. You did some of the early stuff, but uh, 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 um, sorry, you've thrown me off by throwing to me there. This is John Travolta's first movie. Yeah, John Travolta's first movie. Uh, there's some interesting stuff about um, the casting process. Is that easier to do when we talk about the people? Well, they were casting this in the same building at the same time as they were casting for A New Hope. Oh, it's Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, so there is ah. some crossover. Um, there is a rumor that goes round that has been denied by Carrie Fisher um, that she was offered the part of Carrie, but then refused to do the nudity. Um, so they basically swapped roles. Was there nudity in this? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, there is there is a rumor that they were cast in the opposite roles and then swapped. That sounds um, like a really cool pre-internet rumor, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because she's rumor. called Carrie. It's it's the kind of th- yeah, it's true. It's the kind of thing you'd say. Back before the internet can prove you wrong. Yeah, she's denied it. She since- has. Oh no, you you go first because mine has nothing to do with Carrie. Carrie Fisher has denied it since because she said, "No, I'd love to have got naked." Like that's not <laughs> that's not why. Yeah, she it, probably would. It wasn't been. that at all. Um, but you know, there's some interesting bits and pieces like that. Um, but yeah, we'll probably probably more stuff to come to it because you said about the the budget. I mean, the budget was 1.8 million. It was very very low. It was very low. It was 1.6 to begin with, but they managed to like eke it up a bit. Um, there are scenes in the book that they had written for the screenplay that they just could not include. Um, so there's a lot of people that are familiar with the book that kind of go, hang on a second, why does why is this pivotal pop, plot, plot point not included? And it's because they didn't have the money to film it. Okay. It's as simple as that. So yeah, wow. there's just little different bits and pieces, but we have more stuff we can go to as we get to it. All right, so we start you- the film. Sorry, go ahead, Ethan. I was say, you remind because of the Carrie Fish thing. She has a film coming out next month. Her final ever film that she wrote. Comes out next month. Yeah. Okay. And stars in. And it, it's weird because they filmed it, obviously. They filmed it before she died. Is um, she naked? That would probably <laughs> would probably be in a much different tone of film if they filmed it after she died. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that that's a very Rise of Sky. Well, then that, was, that wasn't CGI. That was just old footage. But like, yeah, no, it's her last ever film. And it's very in the night garden. What, but, in yeah, the, looks, the kids TV show? 
no, and was the 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 secret garden or whatever. But she plays like some garden fairy, and Rita Ora is like, "I hate you, Carrie Fisher. I'm going to stop you." Looks weird. Sorry, you reminded me because you said Carrie Fisher. It doesn't sound like something I'm going to watch. No, these films <laughs> end up being people's last films. Whether it was John Candy in Wagons East, yeah, or whether it was Heath Ledger in The Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, yeah. like they never turn into some sort of like, "Oh, this is the last film," and you never go out and go. Oh, I'm glad I saw that. Because he, you know what? They don't know it's their last film. Nope. To them, it's just the next film. The next one, yeah. The thing I'll do while I'm scheduling the thing I'm really excited about coming up. Yep. So, I yeah. watched Robin Williams' last of a film. It didn't make me feel joy. It just made me go, oh, I'm sad. All right, back to Carrie. Um, we go ahead and uh, we start with the MGM Lion. And then I was like, what? And it roared really loudly. And I jumped and I was like, everybody's right. This is a scary movie. <laughs> and then United Artists popped up and I see, oh, I see dead studios. <laughs> they don't know they're dead yet. <laughs> and we start with volleyball. And I've got, my only note I've got here, the cinematography loved a spy shot that was way above they did, yeah. or a shot that was right underneath. Yeah. But I've just gotten my notes. The only thing about the volleyball is, What's with the girl in the red hat? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That was clearly, what's, your, what's my character? You wear a red hat. And she wore red shorts. When everyone yeah, else everyone else was shorts. wearing regular sort of, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it's a signifier, but I don't know why. She looked familiar to me, that girl, though. I don't know where I I've seen her before. Uh, let's meet Carrie. Play. So everyone goes, they go ahead, um, they say, hit it to Carrie. And now I find out why the girl is the red hat. She uses this as a weapon and hits Carrie with it. Both teams hate her, both the winning team and the losing team, because it was next point wins. They hit it to Carrie. And I'm sorry. I played a lot of volleyball in high school. I didn't. And nothing from their early perspectives went hit it to Carrie, but any of these girls would have the athletic ability to hit it where they want it to go. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. And they hit it to, to Carrie, who, what was she doing until this point? Being bad at volleyball, not doing well? She's in the back corner. But I'm like, surely at some point you'd have gone hit it to Carrie if this was going to be a thing. Yeah. But anyway, there we go. And everyone hates her. And then some girl walks by her and says, you eat shit. And that's the opening to Carrie. And then we switch to the Nancy most Allen. incongruent sound ever because the score for this movie is like this flute solo mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it Car- reminds carrie's me of, theme yeah it reminds me of bring him home from les mis it has that same rhythm and like sort of cadence i don't know it, it's all i can think of when i hear it we get the title credits one minute and 12 seconds into the film uh what do i have here unnecessary naked girls are unnecessarily naked See, isn't that weird that I don't remember that bit? <laughs> it was the 70s. It's Brian me. De Palma. Do you know what I mean? I'm just going. There's no, A, because it's set in a high school. Yeah, I know. Which exactly. is a bit like... Uh, exactly. And I imagine that's the reason for it. It's a little bit of pardon the pun, but titillation for the audience. Yeah, but still. Oh, fully agree. <laughs> there is no need for this to be happening. And that's like full on with most of them. Like the cares panning around just walking by, which I got a part in the new Brian De Palma movie. Yeah. Oh great, sweetheart, what is it? That's me there. And could you imagine if you're um sissy and how close that camera would have to be to you yeah. when she's in the shower. Yep. They didn't actually they filmed that first. So none of the rest of the girls are on set when they film sissy stuff. Oh okay. that is just her and the 
camera and uh, whoever's throwing and, stuff at her. And the other 25 members of the uh, production team yeah, who were there. None of the none of the rest of the cast. None of the rest of the cast are there. Um, it's interesting because you do hear stories now. I forget. I think it was Sharon Stone who talked about because uh, now they have. Well, I think they call them intimacy. Uh, intimacy. And they close off the sets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. there on the set to act as the talents. Uh, look at me using the terms for talents, like um, mediator, advocate. Yeah, advocate. Uh, Only people who are necessary should be on there because Sharon Stone says the first time she went, I think it was Sharon Stone, the first time she went on for right, her right. first love scene or nude scene, whatever it was, like anybody who was everybody who had heard all oh, today's the day, and it was like quadruple the people who would usually be on set. Yeah. Like you know, why is Lenny from catering here? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just she's going to be here. She's got a job to do. Hey, what's your issue? You're putting it on film. Yeah. So this wouldn't happen today for a for a number, number of reasons. reasons yeah and you can have the bit where you can have the bit with sissy uh with carrie in the um in the shower that's an all right bit but you, you'd find a, a different way to kind of get there yeah. you'd shoot you'd have like an obstruction kind yeah of? you'd shoot Just from behind like yeah. a, lo- a locker door is open and you can't access or you know they have towels and they turn around so they open the towel stuff, yeah. and someone else walks across and it blocks you have some sort of way where it just wouldn't be we're just gonna have gratuitous nudity but i think the reason they probably did this way back when was because they probably aimed it more at that teenage mid to late teenage well it is a horror movie who's the audience for horror movies yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean yeah 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 and I don't know if they were that precise. Like now it's very clearly horror movies are only made, uh, are largely meant for like the 15 to 23 year old demographic, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was, if we were here in 1976, but you look at the subject matter. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically a teen movie mixed of a horror movie. So it's not it's meant, movie, it's not yeah. meant for people in their 40s. No, 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 not at all. Um, so there we go. Uh, something I hate. I know it's a stylistic choice. It's stupid. When all the letters are lowercase in someone's name on a yeah, I hate that. Everything yeah. was lowercase. I'm like, this sucks. I hate that as well. I had a video game like that once. It was a basketball game. They're all lowercase, all the names. And I was like, no, it bothered me yeah. as I watched this. Um, so we zoom into who only I can only assume is Carrie, and it is. And I'm asked, what's the purpose of this showering montage as all the credits are red. And then very quickly we get it. She drops the soap and we get red, which is supposed to represent her period. Yeah. Um, How old is she supposed to be in this movie? Oh, senior prom. So, She's 17, 16. That's a bit late, She's isn't an it? abused child. That is not uncommon. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. No, that is one thing that I don't hate about this because it is, obviously, it's Stephen King. It's written by a man, which is fine. But actually, as someone who's been abused growing up, that's not uncommon in the slightest because your body will not make you fertile, make you ready to bear children until it thinks you are capable. There is a certain element of that in that. So abused women often do come on later. I hear you. Lucky coincidence? Potentially. Okay. Yeah. Because I had to think twice about what was going on then. I've heard just from conversations at work and things like that, from from female colleagues and things like that, that it seems, I I believe there's a belief that girls are having their first period younger and we're looking at things like what are we putting in our food and elements like that that's causing them to to develop at a younger age than they previously were. Mm -hmm. Um, I obviously don't have any personal story to share <laughs> about that <laughs> do I? um but uh 
Yeah, it did strike me as like... So it seemed like... There, there's two... And the, the, the abuse covers a lot of this. But it's going, okay, we have to believe in a world where where she's unaware of periods. Completely unaware. Not only it's happening to me late, but I don't know what they are. And she's been in a locker room... With these doing girls. gym, PE, whatever. There hasn't been a single health class where this has been covered. You would be massively surprised genuinely there has been a push in the last 10 years for this to be much better covered for everyone to learn it not just you grew up in high school you'd hear hearsay about it would you i grew up in high school in the in the early yeah this isn't just we didn't get a health class on it this is you're not listening to the conversation happening with the girl beside you to the left or the girl beside you to the right no one ever went to the toilet and whispered to their friend i have to change my pad none of this did she access for a single moment if she'd been homeschooled i'm with you yeah if this is her first year of mainstream schooling fine you get away with it hey you know I told you when we moved you to a, to a regular, you wanted to go to a regular school, but no, you should have stayed home. And if mom does that instead, I get that. But this means she had to walk around, not invisible to everybody else, but not even registering What's around anything her? around yeah. her. People don't openly talk about having the period. You'd, I, I don't. Okay. I, I'm, so as the, yeah, I know. I know I'm going to lose this. I know I'm, I'm going to lose this. I'm not surprised by this reaction. I didn't learn about period. I was 10 and the school and my primary school phoned home because I didn't know because someone the year above had started there. So you do, and I know it's a different age group, but as someone who like, if she's been completely held back, her mum doesn't want her to have a period. I know. So she wouldn't even mention it at all. No, I'm she not wouldn't. Asking about, I'm not, not asking about her mum. We're talking I, about kids but, but talking. Kids, kids don't. Unless you're friends, you share it with your friends, but you don't share it with everybody. There's a li- She's in the locker there room. There was literally a sanitary napkin machine. It's never in the in the time she's been there. They've never th- gotten out or thrown around or had something. But st- why would you know what that is for? Because at some point in the for. previous four years, someone would have walked I've over and grabbed one. Grabbed one, yeah. But they wouldn't go. Oh, this is for my period. Uh. There wouldn't be a sign that says "Do not flush sanitary napkins down the toilet." She would not know that blood coming out of her is what that she, is for. She would go to someone, what, I don't understand what this means. What is a sanitary napkin? She wouldn't have said that. No. Oh, why, why, okay. would she, why would she? <laughs> She's completely os- like ostracized by everyone. She's not going to talk to someone about something that she to doesn't an adult. have any... Yeah, no, you can see that she doesn't in the film. She only well, But this is the build-up of four years' worth of stuff. I can so. understand if she was younger, but at 18... Like, I know this is the suspension of this belief I have yeah, to get yeah, yeah, to yeah, to yeah, access yeah. the movie. I yeah. do. And at some point, I'll move past it. But the <laughs> idea that you're going, no, no, I totally get that. I, I, I do, but that's... I went that's to high school in the, in the early to mid-90s. Yeah, and I'm going, same. as a guy in the early to mid-90s, we were... There's a pre-internet age, and a lot of this pre-internet age helps. Because with the internet, yeah. all the conversations are taking place all the time now. All the time. You could really shelter your kid if you could make sure you controlled what they learned at school. If you could just get them home, you could cut a lot of that influence out because the conversation stopped. It stopped the minute you left school and it didn't start again until the minute you got back to school. But the thing is... I do challenge to this degree. Kids talk. And whether they talk to you or not, you hear conversations. I, I get that. And if we were talking about what is what is sex i'd be i'd be on your your terms because that is spoken about much more overtly see sex i would have been okay with well there we go that's the the difference (laughs) yeah i think that's i think that's i know that's not something that's probably talked about too much but i think it's a big thing for a young girl to go through 
And um, I think that that's something that um, they would have talked to each other about. Carrie has no one to talk to, not though. Talking about but Carrie. She's not, she's not going to listen to other conversations okay, so like that. So Jenny's talking to he's Susie in front of her. Yeah. And they're just, because they don't, they don't even think about Carrie being there because no one ever does. No one ever does. And no. they don't have that conversation in front of her by which Carrie sort of tweaks to? It spoke when when you speak like that. It's spoken about in like terms that it's not. You no one actually ever explicitly says I'm bleeding from my vagina. No, no, which is okay. what it is. And I think for for a character that is so sheltered, it would have to be that explicit for her to cotton on to that something that she, that's she is quite educated. She likes herself a library. Yeah, she's quite educated. So, but then she'd have to look up at time of the month. That wouldn't come up in a book. Like things like they wouldn't have had like Animals? sexual health books. Animals, maybe. Maybe she yeah. might have said something about animals, but translating that to humans is not necessarily... Someone who believes so heavily, because she's been so indoctrinated so heavily, that humans are heavenly, that they are made by God for these different purposes. Mm-hmm. She may well not re- relate that. I'm not... Forgive me for being ignorant here, and I don't mean to be, because I never went through it. What is the average age, roughly, for a young girl to go start having periods? Between 8 and 18. Yeah, it's a very big range. Why? So can we get can we get a bit more specific? Where would you expect eighty percent of the girls to have had yeah, their period yeah, yeah. by? Twelve, thirteen. Okay, that that's more. Okay, question, so now that's where I struggle a little bit because I think within that time frame, you would have heard something. I mean, we're 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 going to go around in circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, is, yeah. Is, is where we're at. I'm not debating what you're saying as such. I'm just I just find it hard myself. Growing up in a school in the the late eighties, early nineties. And what we experienced and what we talked about, you would have heard something in earshot of something. I'm thinking about my experience in North American high school. That's yeah. what I'm thinking about. And I'm thinking my experience when I was a kid. And <laughs> no, Sorry, I, I just want to, I know I'm thinking about my Your female experience. My female experience. Yeah, absolutely. Which so, we, I'm not about to sit here and mansplain. You know you're wrong. You're more you're more closer than we to are. internet era, era, and there was still a lot of stuff that I had to find out by myself. Oh, yeah, we all had to find out stuff for ourselves. No, no, like how these, what different options there are and how it actually works and why you actually have a period. Like these Mm -hmm. are different things that are explained, but around, because they are such, they're still taboo subjects, which they shouldn't be, Uh, but they are. That's weird though. They're still spoken about in these kind of beat around the bushes kind of terms, not explicit terms. And that's that's an issue and i mean this is a completely complete tangent now because it's about the state of the like of health education and sexual education in schools it should be so much better than it is and it is yeah, getting it is. better well, it, nice. it is so much better than it was and it is again but yeah. even when i was at high school it still wasn't great because i think i don't know because i wasn't because i wasn't they segregated us for that so i don't know maybe 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 men should have been had access to some sort of education i maybe men shouldn't have had access to education i don't know but the it was kind of we split us. They should. They we should, split yeah. us into different groups, and we were given gendered specific or sex specific, yeah, um, conversations about what was happening with our body. Now, I remember like these conversations started for us as as young as when we were in. I moved to Canada when I was nine, so I think at like ten or eleven, there was a woman who came in from the community. It was called Changing Me, <laughs> and we talked about what was about to happen. I do remember this. <laughs> We found out the penis was a muscle, <laughs> and we were titillated by that. And we, uh, uh, I believe, a joke made by my friend, and I was like, "Ha, you're funny." Was like, "Let's flex." <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's that, but I mean, 
So I, 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 the, I think the sheer amount of things you would have to avoid to be in the dark at the age that she is. Yeah, she is. I think it's just that idea of all these. It's like it's like a Shakespearean tragedy. All the ways that Romeo and Juliet could have been saved, and somehow it avoids all of them. It's the same thing here. I'm going the path you would have to walk to avoid this. I said they would just on a kind of end point, and then we we can move on from it because it will just keep going around in a circle. The difference between knowing that you that an an egg drops into your womb and you don't yeah, it doesn't yeah. get fertilized so you you bleed out the the lining that was created to receive a fertilized egg knowing that knowledge and actually having it happen to you for the first time are too right, vastly but, different. But, 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 but the question we're, not, we're having, isn't her that. going, I didn't know how this would feel like this. No, this no, was no, her no, going, no. I didn't know what this was. I thought no, I was no, dying. I know, but Why didn't you tell me? At her age, you would have thought there would have been something. No, you, you can, but you can be fully aware of it and still go, I feel like I'm dying. Right. But the, but what this this movie's not giving us that, no, though. No, this movie's no, saying no, no, she I'm, was unaware. She, she's completely I'm unaware. She's trying no one... to share the female right. That's the conversation. I hear you. And, I, and you you have the, the... You are the voice of authority on, on the female experience. What I'm trying to do is what the movie presents to me yeah. and going, is that possible? And I'm going, the movie's telling me she's never even heard of it. So that's the thing I'm taking umbrage with. No, not, and, and, and I get that. I was just kind yeah. of trying to expand on it, yeah. but I, I still... Still opposed to it because I think it is possible, but that's fine. We'll move. We'll move forward. We'll move forward. <laughs> we will. So now that we're on a group, <laughs> <laughs> um, Ethan, you want to share? <laughs> I what I agree with Georgia, but also I went to a Catholic school when most people. Ethan, were you were re- respectfully. You can ha- you can be. I, I understand her side. You, uh, you, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I, cool. I, I was gonna say- <laughs> no, I was going to say I went to a Catholic school and we um for like the first couple of years of secondary school we weren't told a single thing about yeah, the that's human Catholic like, school. That's different. That's Well, not no, that that was my school. point is in like I I still had like people still didn't talk about it or like and if it was it was it was like you feel embarrassed to talk about that. I'm not saying yeah, and that's something that I think is important is modern times is that we're removing the stigma away from things like periods. I think that's, yeah. a, that's massively important to do. I've seen it even in the course of my own 11-year career that the conversations that were being had about periods a long time ago are not the same conversations that are happening now. No. There, there are, there are no, male no, members no, no, of staff no. who'd be terrified to use the word period. And I'm not... They'd be like, not, oh, no. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, no, no. I totally agree that children or teenagers, girls who start to have a period, are not going to go to a teacher and go... <gasps> Oh, of, of, I'm starting to bleed, right? But to their friends, I think they would because they're all going to go through this at some point. And one of them always goes first, and that's always uh, traumatic more for them, I think. Yeah. And then once others follow and know what's happening, they all tend to talk together. Because I remember, you know, I grew up with two sisters. So I probably had more of a, uh, I heard more about periods more than probably most young lads at the time because I grew up with two sisters. Um, older sisters. Uh, one's older okay. and one's just slightly younger. Um, so, and I know how traumatic it was for those, but they still talked with each other, you know, and I was within earshots of things. So I think I find it difficult at 18, 17, 18, Carrie wouldn't have heard something or know a little bit more because the film presents to us that she knows nothing at all. So whether it's it's believable <laughs> or not believable or whether it could happen in real life or couldn't happen in real life, why is the movie chosen to do this and it's to show how sheltered 
yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they want us to know how sheltered she is. They want us to know that she's tra- traumatized because that has to set up the whole. Although it's interesting because for us, we don't know this yet. No. So for us, this is our introduction to the character. So it is a bit, a bit shocking. And I think it puts us in the same perspective as the PE teacher. So I'm going to jump back here and go. Credit uh, to the PE teacher, though. Uh, well, within reason. Um, the, uh, so she goes and grabs someone, and they all mock her by with tampons and then throw pads at her. And the PE teacher, I'm going to keep track of a number of times this PE teacher probably should have been fired in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah. The first Nine one times. is she grabs and restrains a child. Now, granted, they're doing, the- theoretically, they're doing harm to another student. So, again, you can... But the problem is there's like 20 of them and one of you. So again, what? Again, you're going back to, because I've got a problem with this film today about a lot of things that are going to come up. But because I I don't know how, because children were hit at school from the 60s, 70s. There was a process to hitting a kid. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I started my career in 2012. So I guess, but but, but like, I I, I believe only certain people were, I yeah. was never hit as a kid yeah. at school, but I always heard stories from like, you know, when my dad was a ch- yeah. kid. And When I was in elementary in the 1980s, there was an office you went to if you were going to get hit, and it was like the vice principal or the principals that did the hitting. It wasn't just random hit who you want, which it feels like this school feels a bit lenient with that. I think she's just trying to like... At least these first ones are, are like, I'm not, I'm not, I work in a behavioral school. <laughs> I'm not like advocating for hitting kids in the slightest um but what i will do is i go i think these this isn't miss i'm, keep, I'm gonna i will probably call accidentally call her miss gardner because that's what she is in the musical miss collins walking in to the yeah. thing and going, record, i'm gonna slap she's someone. like drinking a coffee reading a battle she literally was <laughs> but like this thing's so out of hand by the time it, she yeah, she could have she should have intervened this, so is, much this is like the typical pe teacher who's oblivious to what's going on <laughs> yeah, in the change yeah. room but yeah, like she she obviously doesn't. She walks in and tries to get attention and can't. So she grabs the one that she knows is usually more sensible and tries to go, "What's going on?" Well, which doesn't work. I'm curious and then if she the music. I'm curious if the musical or the book does a better job of this because we don't know. But she's usually better. It just feels like she singles one girl out. Yeah, no, that's sorry. That is that's my bias coming through there. But because later well, on, bias is just what you know. Yeah, yeah. Later right. on, we obviously learn that she is better than the other ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So she, she's. Oh, you've got uh, limited disc space remaining. Um, the oh, she's every week. That is every hit, week. Hit the okay. Hit the okay. There you go. Okay, fourteen minutes. Okay. Um, we'll get to an actual stopping point. Then I'll delete last week's. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so she kind of comes in, tries to get someone's attention, and go, "What's going on?" Because there's blood. Like she doesn't know what's going on at this point. It could be whatever. So she's trying to gain control of this. Then realizing what it is, goes to Carrie, tries to get her to calm down because she's screaming bloody murder. Hysterical. Um, yeah. And pun not intended. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's not. It's not right. But and even an, a very old, not even very old, but an old first aid tactic where someone was hysterical, slap them. Yeah, because it you yeah, have to reshock the sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's very so it's not it's very old old TV. Yeah, yeah, you slap, yeah. I'm, you I'm, slap I'm, a hysterical person. Snap is, out of it. Slap. Yeah, this yeah. I'm not. I don't hate this because I'm very aware of when it's made and when it's set and what it is. Yeah. Um. This doesn't make me go. Oh, she's so she's so she, obviously she is so wrong for doing that. But um, that's not my feeling towards it when I'm watching it. The teacher then tries to get uh, Carrie to stand up, but Carrie freaks out, and the light bulb explodes. 
and then we got the outside the principal's office, and they're getting their money's worth from this flute theme. Uh, the principal <laughs> says it's hard to believe in this day and age a girl wouldn't know about this. I think we've I think we've covered that. <laughs> Can we just uh, say about um, the cameras at this point? Because I think they do this quite a lot in this movie, where you know how we do you do a focus pull, where you're looking at somebody at the front of the camera, yep. and then you focus back. They did very well. How do they do this, right? Where they had the front in focus and the back in focus. Was the middle in focus as well? If so, yeah, it's just called deep focus. Deep focus, is it? Yeah, so deep focus. I mean, deep focus goes back as far as Citizen Kane. You can have deep focus. Like, I can shoot somewhere everything's in focus. I can okay. do that now. Uh, back in the day when when lenses were first created, you couldn't. You had to, you had to choose one, one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I make the... Uh, if I make the hole in a lens, the aperture... Yeah. really really small uh what'll happen then is it almost treat almost everything that's looking at with the same amount the difference then being i have to leave my shutter open for longer so that it lets more light in so the thing about being focused and not is with the bending of light oh okay so yeah so if i want that really lo- like lovely look that iphone tries just to simulate and it looks like garbage where it's like <laughs> blurry behind the subject because it's done digitally and not done in with anything real but uh, what I do is I make my aperture as uh, the number on my camera. It's, it's weird. It goes as small as I can, but it makes the hole in my lens. It makes the opening really, really large, yeah. and it lets in a whole buttload of light. That's a technical science uh, sort of cinematography <laughs> term. Yep. And when you let in a buttload of light, it means you can only leave the shutter. So that's the lens has a big opening on it. Yep. So then how long I take the um, – I let uh, I leave the shutter open so it can bring light in. Yep. that's the important thing. So that will help give me that lovely melty, gooey background that I'm that I want. It was just clever how they had her in focus in the the foreground, yep. and then the stuff going on in the background. They did that as they did it as well in the scene where Tommy's reading his poem. Yeah, they did it very. They did it. I yeah. thought they did it really. That well. was really good. I'm actually quite a fan of cinematography in this film. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I thought I'd ask because you know you're, you're more technically yeah. minded. If we didn't mention it, we we meet Carrie played by Sissy Space. Like, I really don't know from anything else. Uh, fun note on uh, Sissy SpaceX casting. Um, so she wasn't going to audition. She wasn't invited to audition. Her husband, um, who is where is he? I almost gone? asked how old she was, but that's going to ruin something later. Yeah, exactly. Jack Fisk uh, was Jack. one of the art directors on the film. Um, who was already had the job, and he basically convinced her to audition. Um, and she dropped a thing she was sort of like a commercial she was supposed to be filming f- to go and audition. Didn't wash her face, put Vaseline through her hair, wore an old old nah, dress, made look really, really like made herself look it, and was offered that on the spot. There you go. How there is rumours, however, that the person who was, ends up playing Sue was already cast as Carrie, oh. so they had to bump her, and they had to bump the person playing Sue to Chris. Oh, okay, interesting. So Hang on. Which one's Sue? Which one's Chris? Is Sue, Chris the darkhead one? Sue's, and Sue the, Sue's Tommy's girlfriend, the oh, darkhead dark one. one. Chris is the blonde. The blonde. Yeah. Nancy so, Allen. Yeah, there is, there's rumour that they all move through sure. how true yeah. that is or not. Not entirely sure. But. Uh... The principal says that we can't interfere with the beliefs of the household, so we do know that he's playing. So this explains the the, the health class, theoretically. Yep. Yep. We don't want to learn about sex. Miss Phillips said, quote, I wanted to shake her as well. It was just her period. Now, it's not so much the fact that it's weird. The fact that I, I wanted to shake her. That's Collins. Yeah. Oh, Collins. Sorry. I've said Miss Finch originally. I don't know why I got Miss Finch down. So, uh, they, it, you're not the only one. They changed the name in every adaptation they've okay. got. The book okay. is De Jardner. Okay. 
this is Collins, the musical goes to Gardner, which is at least close. Close to the trunk. <laughs> the principal suggests sending her home, but they call her in, and they keep calling her Cassie or something like that, and this causes the ashtray to move, and she's looking at it, and we're looking at it, and no one else is noticing that an ashtray is moving. <laughs> moving, no. Uh, until it flips off the table, and she's been told, hey, you've been a victim of this thing. It's okay, no PE for a week. Uh, on the way home Do you want to go home? <laughs> on the way home A kid rides by on the bike And goes Creepy Carrie Creepy Carrie And he falls off his bike And every time that she Used her powers of telekinesis We got like a in, in the score it Almost the psycho same, It is the same strings Is it? Yeah it's, I thought yeah, so That sounded very similar Shouldn't this kid be in school? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yep Just a thought You'd almost think it was just a, a drop to get the uh, director's son in the film, but... Uh, oh, is it really? Oh, is <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, and then we meet Margaret White, played by Piper Laurie. She's doing God's work door-to-door God, and you. tells us the teenager's path to salvation is through the cross of Jesus. These are godless times, Mrs. Snell, she says, and Mrs. Snell says, I'll drink to that. And there's a phone call, and I don't know if it's to get her away or because of what she's heard on the phone, but she contributes 10 bucks to whatever it is i think she just wants it to go yeah rather than stop talking i'm gonna buy you off go away we go to the white house not that white house but the the white house (laughs) and the score tells me this isn't a happy home as is the natural lack of natural light as carrie walks through but did you notice when she walks up to the house how very uh fuzzy it is you know what's that warm glow they have in the 80s what kind of is it like a soft focus or? soft focus yeah 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 because yeah. it's the white picket fence it's yeah. the white house because so now, i guess everything looks kind of okay from the outside but when you get closer it's to, gonna be yeah. every if you notice in this movie whenever there was a nice thing happening something bad was gonna happen follow mm. and this is one of them this is that white picket this, fence this film house. does a good job of setting you up and putting you in this like nice kind of um, feel good yeah it makes you got lulls you into a false sense of security yeah. and then goes and then, boom. No. <laughs> yeah and then mrs white receives a phone call and carrie is worried and uh, as she listens from upstairs the, the phone that's hung up and then mrs white just goes really quietly i know you're listening <laughs> come downstairs all kids are listening and there's a wall hanging of the last supper yeah on the wall yeah the wall hanging i do like i do like the last supper as a, as a painting I do. Because there's yeah. always that bit that's missing, isn't there? I was part of a dramatic presentation of, of A Last Supper, where and we all had to hold still, yeah. like perfectly still. And then one at a time, each person would come to life and do like a, uh, and do like a monologue that's cool. about, about their, about how they feel. Yeah. And then Judas, of course, says like, I'm going to... I'm going to, you know, I've given the money, but it's only because I want this to happen. Yeah. I've taken the money. And so and then we go, but it's a freeze. And so every now and then, after every two or three people, I didn't think they, they'd close the curtains or something like that. And we'd sort of get to like move our arms <laughs> and all that stuff. And there was this bread that was a visible. And as it was going on, when the curtains would shut, we just pick from the back of the loaves of bread. So from the front, it looks fine. But if you pay attention, like it would start sinking halfway through <laughs> because there was no middle inside the bread anymore. <laughs> so that was always a, uh, that was always a good time. Um, did a couple of years. I was way too. I was like fifteen. Like I'm a grown man. I'm not a grown man at all. Am I right in thinking that the Last Supper? There's somebody removed from the the painting. No, nope. no, no. It's twelve apostles around okay. Jesus. Jesus says, "One of you will, will, will betray me." And the, the 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 images you see it frozen as is supposed to be their immediate reaction 
to what's happened. I believe. And where's it, Judas in this? He's painting? right beside him, right in the middle. You could see him in this one because he's got very dark eyes. I believe. Oh, yeah, okay. he's also. Yeah, he's got darker clothing on. I think as yeah. well. And I believe maybe the I don't remember, but maybe the thirty pieces of silver are are, are visible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, she says, "You're a woman now." And uh, Carrie keeps saying, why didn't you tell me? And she gets hit in the head with a book called The Sins of Woman. Yep. And she's forced to repeat the first sin. Why didn't you tell me? The first sin was, was intercourse. And she keeps hitting her in the head until Carrie responds, the first sin was intercourse. And all Carrie wants to know is, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me this was going to happen? I thought there was something really, really wrong with me. And this is where I've gone again. How would she not know, Dash? Well, I guess she's an outcast. That's kind of how I've played it up. Mm. Margaret thinks that the blood is the result of sin, and I tried so hard to give you a sinless life, and therefore now this is proof that you're bleeding means you have sin, so we need to get rid of your sin. And Carrie's like, no, it's not the case at all. It's just I'm just I'm just growing up. And Margaret drags Carrie by the hair into sure. a closet and holds her in there. And I've got these houses don't seem that well constructed. And what I mean by that wasn't a thought for the end of the movie. It was just I thought someone would would have heard this. Yeah. But it was the 70s. Yeah. So you probably just left it alone. And not only this, her mother would have gone through this. So. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that. But there, there's an obvious. She knows that's not. Oh, you mean like, oh, sorry, no, through her, this. Her mean, mother thinks she's, her, the, her mother thinks that she has sinned. Her mother, uh, Margaret White believes Margaret has sinned. That Margaret White believes Carrie has sinned, and Margaret has sinned. That's, yes. wh- that's why yeah, she's that, not. We're to the end of it, there. Yeah. Yeah. So she's. Um, yeah, she went through it, but she thinks she sinned, and that's why she uh, did it. Okay, that makes more sense to me now. Yeah, she's she's, she's not holding Carrie to a different standard when she's holding herself. She's holding them both to the same place. Oh, okay. Um, there's an effigy of. I'm gonna say Jesus. It's not your traditional Jesus. It's Saint Sebastian with white eyes. I googled it. It's Saint Sebastian. Saint Sebastian is not Jesus. The well, one no, with the arrows. Got arrows in him, isn't it? Yeah, it's Saint Sebastian, oh. who was a um, one of the earliest martyrs when Christians were being um, killed off. He was yeah. he was um, tied to a like a tree or a post yep. and had all these arrows. Around, but, but they're, they're definitely making him. they're definitely making sure he's got a very almost Jesus esque pose. Well, they do that again later, yeah. don't they? Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> um, I got like, why do they have different accents? Because uh, different actresses. Is- Why the mother and the daughter? <laughs> the, I don't. The mom sounds just like a regular person, and, and so they're like, "Mama, please, please, <laughs> mama." It's set in Maine, huh? It's supposed to be set in Maine. Well, then her accent's horrendous. <laughs> they all, they're all set in Maine. They're all set in because yeah, actually has yeah. Castle Rock and all that. Yeah, yeah. This accent does not make sense in Maine. <laughs> That's really weird because because mom's kind of does. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Unless it's Sissy Spacek's only voice and they couldn't. Don't know. Yeah. Probably. I haven't found anything on it. Later, Carrie comes out of the closet. She thinks her mother's told to go to bed. She goes back to crying in the mirror and the mirror moves while mom is singing Blood of the Lamb. Blood's a motif in this movie. Uh, that's an actual hymn. <laughs> um, the mirror shatters and you can see in the reflection of the mirror, there's a there's a portrait of Jesus. This one's not St. Sebastian. It no, is that one Jesus. is Jesus. <laughs> And the mirror does shatter. Oh, it shatters. Like, like later, shatters. She, mom comes upstairs and she's like, what noise? It's just cracked. <laughs> and it's just like in three pieces yeah. that she's put back up. No, it no. was in like... <laughs> it did. Smithereens it would was, be an appropriate it? term. It fell off the wall completely. Yeah. 
she even goes, open the door. It's open, Mama. And I don't know if this is the first case of her using her telekinesis to hold the door shut. I think it's not, so. It's not conscious at this point, I don't okay. think. No, but I think that is holding. It is, yeah, but I don't think it's, this no. is not her. She's not consciously doing it. She goes, what was that noise? What like noise? fucked up Matilda. Go to bed. Yeah. She goes, I'm saying my prayers. That's pretty much the one thing that will get you out of anything in this house. I'm like, I, mean, I, put, I put in brackets, she's got you there. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not going to win this one. Nope. Uh, in class, and they're and around this English class, the men in this class are like 30. They are on the Oh, my word. Even Tommy. For, Ethan, you can't say anything yet. But like, they are old. They are, aren't they? They went to the acting school of Riverdale. Oh, I'm saying, like... (laughs) It's nuts. Like, even even Stockard Channing in Greece is going, bit old, aren't we, boys? (laughs) (laughs) That's what it feels like. So, uh, yeah. Um, And Tommy Ross is singled out for how great his poem is. He clearly didn't write the poem, I said to myself. He didn't, no. Carrie says it's beautiful. At which point, okay, I get the idea is that she doesn't talk very much. Because the teacher starts making fun of her, though. And rather than do, you know, I kind of teach a little bit of English in my spare time occasionally. Oh, do you? Rather than go, <laughs> oh, hey, everybody, so-and-so thinks it's beautiful. I might go, what is it about it that you like? Yeah. Case, walk me through that. And yeah, Especially because like- he's just, they just read it to you. Yeah. I'm like, don't give it to me to look at. Like, how are you supposed to figure, oh, that's, this guy sucks. Like, he makes fun of her because he's like, what criticisms do we have? And she goes, it's beautiful. That's not a criticism. You Like, it's, it's a, it's still like her reaction to it. It's some form of, like, reflection on the piece. Well, I would go, I mean, it, 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 if, if I was a teacher, and I am, uh, I might go, and I do, like I said, what is it about it? What is it? Well, give me, give me a word. Give me, a, give me a phrase. What is it that the is it the idea? Is it the concept of love? Is it which which parts of it? And help the kid out rather well, than just mock have them. That as negative though, would you? No, if anything, no one was talking. No, like if anything, I'm like, thank you for engaging. I can help get you the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Stupid teacher. Tommy goes, "You suck," and then he goes, "What was that?" I said, "I said, oh shucks," and that <laughs> seems to work, but. I didn't really, because the movie wants me to be eventually on side with Tommy and Sue. And at this point, I'm I'm still thinking everybody's being a, because I don't, who are we making fun of? Is it the teacher or is it Carrie? Because you're kind of doing both. Yeah. I, I went to, I thought he was taking the piss out of the teacher because the teacher, the teacher. Is, directly, oh, he is. is directly after yeah. something the teacher says. Yeah. Uh, back to gym class. They're literally taking off anti-Carrie graffiti as we see Carrie yeah. through the window. I'm like, please don't come in. No. Um, we see, we're introduced to Chris. Uh, Miss Phillips, is it? Collins. 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 I've got it literally right below it. Miss Collins says, get, get rid of that gum. And Chris says, where will I put it? She goes, you can choke on it for all I care. Just get it out of your mouth. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know they've edited that line slightly for the musical. Only slightly. <laughs> for, for, for the record, in order to choke on it, it still has to remain in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least in your throat. Yeah, yeah, like from that to the other. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not a good line. Um... So Miss Collins lectures the class for not thinking that Carrie White doesn't have feelings. And then she starts going, who are you taking to prom? I'm like, ah, you're probably overstepping here. You're not allowed to ask that, really. I don't think you can be asked because, you know, you're, oh, he's very, he's, he's good looking. I'm like, yeah, I'd really stop talking here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I know the rules are probably different for female teachers than male teachers, but I wouldn't be asking people, who are you taking up from? Oh, Again, very it's, nice. It's trying to get us along to find out what's going on, isn't it? She's, she's the closest thing Carrie has to an advocate, so we forgive a lot of things in that realm, I think. Um, and then um, Chris is going to prom with Billy Nolan. Well, isn't he a lucky one? And then the teacher's idea, and then we see Sue's going with Tommy. Was it Tommy? Tommy Ross. Tommy Ross. Ross. Yeah, yeah. I was like Tommy Rogers, but he's an all-time wrestler. <laughs> um, and the teacher's point. idea was, I was to suspend you all for three days and refuse your entry to prom. But instead, you can have one week's detention with me. And then the one girl's like, I'm going to skip it. And you'll skip it. It's a three-day detention, and you refuse your entry to prom. And that's when everyone else backs down, and she doesn't. doesn't yeah, and this is kind of Chris's thing, like trying to rally the troops unsuccessfully is Chris's gimmick. <laughs> and the one time she did it successfully was throwing the pads in the first scene. And the, yeah. thing, and the thing is, is, isn't that what everybody wants to do, go to prom? Yeah. This is the end of school forever, isn't it? Uh, no. Prom happens at a different time in America than it does in the UK. Oh, does it? Okay. Canonically, it's May 28th for the Carrie Universe that the prom happens on. Yeah, so it's still a month ago. Yeah. Of regular oh, school afterwards. okay, okay. Uh, but it is still close to the end. It's one of those celebratory kind of moments. That everybody wants to go to yeah. and have memories of. Because you'll have your exams after prom. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's odd. Well, I just, the way we do it in the UK, for anybody who's not from the UK listening, which this, this month is 54% of our listenerships in the States. Um, <laughs> Is that uh, it's weird also because we only have one prom. Well, usually you only have one prom. Yeah. And it's for what we call our year 11s who are 16 years of age who write their biggest exams. They'll write at least for the comprehensive everybody. Um, and then at the end, we celebrate by throwing them a prom. Some schools do it a bit more uh, I don't know what we're for, ornate. Yeah. You know, fancy. Um, you already know. But some do it. Uh, a little bit more cost effective, I yep. suppose I might say. Yep. Um, you know, some places rent a private venue. We're, we're having ours on site. Normally in the own sports hall. Now, the theory being, you, it, we do it the Friday after the last exam, so you know of anything to be distracted by. I hear you. If it wasn't for the sake of people are trying to figure out, you know, what dress they're going to have and what they're going to have for their uh, transportation and yeah. all that stuff. And so, therefore... Are they able to compartmentalize those two different things? I guess the American system lets you have that, and then you have the final push for the exams. Thing is, though, this is a recent thing for schools. What, British prom? Over, yeah. Yeah. Because when I was at school, or it was 20 odd years ago, but it was, um, it was a leavers do. It was... I didn't have a prom. It, there was no prom. It was a leavers do. We did a formal. It was put on by the students themselves. Uh, that was about it. Yeah, like there, you know, we we rented a venue for our big, big last one. Yeah, and I think that was done. I think that was about middle of the winter we did ours. That was like February. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. But had, just, had to feel Canadian, right? But being a prom has only been a recent, yeah, know, last ten, fifteen. But it's weird because thing. you kind of do it two years younger here than we than it's done in the states. Yeah, because they're more like seventeen, eighteen in the states. Because they, they leave school at that age, don't they? When nowadays yes. we leave school. Well, you don't leave school now at such. Well, that's still different again, isn't it? Imagine a world from your perspective, Liam, where they put Key Stage 4 and Key Stage 5 together in the same place. Oh, okay. So there are no separate colleges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And you put those together. That's what an American high school is. You're there from 14 to 17 or 14 to 18, kind of a a talk. Yeah. So that's what that is. That's Everybody does that as a group. 
Where we do it between 12 and... You do between 11 and 16. 11 and 16, yeah. yeah. And then you go elsewhere between 17 and 18. But so that last end point is done when you're 16 rather than you're 18. So probably you're of a different maturity level at those two Yeah, points. yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, not that it's wrong. It's just it's just weird to see all the dressings of an 18-year-old celebration put on 16-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. I was still 15. There we go. Because not everybody's hit. Because, again, uh, of the, way the, year, year the British work. school year, you're in based on the kids born in September are the oldest kids in the class, and the kids yeah. in August are the youngest kids in the class. Yes. Whereas That's in me. Canada, the kids born in January are the oldest kids in the class, and the kids born in December are the youngest kids in the class. Oh, okay. So it's just calendar year. Yeah. So yeah. I was midpoint in Canada. But in England, I was the youngest in the class. Yeah. Ours is still based off a harvest calendar, though. That's why it's like that's why it's September. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, where are we at here? Chris determined she's not coming until everybody else does, and she does. And this detention, or I don't know if it was. I don't know if this was detention. I think this was actually class. But this was hard calisthenics, push ups and sit ups and jumping yep. jack and burpees. I'm like, the girls are all in tremendous shape. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I remember my high school classes. We couldn't have done this. No, it's but, insane. But they're not really doing proper press-ups as well when you look. Well, there was back in the old day where it was called girly style, oh, okay. which you could do, and that's kind of what theirs were. It's yeah. still a technical thing. Is like, it? Women's press-ups are actually supposed to be different to men's press-ups. Yeah. Women can do men's press-ups, but it is the just the way you're like, are we're proportioned is a lot more difficult to do a standard press-up. And so that's, you get a very similar... Outtake for the them. sake of North American or other place around the world listeners, a press-up is a push-up. Yes. There we go. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Carrie's in study hall. Uh, she looks up miracles in the card catalog. Ethan, have you ever actually used one of these? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't say I have. Liam, do you want to explain what this is? I have. It's one where you, uh, when you take a book out, you take the um, card out of the actual thing that you're looking for so somebody else can't take that book out you've already took that book out and then you put that card in your slot and they know that with your name when i was at high school they you'd have your name and that card would be inside with your name to say that you've took this card out and then that'd be put back in the book uh no when the book came back that'd be put back in the thing so that people could see what they were it's kind of like the world's smallest version of google yeah so if I was looking for a book on something, I would open it up, and it's a combination with the Dewey Decimal System. So those two things so work in combination. All the, yeah. all the book, you can look through the... So the numbers would give you nonfiction titles on a variety of things. So if I, I asked, like, 800 brilliant. or something... I used to be brilliant at the Dewey Decimal It would be system. astronomy. So I go, what books do we have on astronomy? Go, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I have this. So that card then tells me this book is in the location of a library that I am at. So I'm going to take that card, I'm going to go for a walk, I'm going to find the book, and then I'm going to use that, that card to sign out the book. Yeah. But if it's not there, that's the entirety of the written word as far as I know it, is what's in that card catalog. And if it's not there, it's it does not, not exist. exist. No. And so that's what it was like for us back in the day. It was that and the good old Encyclopedia Britannicas, wherever they were. And they'd look up your name and go, what cards have you got beside your name? And that would be what you had out. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. And there'd be like a non, there'd be a fiction version where it would be, it would be by author. Yeah. The same idea. You could flick through and find what all the books were. So. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had some of the, um, you know, if you go to a library now, they're still organized by Dewey Decimal. Yeah, of course they are. Um, yeah. And it's really quite interesting. So when I worked in a library, they had in the back rooms, they had some of the old boxes of the cards. So you could oh, like, they were still there 
Um, obviously, they're not used, but the system online is basically exactly the same thing. It's just online and you can access several different libraries worth of what they've got in. So when you're like checking in a book in and out, it's the just the chip in it that does it onto the system rather than a physical card. So the system is exactly the same. It's just digital now. It's, re- it's really quite interesting. My girlfriend works in a library and she was saying that when um, the old system, you could easily quickly look and go, oh, that's done. That, that ain't been out for a couple of years. Yep. They, if, that, if, something, if a book hasn't been out for two years, they have to um, get rid of it. Okay. And the old way, you'd look through in the stamp and you'd see what had been stamped. Yep, it's right there. <laughs> and you'd go, oh, that's done. Yep. That's done. That was a quicker system than having to scan things. It was great because you take it home and you'd open up and you, you have a book from the library over and you go, oh, I have until this date. It's stamped right on there. And I used to love looking at the other dates. Yeah, well, it's like when you used to get we used to get class readers for, I don't know, say we're doing Twelfth Night, which I did one year. Yeah, yeah, we did. You'd open it up and you'd say, who, who had it last semester? Who had it? Yeah. Who had it? Because it'd be signed out to you. I you'd write your name that. in it. Yeah. And you go, yeah. oh, who had this? And it was like a little legacy of the book. And you're like, how is it possible that this version of the book that lives in my bag was living in their bag? It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Or I'd open up Mice of Men on the first day of well, home. Yeah. And, when, and someone immediately writes their name and then... Why am I trying not to spoil of my segment? Yeah, <laughs> you, you know. The impressive thing was when we uh, I used to teach uh, that, and uh, you'd open up the, the front cover and Inspector calls, and it says George Shoes Lenny. And you're like, wow. <laughs> that is my favorite thing. That's <laughs> making that's making sure you got to it. Like the number of kids who like actually make it to the end without knowing that's the ending is minuscule. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much not taught anymore. Is it not? Nah. That, that was taught for years. It came off the syllabus and they made all the changes in 2015. A lot of people moved it to like year nine. But then now I think it's just, I think we, we, we've we aged past it. So I what, guess I was one of the last years to do it then because I did it at GCSE. Yeah, and I did it. So what um, what replaced that? Uh, probably Christmas Carol. Oh. So what oh, happened was uh, Michael Gove, in all of his uh, infinite wisdom, yeah, who was the former... Uh, Secretary, uh, sorry, secretary? Is the education secretary? Are they called secretaries here? Uh, sometimes. Minister. Uh, Minister for Education. Minister for Education. Yeah. Uh, might be called the education, Secretary of Education in different countries, things like that. But uh, he made changes and felt that there was too much uh, global literature being taught, not enough British stuff. So at a time when the world's kind of getting more, we should look outward. He went, nope, we need to look inward and look up old classic, classic British texts. And so the best of a lot they offered, to, in my opinion, is uh, Christmas Carol. So we do a Christmas Carol in my school. I love a Christmas Carol. Yeah, so do I. I think it's a great story. I know. Another school, another school I, I, I moved to switched to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, good story. And I story. was like, that's all right. Yeah, but it's like, it's not nearly as easy to teach or for a kid to learn. No. In my, in my opinion. In my opinion. And I think the better story is a Christmas Carol. Yes. That Christmas show. Carol is brilliant because it's easily accessible on a base level, but then it has so much more nuance to it that you can yeah, yeah. Occasionally, we get about a couple of kids per year who, for religious reasons, um, their parents refuse to let them do Christmas Carol. So they end up doing private practice. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. How disappointing. Yeah. Like, I like <laughs> private practice. I do that at the Canadian or equivalent. Carol. I do that at the Canadian equivalent of A level. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I do it in GCSE. I'd be yeah. like sixteen. I would not have been ready for that test. No, no way. See, the reason that's better than Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is there is a Muppets Christmas Carol, but not a Muppets Mister Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Oh, Hyde. I really want a Muppets Pride and Prejudice now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I was going to save this for the end of it, but I, I I was thinking of Muppet like 
renditions. I want The Tempest, but Prospero is played by the great Gonzo. I haven't <laughs> thought of anyone else other than Caliban is uh, Uncle Deadly. Tempest and- sucks. It really does. It does. Oh, Tempest to- is so bad. It was one of my last... Um, it's, it's the last texts. play, but it does. It was one of my last texts for uni this year, and it is just so bad. Bad. Straight over my head. Shakespeare. You know you've literally I know Shakespeare, done a production but- of The Tempest, though, yeah? Have I? You were Captain Tempest? You were Captain Tempest in Forbidden Planet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It follows. Yeah. It's, the it's, tem- it's, yeah, it's the Tempest. It's the Tempest. I was literally oh, Ariel. God. Yeah. I blocked out that. Cookie not so much. <laughs> I, blocked, no. I blocked out that show. He kind of, uh, what's his name? The son. I don't uh, know. Fernando? Yeah, I Fernando. I did not enjoy it. Um, Do you hear that song, Fernando? I think that's his name. Uh, where are we at here? <laughs> oh. So... Um, we're back uh, from the card catalog. Chris is doing a calisthenics, determined she's going to get even with Miss Collins. And she's told to go back into the line. There's still 10 minutes left. She says, stick them up here. And almost before she can say ass, like, the kids has even squared her. And Collins has, has struck her again. Another open handed slap. <laughs> and uh, she's then. Got 10 and then, minutes left. And Why? then hits her. Yeah, it seems weird to do 50 minutes. Yeah. Of, like if you do that, do that like at the start. Yeah. And then says, girls, she can't do this as long as we all stick together. And everybody else just really wants to go to prom. Of so they they're do. not they're not folding. Um, and meanwhile, um, Carrie is looking at the secrets behind science and miracles. Carrie's reading age isn't that great. I'm no, determined. it's not. Because she's reading the lines like they are like this. Now, I don't know what the purpose of this is. Is this for the audience in case the audience doesn't read that well? Uh, potentially, I but I think also it's just like an explanation of what telekinesis is, isn't it? Yeah, we need to know what it is, yeah. but you could have just had the camera pan over the lines and go, hmm. But they chose to have the character read it. Now, why is that? I think it's so you're aware that she is learning as well, like, but also probably for the audience's benefit because... Because this gets used all the time where a character reads something in a book yeah. and they don't read it out loud to the camera. No, I think it's probably a bit of... I think it's a bit of where it's explicitly she is learning this right now, that is what's happening, yeah. and also... Here, audience. Here's a term we're going to use. You better be able to. I can't talk to another character about it. it. When this was obviously, it's not brand new, but in the 70s when this was being written, telekinesis was being discussed as a as a real scientific Mm -hmm. thing. So obviously, this is only 76. Like this is, I I think it's part of that kind of legacy of telekinesis. Going, this could be real at this point. I think uh, so. Carrie gets the book. She grabs it. She kind of runs away with it. I think she stole it. I don't think she gets how libraries work. No. no. Someone should have told her about the stamps and the card catalog and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, we go to Tommy and Sue, and Sue like, says to Tommy, hey, I want you to do something. Can I talk to something that's really important? And I'm like, oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> that's what I thought. And then, no, she wants to do something special. Can you take Carrie White to the prom? At what point did you realize this was all sincere? Oh, hang on. You watched it I ages watched ago. Ages. You knew the show. Okay, it's just me then. Okay, I went through a large portion of this movie thinking this was a setup. Yeah, my girlfriend did. A large portion of this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't feel... Like, this is a chance where you could have all the conversation you want, where she can go, I really feel badly for her. Is that why? It's why. It's why. I know it's weird. I want to give up my prom spot for her. I feel terrible about what I did. And they don't give us that conversation. No, so as a don't. result, I think it was something's been withheld from me, and it's this. But she's not, I reckon, as an actress, they told her she is doing it sincerely. And I think they should. They, 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 oh, probably. Yeah. And I think, I think they should, probably shouldn't, because when you actually watch her act, she do come across as very I think the sincere. Movie's, yeah, I think the movie's better if I'm with Ms. Co- 
Because I think the movie wants this movie want to keep me in the dark. I think it does because it needs me to be with Miss Collins when Miss Collins has the conversation later on with them. Because you do come across sincere, and so does Tommy come across as very sincere. It's really interesting I, the different versions of it because this one kind of plays fast and loose with who are you online, who are you in line with. This yeah. one is like, are you? this one you kind of team miss collins yeah. like the whole way through she is the surrogate whereas um the film i think the uh, later film the 2013 one i think spins slightly further to sue the musical is absolutely sue you are like on board with sue from like minute one um so it is interesting to see what which way they go with this and so it's much more explicit in the musical that's no sue is a good person tommy is a good person um and you get a lot more of chris come in being chris um yep. Whereas this, yeah, no, it was, it was, it's interesting to watch it because you can't go, oh, okay, no, they are, they are playing this differently. Because wouldn't it have been better, sorry, to no, right, right. wouldn't it have been better if the audience didn't know that they were being sincere? Like, I, 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 I don't think that they do know they're being sincere. Because they, because when I, because there's very little I remember about this film when I came to watch it. Obviously, I knew the key, key right. moments. Um, and there were other bits uh, I like <laughs> the beginning. I forgot that completely. How oh, I don't know. I should say that Sue does seem shaken up when she's accosted by Ms. Collins yeah. in the change room. Yeah. To what effect we don't know, but no. so. But I was thinking because it still felt very. Let me talk to you in secret. Yada yada yada. This is part of a sneak attack. Now Ethan tried to get in here on two occasions. I'm going to throw to him. <laughs> I. I think again, it's. Be- I don't know if it's because I've seen this before and I know the story, but I think the film's in trying to make you like know that that this is sincere, especially in dialogue that you have that oh. you see like with Tommy later on when he's with his buddies and just the way that Sue talks. Because then by the end of it, it's not just you going, "Oh no, I hope Carrie doesn't get embarrassed." It's, "Oh no, Sue." No, it's, it's all going wrong, Sue. No, no. Isn't this a better movie? Yes. Isn't this a better movie? Yes, if, I know what you're going to say. If you think they are going to yes. burn her. Because you're like, he's not going to show up. And then he shows up. You're yeah. like, okay, now he's going to, okay, he's going to mess with her on the dance. He's Because like, how many times have you seen that trope in movies where like, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm taking a prom, honk, honk, yeah, get real. And she's yeah. there in her dress. We're like, he's going to burn her. He's going to do it. Oh, the prom, he's going to do it there. And he never does. And each time, then what does it cause us to do? It causes us to let, just like Carrie, let down. we yeah. let our guard down. Yeah. So I think the film purposely withholds information from me yeah. so that I am wrestling with this. And I think the movie's better for it yeah i think if they could have done it could have been more, a little bit more more twist your arm a little bit I, the problem is that because she did come across it's very not to- sincere it's not tommy's idea now tommy's got to do most of this yeah mm-hmm. of course. like it's sue's idea but tommy's the one who actually has to do this i've got questions yeah. about tommy later i got questions about the relationship actually yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to it we'll get to it because <laughs> <laughs> he's not all of a sudden in love with carrie no, okay no. I'm, I'm gonna leave that there yeah pin <laughs> um so there we are um then we meet billy nolan played by john travolta who bums a beer as he drives chris around in his car great car he almost just spits everywhere yeah uh he's halfway between greece and saturday night fever as he almost gets busted by the cops yeah uh she calls him a dumb shit about three times and eventually has too much and does a u-turn but he yells at her and like, don't you ever call me that and slaps her and I don't, he doesn't slap her yet he's still he's he's driving still okay 
and then Tommy agrees to take Carrie to prom in a different sequence. They go wherever they're going, at the restaurant, wherever. Billy wants to get out of the car, and I can't figure Chris out for the life of me. She seduces him, and then they start, like, making out, and then she, like, <laughs> stops him. This, and I guess this is the idea that women, women are teases, I guess, is the message of this. And then he gets mad, and she calls him a dumb shit, and he has... So then he hits her, and she knows she's gone too far, so she starts to unbutton his shirt, and then her head disappears out of the frame. And there's something they're supposed to be inferring, but she keeps saying... She keeps saying, uh, what is Billy. it, Billy, Billy, Billy. And I'm like, those two things, oh, I was going to try and be a little more I hate Carrie White. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> I thought the same thing, though. But I was like, surely your, what they're implying you're doing doesn't line up with. Being able your, to speak clearly. And I imagine that might be, that might be their out. Yeah, I think it is. Mm. We're not doing anything profane. How could she be saying the name Billy if she's doing that? Yeah, I, know, I yeah, hate Gary White. Like you can't yeah, do that. Well, she says that because yeah. he's got to have, like his hands like behind his head, in, he like clearly relaxed sort of measure. And then that was the last thing he was expecting to hear yeah. in that moment. And he goes, who? who? He goes, who? <laughs> we cut to the library. Tommy's talking to Carrie. He asks what she's reading and then asks her to the prom. She literally runs away, which is a pretty definite answer. Yeah. Miss Collins finds her crying out to the PE office. And uh, she goes, oh, Tommy Ross invited me to prom. And she goes, oh, he's really cute, though, isn't he? But why would you say that to her? You know that she's this isolated kid. You well, know that. I think what she's trying to do is she's going to go, I'm going to lock this down behind the scenes. This kid doesn't need to know that the other kids are making yeah, fun of her. Is. So okay. I'm going to say, why wouldn't he ask you out? Look at you. You're, you're beautiful. Now, the bit was like, if you could just put some lipstick on here. <laughs> it's hair. very of its time. <laughs> it's very of its time. <laughs> yeah. But she's trying to give her the older sister yeah, or the younger, cooler mum that she clearly doesn't have. Yeah, 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 yeah. And tries to give her someone who will let her indulge in what we would have said in previous times, her more feminine side. Yep. Yeah. And so they're going down that. And then the next scene. So I've got my notes. I've li- what do I have here? Uh, I've got... Uh, Carrie knows what's going on, but Ms. Collins isn't thinking about it. She really should. And then I've got, oh, wait, hang on. Ah, Ms. Collins returns. And now she's <laughs> interrogating Tommy and Sue. So she can let Carrie have her dignity and tell these guys to break it off respectfully yeah. in a way that doesn't break what she's just done. Yeah. Um, she says it would be, and Sue says it would be good for Carrie to join in. Now, I'm thinking this is all BS the whole time <laughs> because the guy's like, can I just leave? Like, none of this is going. If he was, if, I, if I'm supposed to be on board with him, he'd be leaning forward going, no, no, no. She's had a raw deal. We want to give her a good prom night. That, but the fact that he's like, can I just go? Oh, man. Like, this is like the totally like, yeah, you're setting me up to think yeah. they're still going to do this to her. Which I think is a better, better film. I agree. I think uh, me wrestling with it as she's wrestling with it. Yeah. I think it's great. Me too. Uh, Sue says, I can't go to the prom without a date. So I'm giving up my prom to do this. And my first note is, Hang wait, on. what? Why can't you go to prom without a date? Why can't you go to prom without a yeah. date? That feels like, okay, so here's a kid who, so you can only access prom if you're, if you're dating, if somebody. you're dating someone. How does that, how does that work in a situation yeah. where like you've got, I don't know, 150 boys and 200 girls in a year group. Yeah. Like, that's, like, especially in the 70s. <laughs> At a time when dating a boy yeah, wasn't an option either. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. That makes no sense. We're in a 51 pull. 
Um, but I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I don't understand this for a moment. No, this is this is rubbish. Yeah, both both women are then you, telling. You don't even need it though. You can just be like, "Sue's not going because she's not going." That's yeah. fine. She doesn't have to not be going because she can't go over the date. She could just be not going. Yeah, that's okay. If she went, look, Miss Collins, I'm not going because I really believe it. Look. You, you. I think I you. I don't ha- want to upset Carrie you, by being no, there. I think you had it right. I don't think I should get to go to prom. Yep. I think Carrie should, and I shouldn't. I'm taking on board what you said. Yep. But they keep it really ambiguous, they and do. it's a better movie for it. I don't think it's yeah, how yeah. humans work. Yeah, yeah. But like Tommy's like, fine, if I won't I go with her, and Sue's like, no, 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 you will. And Miss Collins, like, no, you won't. And he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and meanwhile, if I don't go to prom, Miss Collins, and that's proof that this is us being genuine. So when she's there at the end, Miss Collins goes, "You lying? Yeah, you, you oh, slay." That's, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't, actually, I didn't tie that, that together. Up, yeah. well, that's well done. But I didn't tip at any point. All these women are telling Tommy what to do. Tommy actually doesn't get a choice in what he's doing here. <laughs> he just rolls with it. He's like, I don't want to go. And she's like, you are going. Okay, fine. I'm going. Do you know what's funny about this movie, though? They're all supposed to be friends, aren't they? It, what? The, gr- the, the girls. Keep- it, it gives the impression that everybody else is, is a friendship group, yes. Because Tommy is supposed to be the, the, the cool it guy, right? Sure. So you never see him with... The rest, like, with Billy and stuff like that, do you? Billy doesn't go to the school. Oh, okay. But you never see them mix as a group. You see three of them when they go out for truck shopping. That's it. Yeah. And they're two of the dorkiest guys ever. (laughs) Like, the one guy's his dad, I think. Like, (laughs) jeez. So... Uh, Sue's determined that they're trying to help Carrie. They don't care if they... And you know you'll look ridiculous. I'm like, okay, okay, easy now. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this. We go back to the White House. Tommy knocks on the door and talks to Carrie, and he refuses to leave until she says yes to the prom. Now, she doesn't. he doesn't know what her mother's like. No. But at the same breath, we're like, ooh, this is really unfair. She's kind of being held hostage because mom's going to lose her crap if she sees like boys in general. But Tommy Ross, absolutely, with that gorgeous blonde oh, curly yeah. hair. Mane oh, my word. It's, it's, I talked about Lion's Mane earlier. Like yeah. his, his hair is as wide as it is tall or long. That's cool. Yeah. Um, she wants to know why. And he says, hey, it's because you like my poem. And I'm like, again, I'm like, B- this is brilliant because I'm like, BS, he didn't write the poem. Yep. We don't know this yet, but I'm like, he did not write that poem. <laughs> Why? Because everything you've told me about uh, jocks in movies ever doesn't line up with this, nor did it look on his face as he was reading the poem. You knew it wasn't his poem. thing is, I can understand um, Sue. Is that her name? Yeah. I can understand Sue because she was there when that all kicked off and everything else, right? Tommy is oblivious to all He's this. doing Sue a favor. That's all he's we know. Doing, he's just doing his girlfriend a <laughs> Well, any. No, 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 I'm laughing. One of the songs in the musical is literally called Do Me a Favor. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's he's more on board now than he ever was. Yeah. That sounded very Norfolk. Um and and coming to the door. Sounded very Toby Keith is what it sounded like. Oh, did it? I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good <laughs> once as I ever was. <laughs> but the fact he's actually turning up at a door and refusing to leave. He's not taking no for an answer. He's he's trying He's trying hard. Yeah. You know, but, but still. In Especially insane, when he could knock on the door and go, oh, she, said, she said no. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? What's Tommy's moral imperative? In yeah. this? I don't get it. No. Uh, Bi- Billy's in an abattoir. Um, he kills a pig. Yep. 
And there's lots of cutaways to Chris thing. reacting with each swing he does of the axe. I think it's, just, I think it's just a mallet. It's, it's like a lump mallet. Is it a mallet? I thought it was yeah. an axe. No, like it's not an axe. It's a big, like, like hammer thing, so, you know, like you sure it would cause more I, don't th- I was watching it. I don't think it's got a... It didn't have, like, a... Right. I don't, I don't think it's it. got an I think he's right. just literally just whacking it in the head with it. Dinner at the White House. Carrie's been invited <laughs> to the prom. That, you? What? At the White House? Carrie tells her mom I've been invited to the prom. Uh, and this is all in candlelight. Why have yeah. they not got the lights on? I don't know. She is, it's basically so when they throw the water, the lights can go out. Yeah. She has a glass of water thrown at her, and it doesn't stop her from saying it. He's a nice boy. You'll like him, Mama. And then she, Mama's like, after the blood comes the boys. Ugh. And also there's references to, like, sniffing and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> she's told to say no or we'll move and we won't come back. And then she goes to, she's going to have a big fight with, uh, with Carrie some more. And she goes, I got to go get the windows. And Carrie says, Mama just talked to me. I'll get them. And all the windows shut. And Mom's like, what? And Mom thinks that she's now got satanic power. See, I I don't understand the mother here. I will say, you know, if, if you believe in religion as much as Mrs. Uh, White Collins. believes in it. Oh, White. Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. White believes Sorry, in religion. Yeah. When the, your daughter can close all the windows and doors, I don't think the step two visits Satan's power is a big leap. No, this is she is this, terrified. This yeah. lines up. Yeah, absolutely. This totally lines up. But wouldn't you be like terror terrified? She is. She oh, she is to kill yeah. her because she no she, longer. If you notice, she doesn't do any. She doesn't touch her physically after this. Uh yeah, yeah, true. Not she keeps the distance. Yeah. Gives a the, bit the of blood, uh, the blood come out because she's sinned. Now she's doing like I that that's that's an easy understanding. Yeah. She's playing the long game now. Mm. Yeah. Um, And so uh, Margaret tells Carrie to renounce her power. It's Satan. It drove your father away. She goes, everyone knows you ran away with a woman. (laughs) And we go pre-prom. Billy's putting the bucket up and Chris is yelling at him. And then he imitates a voice that's meant to, the movie doesn't say it, but the voice he says is the voice that uh, is often used in movies and stuff where a black slave is being addressed by their white master oh really oh, so 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 when he goes i'm not going to do the, the accent but when he says oh absolutely i'll put it up there it's kind of like a bouncy thing that's supposed to be wow that's a black slave slur. delivery not slur he's imitating oh. those sorts of things oh. so i've Character heard other people do the same mimicry mockery thinking they were funny back in the day wow i, I didn't even yeah. pick up on that no i didn't i thought it was just so, john travolta being a bit of an idiot at yeah. the factory you, you, you'd hear some idiot when their boss was giving them too much of a go they'd respond when they're telling the story in that voice and they were comparing working at the place like it was slave labor oh uh, and i was like you really don't know what that is no. you're no. like well they know what it is but you this is not a fair comparison in the slightest Man, you're wrong. And then let me look back now. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are we at next then? Yeah, but that's the thing. So I'm like, oh my word. But the the impressions the the movie's trying to do. The movie's trying to suggest that there's this unequal power dynamic and he feels that she's all she does is boss him around. Is what the movie's trying to tell you. But how can he easily just kill a pig then? be coerced into doing all this the, he, well the, the, the movie tells us it's because she seduced him yeah she seduces him into doing she it. seduces him with sex yeah uh, 
like she calls him stupid she calls him a dumb shit yeah and then when he hits her she knows she's gone too far and can't and it, so she brings him back in by unbuttoning his shirt and and then he agrees to do whatever she wants God, life changed so much in it yeah i suppose yeah. so i mean i don't know i know i know people who were with other people who i think they're kind of in a toxic relationship and are probably probably more so when we, we were we were teenagers right well you want you want you break up with that girl and you know i think we all came to the conclusion it's because it wasn't her personality they were addicted to no <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying yeah dude, yeah. yeah so yeah. um <laughs> ethan i just said yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris, the promise is that Chris gets to pull the string. Uh, Carrie's making. What I don't get is why does she hate Carrie so much? Yeah. Why doesn't she hate Miss Collins so much? Or I guess the, she blames Carrie because she got in trouble. Well, you could easily do it, the same it, trick and play it, it on Miss Collins. Yeah. Not make yeah, her prom I, queen, but you could figure some way. She's not, the, the, Carrie's the one they just always bully. So it's just, just someone who won't fight back. But the movie suggests suggest this is the first time ever that anyone's this is, like they've ever had a mo. Someone's ever stood up for Carrie. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't get it. No, I don't. If anything, I mean, Miss Collins going. You know the rules of a jungle: the strong prey on the weak. Mm. Yeah. Um everyone's st- oh so um carrie's making her own dress while margaret's like eight feet away praying uh one of chris's friends wants to count the ballots for king and queens we go oh no uh, everyone starts talking about carrie and tommy and i've got my notes at the first point here wait is sue sincere about tommy in the prom yeah <laughs> this is when they're like decorating and putting the stars up and i'm going yeah. i think she's being sincere yeah uh pre-prom uh obviously already getting ready for the prom one of tommy's buddies they're getting they're going to buy prom shirts i don't know if you caught this ethan one of tommy's buddies is wearing a shirt that says diamond dogs diamond dogs i did not but that's very funny yeah it was funny so, so i assume diamond dogs must be a reference to to this i guess it might be yeah or whatever that's making a reference to yeah mm. yeah uh diamond dogs a ted lasso reference oh okay yeah. uh they're getting ready for the prom and bowie and i think we get the birth of a tuxedo t-shirt yeah how cool like it is this because I, I said straight away it's gotta be blue or white <laughs> oh all the ruffles i'm like oh my word Jeez. yeah and then at one point they're all talking about what they're gonna do and they purposely speed up the dialogue yeah, yeah what was, what that, was that? that i had no idea i can't seconds. even find anything referencing it that was weird this is stupid yeah that was if that was a choice oh no it was, it was a unquestionably it's a choice you would have edited out through how did you watch this uh dvd right i watched it on uh, it's literally still up on my tv i watched it on streaming like you could have fixed this in like any edit yeah you could couldn't you yeah like that that's a choice that's there for a reason yeah. what well, wasn't a choice was there was a green line i think during the shower scene that went down the middle of the screen it's clearly the original footage has been damaged in some capacity yeah so um carrie gets ready and she's got a tommy ross newspaper clipping beside her mirror and her All mom says to her isn't it yeah, it's like he's an all-star athlete. He's done yeah. something good. Um, and so she's wearing this dress. And the dress is very clingy. That's a nice dress. It's very thin. Yeah. Very so, see-through. Very, is it see-through? I mean, it's not no. see-through. I can it's see her not, nipples. You can you see her nipples. You that can't is, see her I don't nipples. see-through, see, see but, but you can see it's thin. Where they're pushing against yeah. the dress. Yeah, 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 she yeah. would have been in place with the, with, the, with the cast of Friends in 1995. Yeah. Yes. And... Her mother says to her, I can see your dirty pillows. 
Everyone will. I've never actually heard of the term dirty pillows used with the exception of Austin Powers' Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, did he say in that? <laughs> the, well, we'll do, we're we're going to do it later this year. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bit where um, Heather Graham's got like him trapped connected to uh, some binoculars and she's moving them around. And at one point she moves the binoculars and it traps his head in her cleavage. And he's, uh, there's a joke where he gets kind of almost regresses in age and is like, mommy, mommy, can I have some chocolates? Mommy, can I have some oh, Mars bars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she goes, Austin, he goes, sorry, love, I got caught in your dirty pillows. Do you think that was a reference to this? I think they're both referencing something else. Oh, okay. Like it's 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 an expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like think Austin, I don't think like Austin Google. Powers, by its very nature, is referencing Carrie because it's not what it's spoofing. Shall I have a Google? I think Ethan's already on it. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, let's see what Wiktionary says. Uh, coined as "dirty pillows" by Stephen King in the novel Carrie in 1974. Shut up! Wow. Wow. Stephen King thing. Interesting. And of all, of all the expressions etymology. to come up with, <laughs> yeah, for boobs, yeah, dirty pillows, and then for Mike Myers, what kind to of go, pillows are you sleeping this on? Is funny, <laughs> dirty pillows. Jeez, uh, I'd be, I'd be more like weird I'd be more like your dress is real thin, <laughs> like even like a butter knife, and that thing's just gonna like come off. <laughs> Slip right off. Um, but she goes, um, she says, uh, the breasts, they're called breasts, mama, and every woman has them. I guess it's mom would hate Instagram today. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. She, goes, she would take- see the phrase free the nipple and let implode. Yes. She says, take off that dress. We'll burn them together and pray for forgiveness. And there's so much Dutch angle, as nice. Margaret says, I'm like, Tommy isn't going to come. And I'm like, this is the fear. This is the fear I've got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tommy's not going to come. Uh, he's going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. And then mom starts hurting herself. And I thought this could have been done earlier in the movie if you wanted yeah, this, this to be a weird. thing. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, and Carrie uses her telekinesis to knock her mother over on the bed, not once, but twice. And, and she's still getting up. Yeah. I mean, Tommy picks her up, pulls up, and they go to the prom. Tommy somehow gets the money spot right in front of the school. They're nowhere near the first person to arrive, but that <laughs> space is available. Of course. And Carrie's scared about going in, but Tommy talks her into it. And again, I'm like, is it because he's in on it? Uh, the band starts. So they go into the prom and the prom's like, you know, it's, 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 it looks like a cool high school prom. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's not, it's like the 1970s version of the 19 of the um uh, voyage under the sea from from yeah. back, back to, to the future oh, yeah like it's just a cool looking you did your gymnasium up it looks different than it does on a regular day i think these are the best proms today it looks good yeah but did you also notice right tommy has just walked in with carrie yep and nobody apart from one guy goes what the well, oh, no, there, seems, there, is, there is people in the background moving around. They also established that it seems that people were hearing about it. Yeah. The, as they were decorating, we got the idea that everyone knew about it. I thought I'd see a bigger reaction. Yeah, yeah. I think the film led us to believe that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so the band is singing a song about going to school. Yeah. I'm like, it's a bit on the nose. I said, this would be lame now. <laughs> I don't know what it would be then. But if you write songs about going to school, it's like... Yeah, play something else. This <laughs> supposed to be escapism. That's what I go to school uh, for. Red girl hat is still wearing her red hat at the prom. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> at least they stuck with it. Respect the gimmick. Uh, to be fair, I did just read, um, I'd forgotten about it. She was only originally cast for two weeks of shooting, so she was only supposed to be an extra, Norma. 
um she wasn't going to do norma's like part yep. um and because on the way out of the gym thing she hits carrie on the head with the hat she gets kept on that's clever so she's ad-libbed that i guess she's ad-libbed that and then they've kept her in so i think that's probably like that's why she's wears the hat violence is always the answer kids <laughs> she looks familiar to me that girl You've said that. I, I don't, I don't know. Is, I don't know. Like, um, was she in, like, Halloween or something? I don't know. Just... Yeah, me and my giant horror repertoire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the girl looks familiar. I'm sorry. PJ Souls. That's it, yeah. PJ Souls is her name. You're not going to believe this, Liam. She's Linda in Halloween. <laughs> How weird is that? And she's Stella in Stripes. Oh, my God. Two points for you. There we go. Yeah, but I just... I haven't seen Stripes. I haven't, I haven't seen Stripes. Bill Murray, right? Is that Bill Murray? Yeah. 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 Um, wow, that's weird. So then, right then, Sue, we cut to her going, it's eight, what time is it? Eight o'clock, and she excuses herself from dinner. My, okay, Drat, I was hoping she wasn't bad. Because <laughs> why is she going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. why is she going? Just to make And why is she going at eight? Because she shouldn't care that much about who's made prom king and queen, because she shouldn't think they're not she, gonna make she it. should go. They're not going to win. No, they're not going to win. So there's no reason to go. And if you're going to go, then you'd go for you'd the go whole the thing. thing. You wouldn't go for. I'll go at eight. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you want to blend in, wear a prom dress. Yeah, <laughs> and nothing makes you stick out as much as street clothes. And if she hasn't got the invitation, why is she? How did she get in? I think that's maybe why. She a- goes, apparently, that's everybody why she goes gets later. in. Nah. Yeah. Um. So, oh yeah, uh, good point. Tommy invites Tommy does. invites Carrie to dance, but Carrie just wants to sit there for a moment. Miss Collins comes over, says hello. Tommy clears off, and she shares her own prom story. And it's, it's a lovely, touching story about a really, really tall boy, and his car broke down, and her feet were too blistered, and she said it was just magic. Is it like that for you, Carrie? And Carrie should have gone no. Because my teacher came over and has been talking to me the whole time. Did that happen to you at yours? You missed that part of your story. <laughs> You're just trying to muscle in. Uh, she says, uh, so then the, the time comes back, they hug and says, have a lovely time, you two. And then puts her hands on his face when she says that. I'm like, you've been fired like nine times now. Yeah. I reckon there was something offset going on between them two. <laughs> <laughs> To which point Tommy goes, don't let me catch you hugging any guys like that. And she goes, oh, no, I, I, you won't see that. I better not. And I'm like, oh. first off, not your real girl. Like, he no. and Sue are still an item, right? Yes. Yeah. Let's start. Okay. So I'm going to question that like a little bit. But it doesn't come but across. But that don't come across. Later, no. Later, literally, uh-huh. imminently. Yeah, no, it, it's, I think it's supposed to be, but it doesn't. They agree to go to the beehive later, which I'm guessing is like their version of like... It's somewhere that is referenced in the book a lot more than it yeah, is Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, got to be like... like a clubby pubby type What was it called in Saved by the Bell? The Max. Oh, the, Max. the Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they the dance. Whilst we're in the, uh, the prom, though, yep. um, did anyone notice the name of the high school? No. Yeah, something... Um, was it Adams or something? Or? Bates. Bates, yes. In reference to... Norman Bates. Oh, Norman Bates. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes, Bates. The dance. She doesn't know how to do it. And he's very sweet about teaching her how to dance. Yeah. And then the song... I have, have some lyrics playing here. <laughs> the lyrics oh, of a song that is singing literally sing. It's as though we've been lovers all our lives. <laughs> the next line is, there must be a God. Oh, <laughs> he kisses her on the dance floor. Cinematography's pretty good because he catches the lights underneath them and it's spinning. And I don't like they're this, spinning. Though. Well, 
It starts off nice, and then she speeds up. Yeah. Um, she asks, why am I here with you? And it takes a while to get to it. He goes, because I asked you. Why did you ask me? Because of what? Why do you? Eventually goes down to the poem, which he confesses he didn't write. And the cinematography speeds up, as does the spin of the dance. It's overwhelming, which I think is supposed to represent the fact that she's falling for it. Like, this is the end of it. This is every last bit of doubt in him is sort of being thrown off. Yeah. But she should know... The Tommy's with Sue. So why would she? Ah, there's many things we've determined she doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was it's a cool way they filmed it though because they put them the camera was on a dolly and so were they so they were. I assume they were spinning and they were yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Mm. The lyrics from the, the, the song continue. <laughs> I never dreamed someone like you could love someone like me. Oh. It's like Tommy wrote the song. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. Almost as it's if, if Carrie wrote the song and for then Tommy. Gave it. Yeah. Almost as if it was written by the uh, guy who did the score for yeah. for the for the show. Yeah, it's just a little too like the song's it's too perfect. Nice. Like it's way too perfect. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They fade to black, and Sue makes it to the prom. The prom committee, meanwhile, is saying, "We are, everybody stop. You got to go vote for the king and the queen." The band won't let stop playing to let him make this announcement. No. This would have been better if it was like an adult. Mm. I felt bad for this guy. All movie long, he's been planning the prom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm like, what kind of prom is this? Everybody loves king and queen. I've never had a king or queen of any prom I've gone to. No. no. Uh, It's time to vote for king and the queen. It turns out that Tommy and uh, Carrie. Why are they on the ballot sheet? Well, they're at the bottom of it. Yeah, but it's been hijacked. It's been hijacked. I, I, she said she called him some favors. I'm also guessing Tommy's popular enough that whoever he goes with gets on the ballot. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is She's All That logic. Oh, okay. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> she's All That's a great movie. Yeah. It won't win Best of We got to do it one day. I love She's Rachel All Lee That. Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, yeah Rachel Lee yeah, Cook. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Paul Walker. <gasps> Paul Walker's the bad guy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. One of those movies you go back and you watch and go, I did not know no. he was in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and so, uh, it's time to vote for the cup, King and the Queen, and Candace, and she doesn't want to vote for themselves. And he goes, he goes to the devil with false modesty, and she laughs and goes, yeah, to the devil. And I'm like, oh, in this movie, that's going to mean something. And again, I suppose if you didn't believe that he was being sincere, why would he vote for themselves? Because we know the buckets there. We know that I'm setting it up. I guess yeah, I don't know. So feels- maybe so was he guiding her to vote to get them there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you didn't feel that way yeah. towards them. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, he's got no idea. But. Back to no, Mark. I know, I yeah. Know, I know. But we don't know that he doesn't have an idea. Okay. Yeah. No, you no, don't no, have yeah. the twist is going to so be. So when he goes, we should vote for ourselves. You're like, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. So this is like, it's so well done. Yeah. She's surrounded. By, back to Margaret. She's surrounded by vegetables. She's got a big old vegetable tray. And then lots of jump cuts as she chops the carrots, which I appreciate will pay off later. Uh, back to the prom, Chris tells Billy that Carrie and Tommy will definitely win. Uh, the ballots get collected by Red Hat Girl and the guy from earlier who sort of, um, we didn't talk about it, but he sort of muscles his way in to help yeah, count yeah, the ballots. Yeah. Norma and Freddie. They drop the ballots and have and push duplicate copies. Yeah. In a world before like photocopiers were really widely available, they have an extra batch. There we are. They didn't just go to Kinko's and get these, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Chris and Billy are drinking under the stage and Sue is backstage and we pan up to the bucket of pig blood and the votes are in and we get that same soft score and a point of view shot from Carrie's perspective and they're announced that they have won as king of queen and everyone is clapping. Here's my question. Why is everybody clapping? 
What people are going, who do you vote for? Yeah. Because you didn't, you didn't use your influence to change the vote on the night. You no. just, you swapped the votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The votes yeah. So shouldn't somebody be going, I didn't, did you vote for... Did you vote? I for didn't that? vote for. We didn't, we didn't like Carrie. We, we I thought we you said. Her. I thought you said you were voting for. So everyone's, yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, you so deserve it." And I'm like, yeah. "This felt like I know it's setting this up." It felt shoehorned, but I felt that this doesn't line up. No. I think they only swap half the vote. I think that gives them a little bit of credit back, but yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, Miss Collins is uh, happy and claps along, and she's completely like she was a little bit dubious. Now she's all in. She yeah. is all in. Oh, of course, all the girls who threw pads at her a week and a half ago or voting for her for prom queen yeah she that's bullshit she thinks she's made enough of a difference that they've changed she's talked to sue and she's talked to tommy yeah and she's that's had it. a small workout session yeah. Mm. yeah she thinks it's enough um and who does hang on though hang on i'm gonna go back to somewhere now tommy wants to invite me to prom i'm gonna do by the way the film does bring this up it's completely completely like, who are you to tell anybody who can go and who can't go of anybody? Like, yeah. she way yeah. oversteps. Yeah, she does. Yeah. But that, she's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Everybody votes from king and queen? Well, isn't this just <laughs> lovely? <laughs> Later, I'm going to get them all into rooms and ask them what's going on. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's so many questions. Um, where am I at here? Uh, clapping along. Billy and Chris smile with evil intent from under the stage. Bullshit. Somebody would see them under oh, there. Oh, absolutely. One yeah. person does it. Especially because, like... That's so close. They've all been drinking. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they were above and sometimes they are below. Yeah. I'm like, you can make up your mind where you're located. Yeah. Uh, Sue looks happily along from backstage and the score is great because when the scores with Carrie, we get the flute. Yeah. And then when it cuts to Billy, we're like... <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> La, <da." laughs> Shaking hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. The sh- like that bucket should have been not... That should hey, have been gone hey, ages That ago. bucket would not be moving. If it's full, that bucket ain't moving well. A little- no, you're going to have to get a proper pull. Yeah. That thing's either up there or it's falling. It ain't moving around like that. Um, so then Carrie has her picture taken and is almost crying. And then Sue looks up. And it's only at this moment I feel convinced to what side she's on. Because you see her eyes. And then we have a panning shot up the rope and across where the bucket is. And I'm going, oh, okay, she does not know. No. So everything from here on is genuine, yeah. I think. Um. A piece of streamer falls from up top and lands right on Carrie. There's some great lighting as we see uh, Travolta and Chris's hands in shadow holding the rope. Do you also notice, um, I think that's around about now, the light starts to go red? Starts to go red. Okay, it might. I'm not sure. So I think that's foreshadowing something about... Yeah, uh, Collins thinks the issues with Sue and not under the stage because Sue goes under the stage. She goes, "I know what this is. I found them mm. here." Collins won't even let her have like point, just point. You would they're go under the stage. They're under the stage. Yeah. They're going to do this. You'd have enough time to say that. Collins instead uses her muscle, which she's been using all film, <laughs> and throws Sue out, and Sue can't get back in. And Red Hat instantly starts to laugh and. Point. Oh, sorry. Because the bucket of blood falls and lands on Carrie, and Red Hat's the first one to laugh and point. Actually, when you actually watch it, not much blood falls on Carrie. 
No, that's your false facade. <laughs> There's a, it made me think of this thing. I think some wrestling, um, WCW Thunder back in the day, tried to replicate something like this. Yeah. And there's the wrestler, and he's standing on the mark, and the blood <laughs> lands beside him, and he looks off. As <laughs> someone who's got to do this live show, yeah. wow. and has been talking oh, yeah. to the people for the technical, this is terrifying. Oh, like, it is, yeah. yeah. Like, this is like... You have to get this right. You have right. to get you this right. get a second shot. People are no. coming expecting this moment. Yeah. So that's going to be a clear up. Yeah. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. They've already bought enough fabric to make like four dresses yeah. to carry because you can't You can't do the same can't one. reuse. No. And it's like how do you mic her? She sings like as this is happening. Like it's really quite so interesting something, to do it live. Yeah. Something that was great uh, was earlier in the film, Margaret, Carrie's mother says, I should have known your dress would be red. And she goes, No, it's pink, Mama. And of course uh, it's yeah. gonna be red by the time we're done, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh so post bucket, I've got my notes here. Uh, they remove the dialogue, but we don't remove the diegetic sound, just the dialogue. So everybody else is shouting or laughing or doing something. We don't hear anything they do, but we hear the bucket hit back and forth. We hear all the ambient diegetic sound. And we see, from her point of view, everybody, including the teacher, laughing. Yeah. Which yeah. I found weird. You, or you're also hearing stuff that's happened previously, so it's kind of this mishmash of what her is she mother's saying, seeing, what is they're she all going to laugh at you, they're all going to yeah. laugh at you. I have a question at the very end. Okay. But we do see me. Tommy, I'll try. We do see Tommy go, <laughs> he mouths, what the hell? He does. So you know, he's not in on he's it. He's not in on he's it. He's got no. some blood on him as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the bucket rebounds on to, the, on the yeah. thing. It hits on the back of the head, knocks him out. And at this point, the bucket's empty. Like, yeah. No, yeah, I don't. I don't think the rebound is knocking him out. No. Plus, have you seen the helmet that guy's got on? If anything, he died. Oh, was was something there? As <laughs> a deflect. Yeah, that is, that is the implication, Ethan. Is uh, that Tommy yeah, dies from, Tommy dies from the bucket hitting yeah. him in the head? Oh, yeah. stupid. Because obviously we don't see him again in the. But do we no. see him being carried out, he, try, attempting to be carried out by the uh, yeah. by a few of them. But. Um, yeah. So we hear Margaret, they're all going to laugh at you. We get a kaleidoscope of everyone laughing at Carrie. Kaleidoscope. Uh, we get some split screen, which <sighs> split screen is always a hard one to pull off in a film. It, it is, was, especially like when the way they that it really like used moves. It. it was originally it filmed. Kind of moves around for all of this destruction to be split screen and he didn't like it when it was edited together so he had to re-edit it to make it only like these very set it's good because it's very 70s it is 70s very they 70s. were doing stuff like this they were even in the 60s with like yeah. thomas crown affair yeah 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 um <laughs> i didn't like it when i saw it in 2022 when it was called elvis <laughs> um Probably because I was also in the front row. <laughs> Look at I'm going. <laughs> That's a whole lot of screen. I can't. Would you choose one? I can't watch both of them. That's why it's like watching your TV. Yes. Uh, all the lights now turn red. A fire hose is freed and shot at the mean kids. I think Collins has literally pulled some girl by the hair at this point. Fun fact. Um. So uh, Norma, red hat girl. Yeah. Um. She is. She's the one that gets knocked out by the the fire hydrant. Like yeah. the, the water spray. They film this. It's so loud and there's so much pressure on the water that she bursts an eardrum. Yeah. And oh, the scene, what you see in the film, she's got her, that is her almost passing out from pain yep. because her eardrum is gone. Well, there's a reason oh, why when, when, when they were protesting, the civil rights protesters, like when they put fire hoses on them, it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like, oh no, they got wet. It was like, no, no, no. This is like it's being punched but like rather than one impact it just keeps going over and over and over again yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah 
Yeah, she was. Yeah, it took about she couldn't hear for a good few few weeks, and then it took about six months for eventually to heal. So the principal tries to get the microphone, but I think he's electrocuted to death, which is, is his comeuppance yeah. for not caring and the yeah. school being a terrible place to his watch. Mrs. Miss Collins is killed by a barrier of some sort that falls, <laughs> swings, and hits her in the stomach. Another and fun one, because this is, this is all practical effects. Yeah. They did not have time or budget to do this more than once, so the fear on her face is real, because that's the first time it's tested. Okay. Wow. Like, can you imagine that going wrong? Like, so it wasn't CGI. <laughs> that, I mean, if you watch this film through the obviously the 2013 one is CGI and there is a lot yeah. more of this in it but no, this practical's is so all, much, practical's always better it's so practical's much better practical's because always better. it is yeah mm-hmm. um <laughs> do you think years from now there'll be someone like doing a pause of this going if we've gone back to practical effects going oh CGI was always best CGI was <laughs> always better <laughs> oh, well, they, oh they made it for real okay <laughs> Uh, the stage catches fire and Carrie moves unemotively towards the door, surrounded by flame, covered in blood as she leaves the auditorium and it fades to Does she black. walk through the fire? She walks around it. Walks around it. Yeah. Because you'd have thought, because they show you the door, all fire against the door, just surrounding them, isn't it? And then she comes through and behind her... Why well, the deal is that her telekinesis allows a door to be opened that was previously closed. So yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Even opens. there's fire behind There's not like a, a gap. There's, there's flame behind it. So the flame, whatever is actually on fire is probably either side of the doors. But yeah. when you then open doors, Cause the, the pers- flame... Because the perspective seems- from the other side of the door watching her walk out, isn't it? Yeah. So... Yeah. She doesn't go through the fire in the flames. Uh, no, she doesn't go through the fire, but it gives the impression that... Oh. Because she's going towards the door that's mm-hmm. got flames, and the next shot is her coming out of the door. With I the don't flames. remember the scene. Do you know what I mean? That's why. Yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. And I have a problem with this next bit as well. Okay. Um, somehow, Chris and Billy escape, which I don't no idea how no. they escape. They go through a window. You do see them go through. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. They yeah. should have made it much more obvious. It's not obvious. It's them. But no. yeah, yeah. And come up behind Carrie with a red car, and I think they're going to kill her. But Carrie notices and flips the tru- uh, car instead, and it explodes. Why would you Why would you think, look, no matter what somebody's done to you in high school, what makes you go, yeah, I'm going to run her down, I'm going to kill her? It's a horror movie. She murdered the oh, Yeah, but they didn't stick around long enough. They're trying to get out. It's on fire. Yeah. I don't know. She called him... Bullshit. She, she called him a stupid idiot one more time. A dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> um... There we are. Uh, back at Carrie's house, there's candles hang everywhere. Hang on, hang on. Okay. Carrie is walking down the street, yeah. covered in blood, yep. looks an absolute nightmare, yep. and a fire engine goes screaming by. There's Did anybody fire. not there's a, there's think, a fire. <laughs> whoa, what the hell's this? I hear you. There is a school on fire. Yeah, but when you ring it in, when you ring it through, when you hang on, lads, she seems in distress. <laughs> she had to walk from the school to the house, and that can't be that close. No, somebody she, must we have. See, we know she walked home earlier in the film as well, so it's not that far either. It's walkable. Yeah. Well, yes, mm. walkable, but somebody would have seen. There'd have been she a nosy neighbour. If you notice, she wasn't wearing three-inch spike heels. <laughs> no, she takes them off. So she's, she's a, well. That was the the teacher story. No, wasn't she it? does have wedges on. So no, but yes, she. So there's. But the look of her, you would. This is where there are scenes that they had to cut for budget. So there is a scene in the book, and I think they'd originally planned to do it where there's parents all gathered around outside the school and Carrie sees them all and consciously brings down the power lines into the 
onto the floor which electrocutes all the parents stood round and then oh, she also shit. then goes to the telephone wires and cuts off the telephone wires so that no one no communication can come round which is this really interesting aspect of by this point she's cognizant of what she's doing this is planned oh, this yeah, is now a choice yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. don't mm. this isn't included in this obviously but it is this in the book it's really really interesting where it goes into oh no holy shit she has not only snapped she's, she's turned, snapped yeah. to the point of i'm doing this on purpose yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep. there's yeah so it's, it's really interesting but obviously they couldn't they were supposed to blow up a gas station as as they couldn't they didn't have the she budget. started killing people at the school i mean surely she must have known that she can't just go home now and pick up where she left off <laughs> do you know what i mean no well that mine was like you can move to a new town back to carrie's house um just change your name yeah I'm An- Mary. Annie, Annie Red. <laughs> Annie Red. What, what, what was the name you kept calling her at the first point? Actually, if he, Cassie, goes, yeah, if, if he says, if he says, her, she says her name's Carrie, they'd probably get it wrong anyway. They'll call her all <laughs> Cassie went nuts. I'm Ca- I'm not Carrie White. I'm Cassie Black. See, I'm very different. Um, back at Carrie's house, there's candles everywhere and strewn furniture. The wall hanging is half down. And now the dress really is red. I've got my notes. There's a couple of candles on her mother's bed. I'm like, that's just a fire waiting to it happen. It is, yeah. Uh, the candles lead upstairs. For the first time, Carrie realizes she's covered in blood. And I've got, well, she take the, the dress off and bury it in the backyard. I'm like, that's kind of just an idea. Nope. Uh, she gets in the bath, and we almost redo the opening scene. Did you also notice, as she walks towards, because you're thinking, where's her mother? Yep. She's there behind the door the whole behind time. Behind the door, yeah. as she goes oh, into you, the bathroom. As I, as yes. it, I, it made me jump when I noticed her because I wasn't expecting her to right. be there. Because you, you see can this just, whiteness. It's, it's her go. hair. And then, you can then, see. And then, yeah. then she goes by the yeah. door, and you see the hair. You see the mother it's standing really behind the door. It's probably the creepiest bit in the film. <laughs> so she stands behind that door for this whole scene. Uh, she, she. We redo the opening scene where she's uh, bathing herself, except for her last time where she bathed, and then the red came out at the end. It's the opposite. We get rid of the, all the red here. She gets dressed and calls for her mother, who appears from behind the door, apparently, all in white, who then embraces her. Uh, Carrie says, hold me, mother. And mom starts a monologue saying, I should have killed myself the first time. And I've got my notes. Get away from those stairs. We, <laughs> yeah. we lived sin- sinlessly. And she said that like we got married. And although there was one time, we, we kind of kept ourselves all right. And even though we were something in the same bed, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't sinning, which is a, a code for sex. And then one night he looked at me, uh, he was looking down there at me and we prayed for strength and then he took me and I liked it. And just the, 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 the smell of the cheap whiskey on his breath and she liked the fact that he was touching and all this sort of stuff. And um, now the devil has come home. We will pray. We'll pray for the last time. We will pray. Carrie should really pay attention pay to atten- uh, yeah. to uh, modifiers like last time. And uh, Mom stabs Carrie, and she falls down the stairs. I did not see this coming. Uh, point of view shot of Mother looking at Carrie. Uh, it's ironic Carrie can't get out of the house. <laughs> Feels the kind of thing she should be able to do with telekinesis and all that. Mm-hmm. But then she has six or so knives stabbing her mother, including one that goes whoosh, 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 as it hits her yeah, in the chest. The last one. Uh, and mom dies, it seems like, in the same position as the uh, statue figurine statue yep. who was lit by a candle earlier. Actually, now you say it, it's exactly the same. Exactly the same. Exactly the, same. the arrows yeah. and the, the knives. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the last key shot is a slow reverse zoom of Margaret, almost in a cross-like pose, surrounded by candles. I've seen cameras. That's not correct. Do you want to know why that's a slow reverse zoom out? Sure. 
because they filmed it backwards. Oh, they zoomed in and they just so, changed it? Yeah, so when they did it, um, the knives started off in her body and then they pulled them out by string, so they play it backwards. Oh, sorry, no, that's different. That's not a reverse zoom. No, but I think that's why they do that, have that last shot like that, because they've come in to do it in the first place. I don't understand. Okay, no, this is fine then. Okay, but so tell me the knives went in by pulling them out rather than putting them in. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so like the shot's in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. It doesn't mean the reverse zoom was a shot in reverse, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because it's a different shot. Do you think they did oh, so those? I didn't realise it was a take in between. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they cut and do other things. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's fine. So, because I think the shot's more powerful coming out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Coming I in. Think, they might well have, I don't know whether they filmed it going in and then they just maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's better, that it's, be better coming out. it's better coming out yeah, i imagine absolutely. the director would have gone I-, I would have shot that i want that last scene coming out because it yeah. suggests finality it's just something's ended yeah, yeah, yeah uh carrie removes the knife uh it cuts like a knife there's lots of creaking and the house is coming down on itself they uh find a safe space in the closet ironically the prayer closet as the hair- house starts to catch fire carrie's not unconscious we see the house collapse as the last image is of saint sebastian with the same arrows and poses that margaret previously had um it goes up the whole house goes up just like the uh candle was lighting it earlier in the film mm-hmm. the and next thinking into that Go the on. next day sue wakes up and her mother is with her the phone rings and they talk about the impact on sue sue's not going to attend the funerals plural they're just going to go ahead and they're gonna i don't know if i said move or just take some time whatever it was i think it was move away the coda is there's a cross. Um, Sue's got some flowers. She's walking up to uh, the debris of the fallen house with a for sale sign. It's been made into a cross. But someone's written, Carrie White burns in hell. And an arrow pointing down. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming because she was kicked out of the school, she didn't see Carrie do any of this killing. That's why she's still going. She assumed that she's died. Well, she's in, traumatized. In the- I think words got into her about something okay she was outside she didn't know she went oh i'm locked out i'm gonna go home now like she sat there outside as the place burned down with her friends and yeah. she assumed that she burned down in the school or burned in the house who burned down i don't think carrie, carrie. Yeah. don't I, she i don't think she because why would know. she take flowers she's not going to tend to i imagine she well because it's, because, because, the because, only it's, reason because carrie a, is at the prom because it's a dream because sue yeah, gets too. tommy to invite her because it's a dream and she doesn't know she's not going to the funeral? Yeah, uh, the sequence is a dream. Okay. Um, and besides that, the fact that I think she realizes that what they did helped lead to what the, happened. The destruction of what happened, yeah. yeah. The road um, to hell is paved with good intentions. Is that, the, is that what it is? Or it is. It is. is oh, good. I'm not sure how fitting it is for this moment, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> the road to hell is paved with good intentions might be what she and Tommy did. We were were trying to do something good, and it ended up going completely the wrong way. Yeah. Um, There's a cross. Oh, you said it already? Uh, uh, Oh, Sue. I've I've misspelled. Sue approaches, leaves flowers by the grave, and then the one time I got a little bit whatever, a bloody hand came up (laughs) for her. Uh, I didn't make a noise. I didn't whatever, but it made me kind of just get get a little bit alert. Did you jump? Um, I knew it was coming, and I still jumped, yeah. It's, uh, It's all in her head. It's a dream. Uh, Sue is traumatized, and that's where we leave the film. That is it. I weren't 100% sure the hand came out of the ground. I didn't know if that was another film or that, right? So I sat there. We were watching it with my girlfriend. <laughs> and I sat there. I saw the hand come up and I went, boo! 
<laughs> she absolutely shit us off. <laughs> I was like, I, I even didn't know that that was going to happen. That, um, <laughs> so I apologise. That scene, they filmed that backwards, that entire scene. Um, so they run it in reverse and slow motion so that it's, it looked more surreal. So they actually filmed, so um, Amy Irving had to walk it all backwards so that they could play it the right way around. Um, but you can actually see, I didn't notice it, but you can see there's a car that goes the wrong, like goes oh, the wrong it, way okay. in the back of the shot. Oh, I didn't see that either. Because it's her dream. A dream. We're in the end game now. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> you are in the end game now. Uh, let's take a look. We've reached that point of the film. Uh, Liam, we need a random word. Uh, bucket. 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 <laughs> Sorry. So, um, for those of you who might be first time listeners, what you do is when we hear us talk about the random word or the gift of the week, that's we put up a BFE random word contest shortly after this drops over on our Twitter page. That's at Best Film for Pod over on the Twitter. Simply just place the gift of your choice that relates to the word bucket. <laughs> And uh, we we announce a winner of the following week. You don't win anything, but it's a fun little it's a fun little community thing. And it's totally win our admiration. As long as, her, <laughs> as long as Hermes doesn't win, I don't care who gets it. Really, I mean, that's basically it, isn't it? Uh, um, the money, money, money. Uh, One point eight million. Did you say this? Yeah did not copy over the way it was supposed to so i'm gonna go over here now instead and hope that it's uh it's made its way uh one point oh i did have it this is gonna be one moment please uh what did you say the budget was georgia 1.8 million 1.8 million what do you think it takes home Georgia, do you know the answer to this okay so liam i'm assuming this was quite a big hit at the time I went around, but um, thirty-eight million. Thirty-eight million. Okay, uh, I just realised I've done some mistakes here, so I'm going to try and see if I can't fix that. Uh, sorry, was that thirty-eight million? You said. Mm. Okay. Um, George knows. Ethan, do you know this yet or no? I don't. I'm going to guess. 72 million. 72 million. Uh, no, not the case. It's actually much less than that. I'm just looking for the actual score of this one moment here. Uh, it was... Please tell me. I ha- oh, I do have it here. Okay. What did you say, Liam? 38? 38. 33.8 million. Hey, there we are. That wasn't bad. Um, I've got my notes. How would you make this film today? Do you modernize tra- it or they- did you set it... They tried in 2013. I think, a movie, I think you got to set it in its time. You got to set it in a yeah. time that not is today. I need a pre, because otherwise it's just going to be a bunch of kids like posting stuff and making it go viral. Yeah. Gary, if you watch the destruction in the 2013 one, they start, as well as the bucket of blood, they hijack the prom video screens and put up the video of her of the first scene oh. so they've like been filming her oh. and it's it is is this one is, with they, the, they've updated it and i think it's quite interesting is this yeah. one with the tattoo that goes around her arm that was a strike or something no don't think so there is a carry rage is it that's the second film that was okay, the sequel i think that's that one yeah. i think it's sure. that um i was gonna say oscars not like this gets nominated for anything but it does get two nominations does it? It does. I, I know them, so yeah. Uh, uh, best screenplay? Cool, I'm guessing. No, though... Uh, 
live screenplay. I don't know. Not probably adapted. I guess. Nope. Nope. Neither of those. Uh, I want to say score cinematography. No, the cinematography I think gets 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 a raw deal there. The cinematography yeah, and this is very good. Mm. Uh, it's actually they're both talent related. Oh really? Oh my god! This this sissy uh, sissy Spacek awesome. best actress. Wow! Wow! And oh, Piper Laurie best supporting actress. Really? For the mom? God, she was shit. She's oh, I I totally disagree. <sighs> she is fantastic. There's a couple She's of one notes. Of the best parts. She's chilling. She also got nominated for a Golden Globe. Oh, did she? Yeah. There's a couple of notes that basically say that her, so Piper Laurie and the girl who plays Chris and John Travolta all didn't realise they were making a horror film. So <laughs> the one playing Chris and John Travolta, they both thought they were comedic relief. They didn't realise they were the villains, which makes sense when you watch it back. But Piper um, Laurie, what, the, mother. She, the mother, she was she was playing it wrong when they were first doing the, like, over initial scenes and he had to take her to one side and go no this is what you're doing Hang and on. then brought it back in there's a are we book. the baddies there's a book i hadn't read it john travolta usually came to his screen test to this still in his costume from the tv show he was making at the time yeah welcome welcome he, yeah, he doesn't care Ca- what a cotter cotter k-o-t-t-e-r cotter yeah. welcome back cotter yeah like potter i've been saying cota for a year no potter so cotter like potter cotter yeah. cotter Welcome back, Carter. <laughs> You're a wizard, Travi. <laughs> That's funny. Um, who would you cast as who? Well, George is Carrie. If you want to be Carrie, you can be Sue, I'm, I guess. I'm hoping to, yeah. Um, mm. Well, you've got the hair of Tommy. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy's the best. You just guy. want to strut, so I'll make you Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Travolta in this. Um, Ethan, you can be the guy with the tuxedo t shirt. I wanted to be the mom. Yeah, I'll be the tuxedo t-shirt guy. Who do you, who oh. you want to be? The mother. The mother? It's a brilliant part. Hell yeah. The do you know what I say about part, this though, but... right? You can do it characters or extremeness. And that's not hard to do extreme, is it? Uh, well, within reason. You know, she comes across as witchy. Oh, she's not. She's so good. I think, mm. I will say this. I think her best scene is the first scene. Where she drags her by the hair. I think that scene there. With the I bi- think, with those, she's reading the sins. I think woman. she's far, her best scene is the first scene. Her second best scene is the last scene when she talks about her own. Let's call the space spade. She's got her own trauma. Yeah, yeah true. Like mm-hmm. she somehow is believing. Some of this film doesn't do a good enough job of. And she I guess, believes she sinned. You give a little bit. It, it's good storytelling in the sense that you know she's ambiguous. She's like she's like the Joker. Why did she start off? Why she created someone created her this way? Who was it? We don't know. We don't know her mm-hmm. origin story. But someone had her believe that sex was such a terrible thing that is viewed as sin, and she wanted to kill herself the first time it happened or kill the baby, baby. that it gives. Yep. But she every day she's got this memory. This child is like her memory of her own sin in her own sort of headspace um i i think there's there's a powerful message in there but i wish it could have gone it felt like the, all the clever stuff in this movie happens at the start but the motif of blood is really interesting mm. and then it just kind of disappears and they go let's just dump a whole fuckload of it on her <laughs> and i'm just like well the physical embodiment yeah. of what i view as the worst thing i now have to nurture and raise and set into the world and hope that that doesn't do it because i view itself as sin that's great. Yeah. It's it's very interesting because I don't. I mean, I'm not sure which one I prefer. The musical infers that the mother was raped at a young age. 
and oh. that's why you get Carrie. Obviously, oh. whereas this I really is very like different. this. A couple who's like trying as hard, and then she has to deal with the fact that she. Because otherwise, if she's raped, then she's someone who's just a perpetual victim. But I really like this idea of someone who's who likes her own sexuality and then hates herself for it. Mm. That's got to be the book. They obviously. I'm I'm not sure. It's got to be Stephen King's. Stephen King's. I like. Uh, we've been talking about this enough. Uh, I really like Stephen King's writing. I don't care for his horror writing because I'm not a horror aficionado, as Same. as the BFE typically isn't. No, nope. but I do. I really like Stephen King's writing, and he's a very he's a very clever writer. I like his science fictiony sort of side. He goes down not proper Mr. science, Mercedes not, not pew pew pew, but mystery. like Tommy Knocker's science science fiction. Uh, sure, uh, Needful Things, I believe, is something that he's come up with. It's a really clever idea. Um, the one about the, the time travel where he goes back oh, 23 11 63 no no oh i love that you one, can go yeah. back and did you read the book or did you see the series ethan i've read the book yeah the I, book's like phenomenal book. is that the series yeah. where he can go back to a certain yeah. it's always the same point yeah. it's always the same point yeah, yeah. yeah. i haven't seen the, i haven't seen franco do it uh but it was a book that i got for the last 100 pages and went i'm not gonna stop reading for a bit because i don't want to let these characters go i have a proof copy of that that's fa- oh it's huge i mean for someone who's like i want up my reading i mean it's it's a uh, it's a uh, if you look at the book, I mean, it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great entry point. It's, I couldn't put it down. Oh, wow. Could not put it down. And I don't read a whole ton. So, but I couldn't put that down. That was amazing. Um, did this film have a... Oh, so back to my point. He's just too clever to like not go that direction. That's the better yeah, no, story. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Um, because he also writes really well drawn out characters. Well, the yeah. thing I was reading about this is obviously it's the first of his works that ever gets picked up as his first novel and all yep. those different things. Um, he wasn't ever going to publish this. This was one of those ones where he went, "This is the worst manuscript I'm working on at the time. I'm not going to." I mean, use it all it. builds up to one yeah. key idea, which is very un-Stephen King-like. Yeah, mm. so it's probably why he was, and then his his wife pushed him to you to actually go for it with it. Uh, next question, which is hilarious in this context, Muppet this movie. <laughs> She Miss Piggy's be... got to be Carrie, right? I, yeah, no, I was going to say no, that. Miss Piggy's the mother. Yeah. Oh, like, Carrie's got to be. the like, mother is a like, human. It would, go, it would go like really out there with a hi yeah. I'll tell you something, <laughs> though. You've got, to keep, you've got to keep Carrie as a human, but have her play oh, so straight. The idea completely, of Miss Piggy like, the being Carrie and then having pig's blood on her. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> yes. that's There's rough. something really horrifying about the fact that you've got all these Muppets in a burning building. There's some layers there. <laughs> um, I'm guessing is... is You'd have to have uh, joint is, principles. Yeah. So Waldorf yeah, and Stadler yeah, yeah, could both do it. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the Who's the prom king? Is it Is it? I kind of want to make it Sam the Eagle. <laughs> to be Tommy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just this really stoic. I want to take you to no, prom. It's the American way. Because you liked my poem. <laughs> I did not write it. <laughs> His poem is literally the, the Declaration oh, of Independence as well. I was listening back to last week's episode. I discovered that last week, at least, I could do a very good Miss Piggy. You can. You can. Yeah. It was. It was really good. Neither of you guys commented on it, so yeah, I have no, made reference can. to it for the you end of the year. You I, can. Thought, I thought you were aware that it was no, good. I've no, I've never tried to do a Miss Piggy really? before I in my life. I thought you'd done it before. Never. Oh, I okay. thought you'd done it before, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I've never been able to do Kermit, to be honest with <laughs> you, yeah, but all right. Um, did this film have a villain problem? No. Yes. Yeah, because there's too many. I like the idea of Sam and Tommy as the red herring. That's fine. Yeah. I don't think we got enough... A, there was enough reason or enough screen time for Chris. If she's your big bad... Yeah, I don't she, think she, either, she was the lowest. Because who is your big bad? I, I, I read it as Chris. Is it is it mum? And if it's mum... I think you need more screen time with her as well. I read it's it as mum being the big bad. Society as a whole. No, it's not society as a whole. It is. It's, what, this is what happens when you bully someone. 
Nah. That's what it is. <laughs> Something happens if you bully a specific someone. Yes, but it's the worst case situation, like scenario of what happens if you take something, takes breaks. I'm going to warn my students, don't bully anybody, but especially look out for kids with telekinesis. Yeah, absolutely. No, do you know who the villain is? Carrie. Do you forgive her when she kills everybody? Ready for this? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't. Ethan? I'm Googling something because you said that, like... I'm guessing it's not, because I, I don't know the history of school shootings in America. Is this a metaphor for don't push someone or else they'll kill a school? That was way before any of that stuff, huh? Yeah, I don't, yeah that's I, why I immediately Col- went... Columbine's the I'm first real tired. big one, and that's around, I think that's 1999. And this, yeah. is, this is written in 74. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think there's a message about pushing people, Yeah, but just who are the worst versions of that? Typically teenagers. Teenage girls. That's why this is so interesting as well because it's a look into what happens when what happens with the bitch mentality the mob mobby bitchy mentality is really so interesting. why why do you forgive her why do i forgive her the the fact that she's killed innocent people who does she actively kill the teacher who looks out for her now it's weird because we're giving a point of view shot of a teacher laughing not sure if that is an active but that's not, not real yet. oh i don't I, I know but that's why i forgive her because she's clearly traumatized she didn't ima- if she just kills her i go all right or if there's a conversation she goes i don't believe you and kills her all right but we see and there's other kids in there that hasn't given a hassle that we've seen the faceless yeah. mob the movie tells us that everybody hates carrie it's not just those 20 girls in that pe class everybody hates carrie yeah they have a rhyme for her, so you got to. That's the logic. Like town even wide, when everybody yeah. dies, now it's a dream sequence. But even when everybody dies, you know, burn in hell. Now, granted, because you kill people, but still, like that random kid who rides by on his bike, who doesn't even go to the same school. No, two hates wrongs. Carrie. Two wrongs don't make a right. Liam, ready for this? The movie ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the other characters get their comeuppance in the same way that you know. I forgive Batman for uh, for accidentally killing people. Or the Avengers for killing people. Going with the faceless mob. That's just look at like when heroes <laughs> yeah. kill so many. Yeah, I think I'm I turn on her because of the teacher. Of that's rights, why I, I, also, have, I didn't want to see the teacher. No, because that's that. And that's what that's for. That's supposed to make the, us feel conflicted. This is the first time yeah. in that they present this that she, the teacher does die. It's she doesn't die in the Wait. book. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So she kills okay, Tommy. Okay. which is mad because Again, I have no a, problem with her killing Billy and Chris. No. You know, when she tries to run her down, you know, that's, you know. Because I think what you're, what you're, it doesn't justify it. Not justifying it. But I think you have to look at, go, what trauma has she had in her life? And then what trauma has this event had? Remember, all movie long, just like us. Can I really trust this? Can I really trust this? Can I really trust this? And mom, you're wrong. People are good. And then the worst possible thing, more than you could even imagine happens to you and you hear your mother saying they're all going to laugh at you as they are all literally laughing at you now the only one for whom i know for sure it's not accurate for is the teacher the teacher there's nothing in a teacher situation that would go she would laugh there's no reason to establish that i think the reason they show it is so that you do forgive her though i think because she has gone so far yes that's my point so 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 that's why i forgive her the the teacher obviously carrying carrie's mindset as well even the people that have been helping her have got her to this prom so Mm. miss who's the same teacher's not part of it yeah miss collins got her to the prom helped her encouraged her to the prom she doesn't know what was happening behind the scenes at the prom 
in Carrie's head, in a in trauma Carrie's head, mindset. Put on makeup. And we have that scene where she tries lipstick and all that stuff for the first mm-hmm. time. Do all this stuff. Oh, isn't it great? He's cute and pushes her. She wouldn't. Does Carrie go to the prom if not for Mrs. Collins's input? Probably not. No. I, yeah, probably not. Mm. And then this happens. The one person you think you can trust. And everybody as a collective voted for me and put me up there. She doesn't know it got switched. Right? So therefore, you know who, I still turn on. Out, you know who oh, actually, I don't. kids I don't. usually now, trust? The, now, the film adults. kills her at the end. Yeah. So the film doesn't let her get away with it. She so does. That's, an, that's another yeah. reason why, why I'm okay with it, because... You know, she dies. She doesn't. If she finishes the movie, you know, moving to a new. What's your name, Cassie? Okay, different movie. Different movie altogether. Now all of a sudden, I'm going. Do you guys have a volleyball team? I'm like, nope, 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 nope. (laughs) If if it ended with like (laughs) Sue waking up and she turns on the news and it's like Carrie White is still on a destructive path throughout the East Coast, we can't take like like some kind of kaiju. Then you go, Carrie's a villain. But she died in pain and upset. Stabbed by her own mother. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone she thought she could trust and love, gone. And, dead. Yeah. Let's Either mind, her hand or in, like her mom tries to kill her. She 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 kills her mother out of self defense, but then grabs mm-hmm. her mother and dies, kind of yeah. holding her mother. All yeah. she wanted to do was be held. So why? And even that act of touching, which. Uh, there's even an insinuation when mum's talking about her sex, the idea that she liked to be in touch, even physical contact yeah. was loaded. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be very curious to see what, what King did with the book. Sorry, you said something? Did anybody notice some similarities to Greece? <laughs> John Travolta? <laughs> like, Other than John Travolta, go. The floor is yours. When <laughs> <laughs> like, in the car, you know. And oh, the, the bit where she's trying to fight him off? And she's fighting him off. Yeah, right? but she's also, like, inviting it on. Right? Yeah. And there's also a bit where he's on the track. Not him on the track, but she goes to meet... There's a bit... Of, there a, are high school tropes that are familiar. There's tropes, it's very, yeah. It's very, it felt very samey and very scene shot the same. It was really weird. And this was, like, two years before Greece. Oh, was it really? So, that's, that's weird. Oh, so this is Travolta's first film. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They both have John Travolta in a car that flies for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> To think the the uh, the the urban legend is that is that she dies at the start yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Spend this most- is all Billy's like little fever dream. Spent most of my summer down at the abattoir, <laughs> <laughs> painting pigs on walls. <laughs> um, what should the film have been called? Burn, baby, burn. Prom night. That Prom makes it so been, much worse, though, does it? doesn't it? Prom yeah. night has already been used, though, isn't it? Well, in 76? Yeah, I think it was before then, wasn't it? Prom night? Don't know. Don't know. It sounds, it sounds more like a tacky horror, if you call it prom night. Bucket of blood. <laughs> bucket of blood. Like, that sounds not, more tacky it's horror. Not, it's not of, it's bucket of blood with, a, with, yeah. <laughs> with an apostrophe. Um, whose story is it? Well, check, check, check the poster. It's Carrie's, yeah. yeah. It's the bucket of bloods. Um... <laughs> What is the story here? Oh, it's this great story about wanting to believe there's good in the world and then finding out, mistakenly finding out it's not true. Wanting yeah. to belong. But, but there yeah. was good in the world. Yeah, and you're blind to it. <sighs> it's so good. It's such a brilliant story. I think about it. Like if 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 Collins if Collins isn't so fixated on Sue being a bad egg. Yep. Sue's mm. able to save Carrie. Mm. like all the things that could have gone a different way yeah 
but it's all believable the way that they go wrong it oh just, it's not it's so well no, it, done. it pays off in a way that, yeah. that's organic yeah, yeah. it is it's absolutely brilliant story um what is we said already a uh, musical inspiration <laughs> i'm gonna lead with taylor swift because now we got bad fire. blood <laughs> shake it off shake it. <laughs> <laughs> burn baby burn disco inferno yeah. Uh, Somebody call nine one one. Relight my fire. The, the lazy man's answer is oh. any of the songs in the musical. That's why I didn't no. say it. <laughs> but no, it, genuine, if you're into musicals, go listen to the soundtrack. It's fucking phenomenal. Lady in red. <laughs> Don't you want me, baby? <laughs> uh, I think that might be. Devil woman. <laughs> Just a devil woman with evil on her mind. It cuts like a knife. <laughs> you said that earlier. Did good. I? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There we go. I came back to it. Living on the edge. Brian Adams. <laughs> got to have some Brian Adams here. Uh, Living on the edge. I was going to say Killer Queen at first. <laughs> Is there something about all oh, houses falling down? Oh, that's a fun one. So they were supposed to do an effect at the beginning and the end. In the book, you see at the beginning that every time Carrie as a child or as a baby is distressed, a pebble falls from like the ceiling of the house. Um, and they were supposed to do... They yeah, shot the, the beginning films. Yeah, starting to come yeah. in, wasn't it? They, f- they shot the beginning of, the f- of that, but then couldn't afford to shoot oh. it properly at the end, so they burn it down oh, instead. so we don't talk about this well enough. Um, does, I guess the thing is Carrie brings the house on herself, down on herself. Yes. Yeah. Potentially, that's up for debate. <laughs> What's the alternative? It implodes oh, in and goes under. What a coincidence! But that's what it's supposed to be. She's yeah. She does. She. I don't. But I don't think it's a conscious one. It's a. This is the end of this because it's supposed to be. It, it crumples all in, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah falling in, but they didn't have the budget to do it properly, so they have to burn it instead. Oh, uh, there we are. Um. Oh, I've misplaced where we're at here. Uh, let's do uh, Georgie. I want to start off. Roll of women. I think it's such an interesting look at the role of women because there's this there's two different versions of mothering. There's this teenage wanting to like becoming a woman and becoming a, a like, discovering sexuality and discovering all these. There's so many different things that are touched on in this, and it then becomes this tragic tale about that. I think it's brilliant. I really do. Um. Uh. The <laughs> it's very women heavy. The the unnecessary nudity was definitely unnecessary. I think some of it's unnecessary. Some of it because it is set in a shower, you can expect. But they do do some shots where you're like, I don't know issue with the stuff with Sissy Spacek. I don't. I don't. That's fine. And interestingly, the other girls were hesitant to do the rest of the scenes, but then they show they show them the edited footage of Sissy and go, Oh no, we can do this. We got this. So it was a more it was an empowered movement rather than a we don't they will i think there was an option to not do it and they choose to do it so that's there's interest in that um but like obviously we didn't when From i was a storytelling perspective it adds absolutely zero to me i think i think the women in this is quite strong only because um chris uh is the strong one leading travolta's billy she's the one who's instigating everything he's just following he's just a sheep rather than a pig and <laughs> And the mother... I love how you think a pig's a leader somehow. <laughs> pigs are very clever. I've read Animal Farm. <laughs> and uh, the teacher, for instance, is uh, a, the strongest teacher character in the movie and book, I assume. 
uh, where the men teachers are tend to be uh, dismissive, where at least she tries. Uh, the mother, uh, she's very domineering. She's very on screen. She she takes your attention. Um, she's strong in her own way. She even says the great. I, I, I do trash on her, but I think that's because she scared the hell out of me as a kid. And uh, she scared the hell out of me now as a 43-year-old. <laughs> um, but you're right. There's that one moment when she says about, um, he touched me and I liked it. I loved it. Why? And then she hated herself for it. Um, actually. For, wrong, se- for 76, that's, that's so, powerful. yeah. Uh, like For that being a message in a film is really, obviously it doesn't go down the way you'd hope it does. But for even having it in there, it's it's really really good and i thoroughly enjoy it you're right it doesn't the nudity doesn't necessarily add anything but i think that is just because it is a product of the 70s and who do you how do you get people in to watch a film it's got nudity in it go and watch the film you get to see boobs because that's aimed at that sort of it's aimed at demographic and i can appreciate i don't think it's right but i can appreciate why it's there and it is just to sell cinema tickets i'm pretty sure I yeah. thought you were going to trash on it. Oh, we, 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 we could also damn a film in 2023 for yeah. wanting to sell cinema tickets by using the same technique. True. Now, it's also a horror trope. Yeah, it is. Horror films are notorious for, for nudity. For nudity. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. unnecessary nudity. Shower scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, even going back to um, the women again, Sue, um, she was the one who, who told Tommy to do this and he followed you know, she was the one who instigated everybody to try and make good, even though it didn't at the end. You know, and even in her dreams, if it was real or not real, she was still trying to do right by her. No, you're not wrong. The women are are, women a, are strong in this. Are, are leading uh, the entirety of a narrative. Yeah. Uh, the men. I think we have to have a real question about. Oh, we didn't talk about Tommy kisses her on the dance floor. That's a big issue I have. Is the idea of yeah. Tommy's got a girlfriend? Yeah, this is now. This. this is now cruel. Yeah, because either he's fallen yeah. for, in which case I needed to see where he explains this, but then it, what does that mean for? I exactly. Don't know. Um, or I problem with that? Yeah, like I everything else is kind of like okay, you're allowed to take her to prom. She can have this moment. That's fantastic. But I need to see where she says it's okay if he kisses her. Carrie's not supposed to get this either. Like this is this is too this. If Carrie has been kissed and she's enjoying it and it's not and it's it's this brilliant moment that then takes away a little bit from what's about to happen because it's then it's a good thing in this night like obviously the rest of the time she's there it's she says it herself it's no, just but, nice no, but like this, it, is, this is too far no but this is this is good because she gets this and the minute the blood drops what's what was true and what was a lie and Tommy can't even answer right now because he's been knocked out yeah so does she so believe? she could interpret the kiss and we don't know it was all for our interpretation but she could she could interpret now that the kiss was a setup. Yeah, that everything's been a setup. Everything Tommy's done has been a setup. That's sad. And that to is, get, I think to get her up on go. stage because what's the more logical thing that only some of them are in on it, or all of them are in on it? Especially when she didn't want to go with Tommy in the first place because she was worried. Yeah, that it was it was a joke. So there we go. Deeper uh, than I thought it was going to be. Best character. Best character. We're a little long on time. Let's uh, go there. Let's start with Georgia. Um, toss up between Carrie and Margaret. Okay. Uh, Ethan. I'm going to go the mum. I think she's very interesting. Liam. Tommy. Because I thought Tommy 
I believed him from word get go when he started. I thought he was going to be an asshole when he's in there and he's talking about his poem and stuff. I thought he was going to be the one who turns on her. But actually, when you see him do the scenes with her after that, he, he he's very sincere in how he is. I'm going to, I would join the masses and say the mom, but I will go, I'll pivot and say really interesting characters, Miss Collins and her need to meddle. Mm. It's almost Shakespearean. I need to try and fix it. Yeah. She's almost Friar Lawrence in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I can fix this. I can make this work. I can get this girl through and everything through back it. channels. And actually, if she'd just gotten out of the way, <laughs> if she'd done nothing, yep. everybody lives. Mm-hmm. Some blood hits three feet to the right, but you know what I mean? Like everybody lives. Mm. Yeah. Don't get it. Um, let's go. Best moment, best element. We'll start with Georgia. Practical effects. Gotta love them. It's brilliant. Ethan. I'm gonna go with Sissy Spacek's performance because the if if she's not endearing enough, the ending of that film becomes a, has a completely different tone. Oh. And I obviously I've seen this before. I know how it's gonna end. I lulled myself into a false sense of security and I'm like, no, no, don't. And it's her performance and joy that like by the end that I'm like, I feel, you know, when you, you talk about the prequels, you're just like, but no, this could, you couldn't do that. You could just do this. And like, I feel, I feel that. And it's a lot due to how she plays Carrie. You've opened the door. So I'm going to go through it. Is this a space of goodness? Yeah. I think she's very endearing. Hang on. You, you, I know you did. You made the point that launched <laughs> yeah. off the conversation. So I'm springboarding. I think she's very good in this. I, I don't think, think she is... gets good until she gets covered in blood. Is what am I? She plays everything as unsure, unsure, and frail. Yeah, I guess, but she does it. She does that well. Like she's not doing it bad. That's it, just because the script doesn't give her much more than that to do. Doesn't mean she's not doing a good job of it. <sighs> I guess I'm sitting here going, "Is she acting? I don't know." I think she, I, I think she is. I mean, it helps that I've read a lot about. She, she was very method on set, so she kept herself to herself in a trailer. She filled her trailer full of religious iconography, That's cool. um, and was reading like um, illustrated Bibles and stuff. And basically said before on the first day of shooting to the rest of the cast, "I love you all, but I'm not going to talk to you." And then they did the rest of it. It's her hand that comes out the ground. She said, "No, it has to be me that gets buried in this box. Put me in the box." She st- spends three days on set covered in the same blood because of she didn't want to ruin continuity. Is she the same but- one in The Shining? No. Is it her that Jack comes out the door for? No? No. no. Okay. That's, um... What's her name? <laughs> you know, they were Duvall. The- Shelley Duvall. Oh, Shelley Duvall. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, so okay. It, it helps good. I know all of those things as well. But, yeah, no, I think she does do a good job. Um, That was uh, Ethan's favourite... Sorry, you were saying, but if we don't feel you get lulled in the salt and sense of security. You you kind of like, by the end of it, I don't think you can help, like, you can justify her turn without the way that she performs Carrie is, like, timid and, uh, like, a ray of sunshine at, at, at the start. Liam. Uh, I thought this was very well filmed camera-wise. I thought that I, I spoke about it earlier about the the depth perception of seeing what's behind and forefront of the camera, the deep focus, the deep focus, yeah, with Tommy and seeing Carrie, Carrie at the front and seeing the teachers talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was very cleverly done. 
I also liked how there was always that soft, fluffy focus of nicey-nicey, everything's good, but you knew, because that was so fluffy, nicey-nicey, something bad's going to happen straight after. So you was always constantly on your toes, thinking, oh my God, this is going to happen. Oh my God, that's going to happen. Because really, when you think about it, even at the very end, I remember not expecting the hand to come out of the, out of the, out of the ground. But I should have been, because the film's been telling me, fluffy, fluffy, nicey, nicey, <laughs> and then it's going to be bad. So they tell you that through the whole movie. So you should have expected some sort of scare jump, or that she was going to... Because I, I believed as a child that she imploded that house. That house did not just fall, it imploded. And I, and I believed as a child that she brought that house down on herself. Because there was, where, where else was you going to go? You've just killed everybody in school. You've just killed your mother. Where'd you go from there? You're damaged. Kill yourself. Yep. So, yeah. um, I'm going to go for a mon- <laughs> You started off with cinematography and then we ended up with, with the house coming down on someone. Sorry, sorry. I was just talking um, about the fluffy, nicey I'm, uh, focus. I'm glad you talked, you talked about the cinematography because it means I can pivot now and go... Because uh, I, I would have gone there. But I'll go instead. This... Will they or won't they? This debate on the moral genuineness of sue and tommy Tommy, yeah and are they in this to mess with her or are they not because it was great because basically it places us in the same situation as carrie and therefore every time that she will let herself go out there a little bit we're like no because this is the time oh it's okay (laughs) and we kept doing that until finally the big one the one we knew for sure was coming happens and they're powerless to help her and all those things i wonder what it would have been like to have seen that not knowing would you have pushed it further would i have pushed it further yeah would you have had tommy and uh sue push it further because when you look at it now they always sounded sincere right from the start when she says look i think you should take her to the, the prom do you think there should have been a bit more ambigu- ambiguity about uh, it? It has to be this. It has to be, I th- I'm wondering if they're going to turn. Because if they're like twisting their mustache, well, I want you to take them to the prom. No, like, I don't mean like that. It- I mean, do you think there, there was like a, a time when you'd go, no, I don't want it. Why would I take her? She's this, she's that. And then she tells you. I think you'd get that in the scene where they're being interrogated by Collins. Oh, okay. Where he seems like he doesn't really want to do it. Uh, I think that's as organic as it can get. Oh, okay. And leaves me going on second watch. I can't. So the, the, the mustache twirling, my, my point with that was if you watch it a second time, you go, that's, uh, that's just clearly just trying to misdirect me, but it doesn't hold up to the, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. actual character. The second time isn't a better watch. Motivations. Yeah. Because no, like it's clearly you're twirling your mustache here, yeah. and that's designed just to throw me off the scent. Yeah. It's not how the characters really feel. So that's all. Uh, let's do grumbles. Grumbles. Georgia. Uh, probably just the excessive nudity at the start. Okay. Yeah. Some some is okay. It was it didn't need all of that. Alright. Uh Ethan. This is like it sounds like we're on like an hour and thirty-eight minutes. It is strangely paced. Uh there's about halfway through before we got to the end game, I was going, we've gone through this very quickly. Because not much like happens in the way of <laughs> the audience like, ain't saying story, that <laughs> <laughs> no but it's in like before we get to the end game and i was like okay we've, we've gone through this quicker than i was expecting because a lot of it is just carrie is is dealing with with something billy says take let's go to prom she says no later he does it again and and it's sort of just kind of between these things and it, it's fine but the big build-up does like it's just a 
not even a, it's a very it's a quick burn to get to the end to do that and i like it's fine but it's just very lackadaisical with the way that it tries to progress <laughs> lackadaisical i like it all right let's uh, see if you're already if you're lackadaisical liam what do you got I never like seeing animals be killed in this. And I know they have to have the pig's blood. I didn't really need to see him jump in there with that big jackhammery thing, whatever it was, um, and hear them squealing. I don't need that. They didn't show you it, thank God, and I'm glad they didn't. Um, But also, I didn't like the hitting of each other. You know, like Travolta's character, Billy, hitting uh, Chris. Yep. I didn't like uh, the teacher um, yep. hitting. Uh, it it jarred me as a kid and it jars me now because I'm not one for violence in relationships or friendships or anything like that. You know, if you're willing to slap me, then there's something clearly wrong. Yep. Then and now. I'm pro wrestling at heart, buddy. It's all about choreographed <laughs> violence. Uh, my issue, need 10 more minutes. Need ten more minutes. Once she starts like blow, I would have much preferred her to go on a little bit of a reign of terror because I want her to go too far, and I'm not sure I get too far yet. I want it to be. I've been out of the trauma. Now I'm just. I'm out. I'm out for revenge. Yeah. I'm gonna watch the whole world burn because I can't be happy. I thought I could be happy for a moment, and I can't be happy. So now I'm gonna destroy all of your happiness. That's the next logical step for Send Carrie. things cl- flying across you the need room. To read and- the book. I think you'd really yeah. Really like so it. like yeah, I, I want I want five minutes where Carrie yeah. just levels the playing field. And it- is sad to know that they haven't planned and couldn't afford to do Because to be honest with you, I don't actually like the way they leave Sue. No. All traumatized, and the, the, the dream sequence jump scare was the most, like, tropey yeah. horror thing it's, in the movie. Like, I just sit there and go... of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it, it felt very Nightmare on Elm Street. It so did, I was sitting yeah. there going, oh, you'd actually done this, like, really great movie, and maybe you felt you needed one more moment of despair, because the house falling isn't enough to roll credits, but what is? And so they established this mother-daughter here, and that's where we're going. But I didn't understand why Sue was being traumatized, because uh, in, her, in her dreams suggests that Carrie's got some sort of supernatural power, and it's not got anything to do with her trauma but just the idea that carrie lives on through dreams and i'm like you're stumbling into someone else's into someone else's mo right now so i'll tell you what what would have been cool you know when the fire engine passed her took the tires out yeah stop the fire engine get into the school yeah um let's do uh is somebody's best role ever and no one who i know i yeah I, i don't know anyone in it so other than John Travolta, but we yeah, not it's not it's not John Travolta, it's not primary colors. Nah. I never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all broken arrow. He was better in broken arrow. He was good in broken arrow. Play the age game. Um <laughs> what do we got here, Ethan? I can't play. We got Sissy Spacek, who is Carrie. She's married. So <laughs> uh I'm gonna go twenty four. I'm going 26. Liam gets that because she's 27. Wow. wow. Uh, Then we have Piper Laurie, who's Mrs. Carrie. Mm. Mrs. White? Mrs. White, but I just said Mrs. Carrie because I forgot the surname. Carrie's mom? (laughs) 
Harry's mum. Yeah, I know. Margaret. I'm fruity. Margaret, yeah. 14. Margaret, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Five. Oh, you're close. 43. Oh, I'm going to give it a half point to each of you because she's 44. Oh. Wow. To think um, we're only a year away from her, Jesus. <laughs> that's uh, why I felt, like, I just found it funny seeing that. I'm like, oh, she's so, she's not, I was going to say, not that much older. Like, there's still. Oh, didn't hear it said. 17 years, but. Um, we have William Cat, who is Tommy. Twenty-eight. I'm not asking to say he's twenty-seven. Liam gets. Oh wait, no, you no. Ian gets that because he's twenty-five. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I thought he's older. There's only two of us, uh, and Ethan's Amy Irving. <laughs> is this Sue? I'm not good yeah. with num. Yeah, Sue Snell. <sighs> Twenty-four. Sue oh, I was gonna say twenty-four. 23 then. Liam gets that. She's 23. Uh, uh, <laughs> then we have Nancy Allen as Chris. Nancy Allen. 20. I'm going to say young too. 20, 23. I was going young myself. I'll go 21. Liam gets that by default. She's 26. Oh, wow. wow. She looks good, doesn't she? For- then John Travolta so she's is young, Billy. Yeah. Sorry, John, John Travolta. Travolta. Um, yeah. Which one was he? <laughs> uh, oh, you're doing the math. I, I'm going to lose this 24. one. <laughs> I got 25. Liam goes to by default. He's 22. Oh, wow. He's oh, wow. Uh, I'm not sure finally- how default works. He's not going to buy default. He's, <laughs> he's winning these. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> he's literally uh, doing what the game asks us to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we get Betty Buckley, Miss Collins. Miss Collins. 32. 36. Liam gets... She's 29. There what? Is a age between Carrie and Miss Collins. What? That's incredible. Wow. So, Liam has... Oh, I haven't uh, got, I've got the story. Five and a half. Yeah. Ian has one and a half. Yeah. Woo. Not my good time. And you know those two boys that you were saying would look really, really old? Yeah. They're the youngest in the cast. They're 20 and 21. What? <laughs> Jeez. That's nice. All right. Um, let's do the critics. The critics. The good, the bad, and the ebs. Yeah, so we've got Wendy Eyed from the Times UK. He says, Brian De Palma elevates what could have been a trashy exploitation picture into something mitigated by the angry empathy it places in the put-upon outsider. Um, then we've got Dave Kerr from the Chicago Reader. He says this 1976 thriller about a high school outcast who uses her telekinetic powers to massacre the graduating class contains a number of interesting ideas. But as with most of his films, De Palma can't keep track of them. <laughs> uh, then we have our good friend Roger Ebert. Yeebs. Who says Brian De Palma's Carrie is an absolutely spellbinding horror movie. It, it's also, and this is what makes it so good, an observant human portrait. Hmm. I wasn't expecting that. Holds me. a lens up to society. That's what I said. Uh, is it a, a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? Not something I came up with this week. It's the question we put out every week to the uh, fledgling phantom. Uh, but we do the poll results before Georgia reads off her next bit. And uh, tie at the top, a 39.3% consider this to be a great film and to be a good film. So 78.6% think it's good or higher. It's wow. pretty, pretty high price. That is, yeah. We have 14.3% saying okay and just 7% saying poor. Georgia, what did our friends the podcast have to say? Uh, so we've got one from Nate. 
the great who says the ending is iconic for sure but it crawls its way to the end no one to really root for either carrie isn't really nice or the actor just didn't portray her well enough to seem likable and the mom was just too kooky i think it tried to be in the same vein as the exorcist and other 70s horror but it failed i still enjoyed it to extent the symbolism is beaten to the ground by the end no way she's nailed to two beams and is able to stay standing while nothing supports her the remake is so right. much better <laughs> Well, the remake is so much better. That's what he says. I wouldn't Interesting. Say that. I wouldn't say that. I should have mentioned ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we've got one from Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. He says, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that Georgia hated this film. I'm pretty sure she would have turned on it in the first five minutes. Did she manage <laughs> to thought. finish it? Unfortunately, ironic for a film that she picked. To be honest, I turned on it pretty quickly myself. Okay, it was the 70s and things were different, but that opening shower scene is basically soft porn. The bullying after was extremely hard to watch. It was just a abhorrent and the teacher took way too long to intervene don't even get me started on the pig and blood stuff i don't understand what this film i understand what this film was trying to do there were a lot of horror tropes as i imagine weren't all tropes when it was made and so it does have a legacy not sure it scared me at any point but i did laugh for quite a few times how it was filmed was good it felt quite edgy throughout especially the scenes in the house which added to the overall tension i love the use of mirrors and reflections a lot of the cast were recognizable from other things sissy spacex is just excellent as carrie overall i understand what they were trying to do and why the film is important but i just didn't like it it's hard to watch and so much of it so much of it is just way off what is comfortable viewing in 2023 georgia will probably wish she picked something else there's a mistake that's my prediction anyway i I think dwayne smith's got that to quote no doubt around 2004 hella wrong hella wrong (laughs) yeah i do too and i'm shocked because i thought the opening scene would uh, put her off uh then finally we've got one from richard who says i've not hang on hang on i'm just getting strapped in here because when richard chimes in it's usually (laughs) it's usually scathing what do we got it is (laughs) i've not seen this in a while but i remember loving it above all i remember being desperately sad i remembering it i remember an incredible touching central performance from siffy spacek and a great supporting turn from piper laurie i remember the brilliant slow build of tension in the immortal prom night sequence and the beautiful shot of a blissfully ignorant carrie dancing with her date as the camera swells around them i remember the tracking shot that walks along the dance floor before slowly revealing the tit teetering bucket of blood that's about to tear a world apart i remember a sequence being electrifying even before it erupts into the carnage of a tragic retribution that doesn't discriminate i remember a scene of carrie earlier in the film excitingly trying on makeup in a store looking happy and carefree for the first time and i remember the awful feeling i got in the pit of my stomach knowing what awaited her do you remember night in september and the fire goes on and on <laughs> everybody's dying on and on <laughs> carrie she's not crying <laughs> on and on i think i can smell tommy yeah <laughs> he's got no hair Do you know what if he hadn't have put half that product in his hair that school does not go up that quickly <laughs> <laughs> just saying just saying not much in the fledging phantom this week uh i got Dwayne smith going oh this is gonna be one of those episodes <laughs> don't think it was no. um, There's a mistake. <laughs> think uh, i asked are we oh no are we gonna fall out question mark haven't watched it yet Dwayne responded sorry i don't want to spoil anything for you you'll see what i mean russell the post he says can't predict if a team are going to enjoy it or not Dwayne says i think i know <laughs> David from Skeptical says I remember the part where Travolta dies in the car crash is quite comical apart from that not much else and Carlos says haven't seen it in a while 
not a huge fan of it, voted okay. Mm. All right. So uh, if you like this film or episode, you would like... What else have we done? It's horror get out. get out, I guess. I mean, we, we did get out. I mean, it's a much different yeah. film. I guess it's about yeah. people and the way they treat each other, but it's a different kind of film in that regard. Uh, Scream is a teen movie, isn't it? Scream's, well, Scream's horror-ish. Yeah. Yeah. This is horror-ish. Ish. Yeah, this wasn't jumps. I see, I like this, this more. This is my level of horror. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't hand, like make you feel really. I really don't like suspense in horror films either. <sighs> this doesn't have that either. It's just like this. You know something's going to happen, but it's not this like holding you at yeah. high anxiety type. Everything here is earned. Yeah. It's not mm. cheap. It's not. I'm yeah. oh no! Oh, someone jumped out. Oh no! It's it's even no, though it's done on the cheap. <laughs> yeah, even though it's done on the cheap, actually, it's quite ironic. Yeah. No. So this is this is good. Everything sort of felt like it was it was there for for, for the taking. Um, if you like this, uh, I might recommend other Stephen. I might recommend need, Needful. Yeah, Needful Things. I think it's a great Stephen King film adaptation. Misery. Uh, misery. Uh, is Dolores Claiborne Stephen King as well? Yeah, Dolores Claiborne. Yeah, yeah more Kathy Bates, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I like The Stand, but that's not very... Uh, oh, Stand horror. By Me, The Stand. Stand By Me, yeah. um, The Body. Shawshank. Shawshank. So, lots of good stuff Green out Mile. there. Green Mile. Yeah, uh, you can feel them getting sort of further away from this sort yeah, of feeling. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's time for our ratings. Our ratings. Should we start with... <laughs> let's find out how wrong Dwayne Smith is, shall we? <laughs> let's start He's with... like, how did I get this wrong? Let's start with Georgia. Georgia, where are you putting this? Uh, this is a difficult one because it is. it does fall into that trope of kind of horror but not horror enough. I think there are some films... I can't remember who it was that was... Um, that said it i think it was um someone i was talking to who's on the like in the carry team for the show was saying kind of um some horror films need a two-point bias so if you're gonna put if you're gonna rate horror films obviously we're not doing this but if you're gonna rate a horror film you have to give it two points up because it's a horror film like it's because they don't have the same mechanics as other films so you like to keep them on an even playing field you'd bump them up which is a bit, it's a, it's a, it's a take. Um, this is Alex from Mainstream Finance's kind of take, is that a 10 out of 10 for horror isn't the same as a 10 out of yeah. 10 for something else. So you can't, yeah. to, to level them. If so you're it's not fair to the compare them to each other. No, so if you're going to put them all on the same playing field, that's what you do to kind of alleviate that a little bit. I don't think this necessarily needs that. I think there is enough to this, because it's a, probably because it's a Stephen King, that it is, there are enough levels and depth to it that I don't think you even need the two-point bump. Brian De Palma does a fine job with, with transferring the song. He does. Yeah. He does do a good job with it, and I think the performances are very, very good. I think the effects are very, very good. Um, and I genuinely enjoyed it. And I think maybe this is the way I have to watch horror, is knowing exactly what's coming and when it's coming. <laughs> and then I can enjoy it and appreciate it. Because I do appreciate the art form that is horror, but I just can't watch it because it makes me... F- I don't enjoy being scared or, or anxious. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed watching this and genuinely thought it was brilliant. I think it is a, like Abe said, I think it is a brilliant look up to society and all different different things. It's not just her major jump. And so I appreciate that. And I did really enjoy it. Um, so I am going to give this, Oh, do I put the half point on or not? Mm, I'm going to give this eight dead pigs out of 10. All right. Eight dead pigs out of 10. Wink, wink. Um, I was watching an episode of uh, Modern Family, and uh, a sitcom that didn't get nominated in our uh, most recent no. best sitcom, so next year maybe, yeah. 
And there's a bit where Phil goes to a horror movie with his wife, and he he uh, goes out and tries to bribe an usher and says, I haven't seen this film before. Can you tell me where all the jump scares are going to happen? It's <laughs> one of the workers like, I haven't seen it. Sorry, man. Uh, sounds like it's your kind of thing. You need your cheat sheet going in about what's going to happen and where it is. Yeah, and I guess some people, that ruins it. But actually, no, if I don't enjoy the suspense, then you actually ha- you can appreciate the art For this to happen, you have to have a story that's worthy of it. And yes. too many horrors... It's not about I've, story. No, no, I've accessed... Stephen King is very story. Stephen King's very story. I've accessed, like, A Quiet Place through yeah. this methodology as well. I sure. haven't actually watched it, but I've watched all of the behind-the-scenes stuff and all of the bits and pieces. And You're just really, getting good at walking around quiet. Yeah. Okay. And really... And, <laughs> no, and really... And really appreci- can appreciate it because of... But I can't go in blind watching something like that. Ethan! I like this a lot, but I'm... And that, this is more from a... I like horror films, and... Uh, a lot of horror films suck, and this is a good thing, because also it's older, and they don't do all those same tropes. But, aside of that, this is a solid film. The performances are great, the music is pretty good, and the, the motifs are they're very present, but they work, especially at the end. Uh, cinematography is fantastic, uh, the practical effects, brilliant. Um, all that, and my, even like my little issues with pacing and like all that, this is a solid, solid film. And I had a decent retelling of a pretty, I'd say, kind of difficult book to retell at points, especially in the 70s. So with all that, I'm also going eight buckets of blood out of ten. All right. We're getting rid of all of the, like, easy out of tens. Yeah. You have to think of something a bit more. Story I kind of forgot, <laughs> forgot that I had to do one for a I'm second. Right. I panicked. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. William, what do you got? It's no secret, I hate horror. But. This is really weird for you, where horror and Travolta intersect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't actually like Travolta in this. Um, and I think the the writing and the character tells you not to, um, which is good. Um, I remember watching this as a 12, 13-year-old and thinking, oof. I don't think I'm going to probably watch this again. Uh, maybe because of the jump scare at the end um, and the blood and everything else and the killing of the pig and all these other things. But I watched it the other day and I went, do you know what? This isn't a bad movie. It's not really a horror. It's more of a teen coming of age on bordering horror. And um, I actually found myself quite enjoying it. I like the aesthetic of it. Uh Certain things didn't, you know, quite match up with this. Uh, you know, like the being the age she was when she discovered that she had a period and didn't have no knowledge. Um, you know, going to the, the, the dance and not everybody pointing and there weren't enough of that. Everybody seemed to be happy and go lucky and le- leaving them be. No one interrupted them. Uh, all these different things that could have happened. Um, but saying that, I really enjoyed it uh, more than I thought. So with that, I'm also going to go an eight knives stabbed into the mother <laughs> out of ten. Probably was about eight. <laughs> wow. There we are. I did enjoy it. All right. I did enjoy it, and yeah. I think I'd probably watch it again. I was When Georgia announced it was going to be Carrie last week, 
my internal monologue went, oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't think it was just your internal one. <laughs> Whatever my external one was, multiply it by five and you get my internal. <laughs> we heard you on the, I'm not on a ho- the podcast. Much like Liam, I'm, I'm, I'm not a horror guy. Much like Georgia, I'm not a horror guy. I was going, that's not my thing. I knew you had a frame of reference to like it, Georgia, because yeah. you're going for the show. But I was like, I don't have one. I've, I know kind of the big scene. I'm like, I don't. Okay, great. And then sat down to watch it and found myself kind of checking in myself every five, ten minutes going, the writing's really good. Mm. Which maybe you should have expected from a Stephen King adaptation, but not all adaptations no, come no, off they don't, good, they don't always come good, good at the source material. And I didn't, so while there are certain things that it wears from the 70s, and those are since the 70s cinema, the copious nudity. Yeah. Yeah. Like I saw Easy Rider as like a fifth, 16, 17 year old. It messed me right up. And me. Because they go to a graveyard and get naked. Why did they get naked? Because it was the 70s. You know what I mean? There's no reason to be naked in, in, in a graveyard. But I was just like, I don't get that. So, but I checked it and went, this is really, really surprisingly good. And then I found myself engaged with the character. And what it does is it makes me know about the plan with the blood so early so early that all movie long i know this big thing is like i knew it does happen but if i was an audience member it's likely to happen Mm -hmm. and no matter how happy she and on top of that you give me that second story inside of our sue and tommy in on it Mm -hmm. because they're having conversations sue and uh is it chris Sue and Chris are both having conversations with the same sort of students in the school. Mm -hmm. So you assume they're in the same circle of friends. Are they on this together or is it two separate things? And that dance I found to be really, really, really interesting in a way that I wasn't expecting it to be. And so I don't think it sticks to landing, but I don't know how else you get out. Mm. And that's the hard part. I don't know where you go from here. She has to die. You want to, not that, not that. I mean, the ending with Sue. Oh, the end was in the, yeah, the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which wasn't uh, really what I was expecting as far as... I thought they went a little tropey there, which is a shame. Uh, that being said, I imagine it's one of those endings that you just forget, and in my head, I do what you just did and think the endings when it all... The, the yeah. house falls down. <laughs> and in, in my mind, you just roll the credits there. Yeah, yeah. And I go, all right, all right, they did do this. This is stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and maybe it's a, a, a final payment for Sue, who I feel deserved better. But she also is the one who did the worst at the start, we're, we're told or we're shown. So, yeah, uh, she's very much in there on the screen, throwing yeah. stuff. And uh. so, uh, but overall, I was really the cinematography is fantastic. Mm. Uh, the uh, the acting is really really strong from all parties involved. It's a female led uh, narrative. I like those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the end of the day, I'm going to give this. Eight and a half minutes you spent on writing really obvious song lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Out of ten. It's like if I was to do a song over this, my the song playing in the background would be, I was surprised how much I like this movie. <laughs> would be the name of it. Because I was surprised how much I like this movie. And I was sitting there going, is it, is it this? Is it this? And I kept going higher and going, no, this is, this is rarefied air. This is probably one of the two or three best horror movies I've ever seen. Yeah, same. Full stop. I was expecting a Rosemary's Baby where I was oh. going, I will be grudgingly like this. I hate it. And instead I got, I really, there's something clever going on here mm. outside of everything else. I so. think everybody listening to this podcast is shocked. 
<laughs> actually, <laughs> how high I, I was a little shocked. This. I won't lie. Actually, if I punch this in, I know we got the Patreon. Can I? Can I bump mine up? You can if you want. Yeah, can I go to the eight and a half, please? Okay. You wanted the eight and a half. To yeah, start I with, did. Yeah. Half, but you thought people would go lower. Yeah. <laughs> eight and a half, eight. Okay, who is the voice of the people? It's not big arranger, Sam. So there we go. What's it going to be? Um, so it comes out of the Patreon at a six. We get a four, wow. we get a four wow. five, and a nine. Wow, Whoa. that is a six. Wow. I that. So that drops it from us. It was 8.25 overall down to a 7.8. So it ranks it just above Lord of the Rings, the two towers. I'm okay with that. Uh, but it ranks it below Scott Pilgrim versus the world. No. I'm not okay with that. No. <laughs> H- hang on, Georgia. You're going no, no. You want to know what you gave Scott Pilgrim? What did I give? Oh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I had Austin Powers in my head. No, no. that's fine. Okay, okay. No, I'm back on board. Okay. You give Scott Pilgrim a nine. Okay. That's okay. Uh, ranks it below there will be blood. <laughs> oh, okay. quite. You could have actually named this film that, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there will be blood. There will be blood and blood and blood. Where pigs oink. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's still in the, in the top third of movies we've done this year. So, yeah, take that. And as they say in Scream, it's uh, made out of corn syrup. It actually was. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say, bam, Ooh. bitch went down. <laughs> is this, is down. this above up in the air? Uh, 7.80, probably. Uh, I was going to say, because I, I, I already know the answer for this. What did you rate up in the air higher than this film? I would write up in the air higher than this film. Yeah, yeah. That's me. Uh, Reverend Bruce, uh, I did write up in the air higher than this film. I gave it a nine. As did you, Ethan. And yeah, Georgia and Liam both gave it sevens. So they would rank it lower. <laughs> what, what film is up in the air? It's the one with George. Keep asking. Can we bring this up? You ask this question. George Clooney flying planes, firing oh, people. Yeah. I, I genuinely... Every Anna, time. Anna Kendrick. Every time. Uh, yeah, uh, we actually rated this comes up just higher. The Patreon also crapped on that one and gave it a six. So there we go. <laughs> I so, wasn't expecting that. I expected the... People. I thought the Patreon would be behind this yeah, one. Yeah, I did. Dwayne and Nate mm. are not fans. Wow, there we are. Richard That's was. true. Nate, Nate, Nate's, Nate's write-up suggested that he was... Yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, Richard's more like, uh, more like me and you. Yeah. Yeah, there we are. So... There we are. All that's left to do now is a couple last minute housekeeping things, uh, which first would be to thank everybody on our Patreon, uh, even those who voted this low. We're talking about Julian <laughs> Hermes, James the Guzman, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, the Yeetmeister, Reverend Bruce, Nate the Great, Andy Dixon, Holly Callan, Cheesy, with a fish on a bike, Richard. Uh, the cool cat himself, Ryan Kukets. and Canadian Chris Dykstra. Uh, if you want to be involved with the Patreon, if you want to help dash our dreams, the movie we thought was going swimmingly, you can do that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. And all that's left to do now is talk about what we're doing next week. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we are. We've got a massive, massive legacy sequel coming out next week in the real world. We're going oh, all shit. the way back to where world began. You better get your hat and your bullwhip. It belongs in a museum. Raiders. We're doing the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. Damn. The world introduced the world introduced to Indiana Jones. Exciting. Oh, no, I, I watched, I'm not going to be here. Three days ago. They, they added them all to Disney Plus. Oh. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go through the original trilogy. I will, so, um, yay. I will say one thing, which I know is a fact. 
Magnum PI himself was yeah, cast. Yeah, I'll share. I'll share. Yeah, a story. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cast as him. Yeah, uh, that's a story Harrison Ford shares on a uh, on a roast or a, on a, not on a roast, but a dinner honoring. Um, Lucas George Lucas. Thank you very much. Yeah, so there's a great story behind that. Uh, and we'll do and we'll go ahead and we'll tackle that next week. Which is Temple of Doom. No, no, it's Raiders, Raiders of the, the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. I can't remember which one's which. Not this. This is the, the only Temple one. Doom is the only one cool. not called Indiana Jones. Yeah, is it literally it's, just called Raiders of the? It's Lost just Ark? called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. So if you're saying Indiana Jones and the Raiders, nope. Just Raiders. Of the Raiders Lost of the Lost Ark. They hadn't realized yet that Indiana Jones should be in the title, like a series of uh, old Saturday TV specials. And do you know what? I, do you know? Because I, I, I'm not going to be on it. Do you know what I love? The fact that the third one... <laughs> Have we not gone long enough on this I'm movie sorry, today? I'm sorry. The third one brings in Sean Connery. Yes. Which is a bit like the fact when they do Die Hard with Vengeance. It's a separate movie, but a better movie. Oh, in interesting. The, well, in the, the second one. We'll talk about that one, and maybe at some point we'll talk about the third one and see which one's better. Uh, I'll share my Funnier own thoughts. Funnier films than I remember. Sorry? Funnier films than I remember. Funnier films? Oh, they're all about humor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I forgot how funny... like. <laughs> Those films. Can, can, week, can, we, can we just wait till next week next to talk story. about the film? Jeez. <laughs> All right, Megs. At least Megs keeps it week to week. Crikey. Uh, <laughs> so, sorry. as we've said, please join us next week when we gather together to talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Featuring Indiana Jones. Four best film ever. Featuring. <laughs> I've been in. Featuring. I've been Liam. Featuring. I've been Ethan. And why are we featuring and then I'm being? Just, <laughs> I've been Georgia. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to get to the rhythm of the NQ. Do me a favor say, and I'm Georgia again. And I'm Georgia. And hey, we like to keep things interactive here at the BFE. We like to keep things in communication. So much like Sissy Spacek in a dream sequence, want to get on the Twitter, reach out, and grab a hold of us this week. We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. The flippity-flip-flop.